Patricia, my darling Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Everybody, it is Saturday night, January the 20th, year 2018, and hello, Patricia. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. 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 It's me. Hi, I'm in Florida. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Saturday night, should we say live show or open house? Whatever you decide, it's perfect. How about the live open house? It's the open house that's live. Yeah, we could do that. Mm. And because we are live, we can take phone calls, and we'd love to hear from you. 714-545-2071. And I have a whole bunch of questions and a whole bunch of comments, and you fill us in on your week and what you have to say first. Okay, well, I have to uh, give some bad news. Oh. It died Sunday. What? Well, I'm not, we shouldn't have been surprised. It started to. It started to. It started to bang and sputter. And oh my gosh, I thought you were talking about somebody. <laughs> um, what, what died? <laughs> Was it the new refrigerator? No. More important than a car. No, important than a car or a, or a, or a refrigerator. Your heater. My heater died. 
Oh, oh, you poor baby. But you, you, you're such a positive influence on my family. My mom went and bought me a new one on Friday, so I have a new one. Oh, isn't that sweet? You know, it lasted a fair amount of time. I know. Those things usually kick up the, you know, <laughs> and say goodbye <laughs> much earlier than yours did. So I'm pleased it lasted as long as it, it did, did, but I'm sorry it died. It died. It, oh. it, it died. Oh, my God. And then I shut it down and did that, and then, it, then I knew it was in trouble. Sunday night when it started to really heat up, and I shut it down. Oh, boy. And then I heard, and we haven't worked uh, ever since I heard, Uh-huh, you're lucky it's instead of setting fire to the wall. <laughs> oh, dear so me. my mom went in bathroom more and bought a new one. It's bigger than the old one. Uh-huh. And, and it's only a heater. But, you know, but this is an... Yeah. Um, this is in honor because Patricia set a good role model for my mother that I have a heater for my Aww. room. And that was so nice of her to do that for you. Yeah, because I didn't ask because I was surprised how much it cost. It was an expensive little diddly thing that she bought, you know. So, $60. I'm not worth 60 bucks, my dear. Well, then I didn't spend that much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't, but I was surprised. I, I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I know that. I, I, I'm not surprised because yours was a little small and everything. But this one, yeah, this one was, Mom started the same one, was 60 bucks. Not the same one. I know, it's well, not. Course, what was it, two years ago or three, three years three. ago? Three, three. It went three, three. Well, three winners, maybe four, but at least three. Wow. So. Ow. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was my knee. Uh-oh. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. Uh-oh. It's okay. I just banged my knee. Mm-hmm. What? Not the, oh, I hate I hate when you when people when I hit the funny bone in my knee. Sometimes that is oh. so much agony. Oh, oh. Anyway, yes, there are some. Yeah. Anyway, what? No, you were gonna say. I interrupt. I was gonna say stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now, family, we do have a running contest. Mm-hmm. It's the name uh-huh. the name the items in Patricia's refrigerator, and we all struck out last week. So oh, we're not, gonna not necessarily the ones that are in there, but the ones I purchased at Walmart to put in there. Oh, I mean with the donations? No, it wasn't. It wasn't all that awful because I saved milk and yogurt. And yeah. They serve me milk like three times a day, and I don't, you know, so I'll put the container of milk in there. And I have a couple of yogurts that are, but they were on my tray. Okay. So I didn't buy them. Okay. So they're in there. You can cross so, them off your list. So you made contribution to the refrigerator from other sources. Those are the only two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you have to, you only get one chance. Now, Tom in New York, Tom, mm-hmm. I hope you're listening. Yes. Tom in New York sent an entire list <laughs> of things that might be in. And I made everybody else have just one chance. So, Tom, if you want to resend an email with just one item, and I will tell you that you had one of them right. Out of this entire list, one of them was right. (laughs) I didn't tell him which one it was. So, Now, now is it fair when I know what you really like? And so I I can probably take one thing off your list, but I'll I'll wait a little while. I know I can. Well, you tried tried last week with a loaf of bread. (laughs) Do you put you keep your loaf of bread in the refrigerator? My mom keeps it when she buys like two for ones. She'll uh-huh. she'll freeze the second one. 
Exactly. They, they freeze very mm-hmm. well, yeah. and they, it doesn't take long for them to defrost. Right. Who's there? Hello there, your Aunt Patricia. Hello. Maybe. Anybody out there? Hold on. I'm, i got to turn you up for Patricia. And, okay, go ahead. Hi, Paul. How are you? I don't hear a thing. Okay, I'll, t- I'll keep turning them up. Don't worry about that, Patricia. I had it turn way low. Go ahead, Paul. No, I did, there's some kind of a disconnect here. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Hold on, Paul. Let me see. Testing one, two, three, four. Testing one, two, three. I can hear myself there. And I can hear you. Okay. And Paul, let's do it one more try. I guess not. Paul, call back. Maybe I, I'm going to do a quick test. And so let me hang up on you. And let me do a quick test. So I'm going to call myself. Okay, that's <laughs> a good thing to do. Hello, self. All right, well, I, can I talk while you do that? Well, I'm going to call myself and you and I can talk on the phone. Okay. Oop. Somebody's trying to... Come on, phone. Hey, amp. <laughs> Hold on. There is nothing like live radio with Walden Hughes. Nothing. Good. All right, let's try it this way. And I did all this texting before the show. All right. All right, Patricia. Talk to me. Yes, I can talk to you. Are you there? Yeah, you can over fine. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm going to hang up on myself. Okay, that, <laughs> that worked. Okay, so we do have the phone worked out for some reason. Yeah, I think four. he turned you up, yes? I, yeah, I did. Seven one four. Yeah, you can turn you. You can turn you back down. Yeah, I can turn myself down. Yeah, seven one four. Yeah, you can do. Five yeah. four five two zero seven one. Want to start again? Did I do the wrong number? I don't think so. Ah. I, I tripped over it. I talked right over it. Hello, Carl. You made it. You're on with Patricia. Dead. You can't hear him. I don't. I don't hear a thing. No. Dead air. You want to hang up and you call me back? No, because you and I are working fine, and you and I heard each other when I was on the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure Paul, Paul, I'm going to hang up on you one more time. I'm going to try this. This is weird. Mm-hmm. If not, we have to do plan B. Are you there? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to look at the wires. (laughs) (laughs) This is too much. Too, too much. Carl, you're going to have to wait because it ain't going to work. So hold on. Let's see here. And we grab this knob here. Okay, Carl, talk to Patricia. Do you hear? No. 
You do you hear Paul? Can No, I cannot. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Nope. And he and he's not coming. Okay, go ahead. Cop in the line, what, Paul? Okay, I will find out. So thank Paul. All right. He put, yeah, he's he not put, coming out over the air either. Well, I. Huh? And I heard it over the air, over the phone line. No, I'm I'm plugged into the yesterday USA line. And yeah, I know. I don't hear that part. Was was you and me? <laughs> oh dear. Is there anybody out there? Oh, anyway. Send me an email. That's a good, that's a, a good a, one. Anyway, an you, you, you can always you give hear. me your number, and I can always call you back and put you on Skype. We can always do that routine. Uh, but anyway, I uh, I played with the with the board this afternoon, and that probably was not a good thing. Cause people said, uh-huh. oh. Anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. What, let, me do, let me do another test. <laughs> In the meantime, I'll talk to people, okay? You're going to talk to me. Oh, okay. Never mind, people. Okay, Patricia, I'm going to talk to you on the phone. Okay, you keep talking because there's a, a, you know, a delay here. So, let me see. All right, now let's see. We're we're fine. I can hear you. Online, I can hear you. Okay, what we're gonna do? <laughs> okay, what we're gonna do? For some reason, but the phone is not cooperating. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. Anybody want to call to Patricia? Uh, I'm gonna have to call you on Skype. So that's what we're gonna have to do. But you know. So you, you want them to call in, and you will call them back. Yeah, that's what we're gonna have to do. Cause I don't wanna. Yeah. I don't wanna take too much time to figure out. Why this is not working. <laughs> and we can't even blame it on your mom this week. No. No, I it's can... It's all your fault. Yeah, well, John Larry said, oh, it wasn't working this morning, and so I played with it, and so... What can I say? What it can didn't I say? still work. Well, yeah. I have some stuff. Yeah, go tell me. What did you find out today? What I you have learn? a quite... Well, I found some stuff. Yeah. I called uh, Kim Fadiman and left two messages. Okay. I called him twice, and I will try again tomorrow... Um, I'm thinking maybe he doesn't want to talk to me because the first time I talked with him, I said I would call back. And I called back, and he wasn't there. And I started to leave this number in case he wanted to go through the process of getting to me. And I got halfway through the telephone number, and it clunked. Uh So I called back, and I said, Kim, I'm back. Here is the number clunk. (laughs) (laughs) So... So because it clunked so fast, I wonder if he might not want to even talk to me. But I'll try again during the week rather than tomorrow. I'll try again during the week at a different time and see if I can get in. And, and I'm positive it's the correct one. Great. So. If not, we'll write we a letter. See. We'll write a letter, you know. That's right, because I do have the address. Mm-hmm. I do not have access to a printer, so um, we'll figure out something. Yeah. I can do it from here. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. 
And this came up because I was reading about a couple of early presidents, or actually presidents along the way, not all of them were early, who were not, they're considered on the bottom of the list in terms of presidency. Uh And one of them was Andrew Johnson. And according to this information, and it's a historian and history professor from Princeton, so I will accept his word, that Andrew Johnson showed up at the inauguration drunk. And from that point on, if Lincoln talked to him, it wasn't noticed or recorded, apparently. He just struck him off his list. He didn't want to have anything to do with him. And that raised the question in my mind, can a president remove his own vice president? I've never seen it in the Constitution. Generally, they just write it out, you know. So I don't think so. Because now it's considered an elected office. Maybe... Maybe before yeah. we made an elected office, it, it was possible. You know what I'm wondering is if I this if it's this little slider that caused the issue. Hold on, let me call myself again. This is so much fun playing with Walton Radio. <laughs> You're still playing with buttons. Okay. I suppose I could put that question in and see whether or not. Um. We're still here, everybody. We're getting back there. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, Walden. Yeah. You got. You have to turn yourself down or turn somebody down. Uh, you know the phone works now. Way down. Okay. Hello there. Hello. Yeah. Hello. That's okay. Hello. That's okay. You know what? I got the phone work. You got it to work. Yes. Because I'm talking to you over the phone. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, then I shouldn't have said. Hmm. Now I know what happened. All right, I'm going to hang up. Hooray! I'm still here, I think. Hooray! I, I made it. I got it. I, I had the little slider in the middle, and it should have been on the other side, and blah, blah, blah. So we're, we're good, everybody. You can talk to Patricia now. Walden has has somehow miraculously been saved again. <laughs> you put the stuff back where it belongs. Yes, what the... <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, I have it here. Under no circumstances can the president remove his vice president. Only the Congress can remove him mm. through an impeachment process, which we sort of went through. Was uh, uh, well, no, did did I'm a. Sh- did, uh, the guys under Nixon, oh, they resigned. Um, Agnew, Spiro Agnew. Agnew. Did, and they, did they impeach him? I can't, I, I don't... Became, well, he, he pleaded no contest to a federal crime. Yeah. I was I so... I was I know, oh, he resigned. He resigned. Did he? He, he didn't get fired. Yeah, he resigned. He pleaded guilty to accepting bribes in Maryland, where he was governor. And... Then he resigned from office. Wow. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. The phones are fixed. Now Paul said he wants to nominate a top salad mix. You know, one of those like a all cut up. You put it's all pre pre packaged and really a really nice. What are we talking about? 
in your for your refrigerator. Oh, like like uh, a, a yeah, chopped up. Uh huh. Yeah, an envelope. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. But that's a good idea. Okay. I'm I don't gonna, have room for a head of lettuce, but that's a great idea. I'm gonna say yes. You know, I'm pretty safe because I know how much you love things. You know, maybe I should disqualify myself, but I'm not. I'm gonna okay. say cheese. Okay, Walden says cheese. Yes, I say cheese. If I d if, if if you did not buy cheese, I'm gonna be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll I'll tell at the end of my segment on the show. I will tell. Who got what? Now, so Paul says a bag of lettuce. lettuce. And I know what kind you mean. It's, it's the pre-cuts. That's what my mom likes to buy nowadays. It's all, it's all shredded, pre-cut, mm-hmm. and it has carrots and different things already yes. ready yes, to go. Yes, the garden variety yeah. bag. Yeah. Yep. And I missed that from Sam's Club because they had two-pound bags all chopped up ah. of just plain lettuce yeah. and garden-type stuff and all romaine lettuce and others. And it was really a nice selection. But I can't fit a two-pound bag <laughs> in my refrigerator. <laughs> so, but that's a great idea because the bags of lettuce are very small, mm-hmm. and that would fit in there. Yeah, they, they do dressing. come. They do come with small bags nowadays. I noticed that. So. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yep. It, like two or three helpings. You know, two, two or three portions. Yeah, yeah helpings. Helpings. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. My mom. I'm just putting it. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it on my shopping list right now. Oh. No, I don't have it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> my mom sent Patricia a IQ test of the uh, the ranking of what. Not, and mom and I are questioning this list. It was a mm-hmm. it was a ranking of what they think the different presidents in the United States IQ were. Yes, but we're wondering. Yeah. We're Go wondering ahead. how accurate can it really be because it goes all the way back to George Washington. I mean, did they even yeah. have? IQ test back in them days. No, you know. they didn't even know what an IQ was. <laughs> they just knew if someone was smart or not. Yeah. I've had that same question. How could they, with any amount of confidence, peg different presidents prior to IQ testing? And I'm not even sure that they give presidents IQ tests. Yeah. Heavens to Betsy. No, they don't examine him mentally. Why would they give him an IQ test? And I don't really, I don't, I don't know how the IQ test is broken down. I don't know if they break it down in different facets of your mental operation. I haven't taken, I haven't taken one in a long time. But they test logic. They test your quickness with math and being able to find ways to solve particular problems. Um, what else is in there? Sequence what? of numbers and, what? and letters. Yeah. You know, if, if you've got A, B, C, C, B, A, what would the next one be? And the next one would be A, B, C. I mean, that's an oversimplification, but you would have to find out for, or determine either the middle of a sequence or the end of a sequence, which would come next. So those are the kinds of questions that they ask. Hello there, you're on with Patricia. Can you hear me now? We can. Yeah. Hooray! Oh, cool. It's fun. Walden fixed his stuff, and he doubted me. He doubted me that I was not hearing I'm sh- properly. Okay, Paul, I need to apologize to Patricia. Oh, gee. Paul, Patricia. Yeah. Will you forgive me? Huh? Will you forgive me? Of course. Okay. I'm out of her oh. doghouse. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. I needed that five seconds of, mm-hmm. you know. No, 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 no. You didn't hear the rest of it. I said, I will forgive you 
tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you well, didn't he hear the rest of it. You <laughs> won't have that long of a wait. That's true. I'm out of a dog out in a couple minutes anyway. That's true. That's true. You've only you've only got one hour and eight minutes to go, <laughs> and then you're forgiven. <laughs> Hi, Paul. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there, Patricia. And thank you for the thank you for the chopped lettuce suggestion. That's great. I just put it on my shopping list. Oh, well, it was more than that. It was a top of the line salad. Oh. Like my wife brings home uh, this Oriental one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where you end up sprinkling these seeds on it and it's special salad dressing and it's, uh, it's and you get water chestnuts and mushrooms and red peppers and green peppers. No, or not? No, <laughs> no, no. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong part of the supermarket here. Okay, now I think water chestnuts. I think water chestnuts are overrated, but that's just my. I think they are, too. They've got a really nice texture, but they don't have a heck of a lot of flavor. I know. I love dill peppers. I think those are the, one of the best vegetables there are. Mm-hmm. But what What's your favorite vegetable, Paul? Mm. Favorite And, wh- and while, you're think- while you're thinking of that, tell me where she finds this Japanese mixed salad type thing. Huge. You know what? I don't know. I'd have to ask her. I guess we're going to find out. Yeah. I'm thinking probably in the case where they would have lettuce and the bags of pre-cut lettuce. But I've never looked yes. that hard. I've never seen that. So I will look at that. Yes. Uh, I can walk out there right now and ask her. <laughs> don't leave us. Don't leave us, considering we'll put on for such a short period of time. Well, you write, write that down for next week when you call back. That way, I'm not leaving you, Shelly, Where do you buy that Oriental, that pre-made Oriental salad uh, with the like seeds you add and, and everything? Costco. Costco. What do they What do they call it? She has no idea what they call it. But yeah, Costco. Oh, okay. And it's in the. Excellent. The, the same section where you would find heads of lettuce, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. section where you find heads of lettuce? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay, well, I will take an extra peek. I just never looked at the pre-cut in the supermarket because I could get so much for less money at Sam's Club, and I eat so much lettuce, or I ate so much lettuce. I'm, de- I'm lettuce-deprived, so I really appreciate your <laughs> suggestion of the bags of lettuce. Yeah, well, you like salad. I, I, I wrote that down, but I couldn't spell it right, so that's no wonder. So I'm glad we verbalized that for Patricia. So you couldn't spell what correctly? That uh, prepackaged salad mix. Oh, okay. You know, easier to talk about than to write. You're for, correct. Well, mm-hmm. we for me. You're a writer. You know, you can, you can, you're, <laughs> you, you, can, you, I, <laughs> you, you are a two-way threat. You know, uh, <laughs> I are a ritter. Yes. <laughs> what is what is the what are the threats? Well, you you can verbalize and write. You can do two way to communicate. This is true. Yeah. You can't can't write without being able to. Well, no, that's not really true. Mel Tillis was an example of an unusual situation. He could not talk and have a conversation without a stutter, but he could sing without a stutter. Yeah. That's true. 
So just because I can write correctly doesn't mean I can converse properly. Hmm. I think I do, but yeah. I... I'm sure you also have sign language. Sign language? Uh, yeah, I don't mean, like, I don't mean for um, deaf people sign language, but just yeah. as an you know, using your hands to speak in different ways, even if it's just one way. But, but... Oh, oh, I see. I see using my hands as expression. Yeah, but... And and sometimes, yeah, go yeah, ahead, Walton. Yeah, but that wouldn't work too well if yeah, Patricia and I were together. No. <laughs> it, it might relieve stress on her part. Yeah, that's true. That's true. To use, to use it. <laughs> You never know. She can whack me. You the, two are funny. She can whack me the you side of the head. Yeah, true. You know, Trisha. Yes. That salad because you don't have a kitchen to operate. See, so and you love salad. I know. So that that is correct. The salad. And I never thought of I never thought of the prepared because I can just put that in a bowl. I did remember to buy paper bowls. Okay, good. You know the Dixie type things. Yeah. And that would be great, and I really appreciate the suggestion. Of course, it was a guess, not a suggestion, but it turned into a suggestion, and I thank you. How's that for a sentence? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I remember this right. It actually has, it, it's quite a bit of stuff, and huh. I think there is salad dressing and the other things you add into it enough for two separate times. Wow. Good stuff. It'll make Patricia happy because she loves her salad and she needs to get back. Oh, I do. I do. It, 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 you will like it. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I'm a salad fan. You know, that's, that's the one thing my mom noticed. Uh, I think we're blessed to be in the growing parts of the country because all our vegetables are so fresh. You know, a lot of our friends, in the, like my family members in the Midwest, when they come to California, they always notice how green and how everything is fresh. That's probably the same thing in Florida. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and... They, they can, it's, if it's California produce, I am assuming it's a very bad thing to do, but I'm assuming because it does not have to do, for example, a cross-country trip. Right. That they can probably pick it later than they would for shipping items. And therefore, it would be much fresher and more delightful on your table. Because my mom just remembers seeing salads on buff in buffets in the Midwest not looking all that appealing. It always just mm -hmm. bugged the heck out of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are spoiled so. that way. We are. They do. They do pick tomatoes green, though. What wrong? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's wrong with people? I mean, green tomatoes. Well, they can't ship the red ones because they're already ripe and they would turn rotten before they got to their destination, especially being packed in boxes. You know, um, they gas them to make them turn. Well, they, they're still really they gas them. When they, when they get to their destination, they gas them to turn them red. Sometimes you're right, in the packing houses they will do that. But they have to pick them green because they're sturdy and not ripe and they... Cut like an apple. <laughs> our, 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 our friend Denny across the street, who just retired from Sea Candy, goes grocery shopping at Farmer's Market, and he's been dropping mm -hmm. off to us these tomatoes that are like size, like a, a small miniature grapefruit. Wow. And they're awesome. Oh, 
that, oh my goodness they were straight from the uh the farms i guess but yeah. it, they were almost they were oh. like a small miniature grapefruit and they're that size i mean i've never seen tomatoes um i wonder if they were heirloom tomatoes i don't think so my dad tried to grow those and the possums in the backyard have been eating tomatoes. He's not <laughs> so been. You never really found out if they no. would grow. My dad had oh, this. My dad had this battle with the possums. He would be, built these little cases to try to protect toma- the tomatoes yeah. or whatever, and they would pick up the cage and bite. Just take one bite of a tomato, so my dad would be not happy. <laughs> this sounds, this sounds like oh. a funny cartoon. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that that make me mad too. Yeah, you know, just one bite. They, just, they wouldn't eat the whole thing, just one little nibble and they're gone. Of course, of course. I had a groundhog that used to wait for my cabbages to start growing. Mm-hmm. And when the cabbage heads were about the size of a Brussels sprout, they would eat the, just the head. <laughs> the plant. Brussels sprouts. No. Now. What was that? I am looking at Brussels sprouts right now. That's what I've been eating. Oh, wow. <laughs> well. She, she, um, she had made a... She calls them uh, smashed uh, potatoes and uh, Brussels sprouts on top uh, with sour cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was listening to um, an interview Patricia Kim played this morning from Horace Height Jr. interviewing the pianist Roger Miller, no Roger Williams, and he was thinking about Roger how much he, he said he said he didn't like vegetables. So what he did, he was in his 80s. And he was taking all the vegetables he had to eat and put them in a blender and make it a, a drink. And he said, that's where I put my, the stuff I didn't like, all the drink. And I just hold my nose and drink and put, Ugh. drink it down one gulp. I, I cannot imagine drinking a concoction of everything I don't like. Ugh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. drank it. Did he, he must have done oh. this one with raw vegetables. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, the way he described all the vegetables he didn't yeah. like, but he figured it was healthy for him, so he would he would yeah. pinch his nose and drink it down. I mean, I, uh, some of these probably didn't go well together. You know, so it, that made uh, holding his nose essential. Yeah. Yeesh. My daughter makes uh, smoothies, and she puts vegetables in them, and you don't taste the vegetables that she puts in them. Uh-huh. You, you would taste like the taste? frozen frozen fruit and such. Do our taste buds do our taste buds change at the older we get? Can, there are some vegetables yeah. as a kid that I despise that I don't mm-hmm. mind. I don't mind now as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's the taste buds. I think it's taste in general. Your taste buds. One thing that I found interesting. And I don't know how they determined this. I read a study about five years ago mm-hmm. that people, for example, I don't like lima beans. Do you like lima beans? I remember um, eating them at the kid, but thank God we haven't had them since I've been a kid. I, I guess I guess you and I are, are quite the same. <laughs> Paul, do you like lima beans? Yes, I'll tell you about a standing agreement my younger sister and I had. Uh-huh. She hated lima beans. Oh. I hated liver. And so uh, if we ever had them... Well, no, it didn't matter what night it was. Just whenever, uh, you know, like when lima beans were served, she hated them. When my folks weren't looking, she'd slide hers onto my plate and I'd eat them. Uh Then in the the future, when liver was happening, you know, I'd slide Uh liver on her plate. (laughs) Interesting. Well, the study I read 
is it, it's not a matter of personal taste. It's how your olfactory system works. You know, a sense of smell and sense of taste work right. together. Right. You like lima beans. I do not like lima beans. You eat quite literally a different vegetable than I do. You don't taste anything like I taste. Same vegetable, but we don't taste it the same way. Interesting. Mm. I don't know how they determined that, though. Yeah, good question. I guess I did. I yeah. stopped reading after I finished with the <laughs> with the interesting <laughs> stuff. I don't know how the uh, studies were conducted. It's a it's a good question because a lot of a lot of things that I hear them say, you know, what scientists believe and stuff, and it's like, how do they know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I also what uh, the way I do in my head. They'll change their mind in five years. I mean, think how many mm-hmm. times we heard about the egg. He might the egg yes. in faction, out of faction. In faction, yes. out of faction. The scientists exactly. agree, although then they change their mind. And mm-hmm. I think and cholesterol the, isn't bad, yeah. but it used to be bad. Oh, gosh. I, I think well, Paul, I put together some old-time radio questions. If you get on... Dropbox with me. I can send you an invitation to Dropbox. I'll be able to send you some shows, but even not, I have some questions. Are you ready for one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask, ask okay. you one first. Yeah. The Dropbox, and you, uh, you send me an invitation? Yes. Is that what you're saying? And then, okay. y- yes, when you reply, it, when you hit reply, it will take you to the sign-in page, and you can sign up for a Dropbox. And sign up for the free, the free one, the free account. So you, mm-hmm. yeah, so you free. email it. Right, it's an email. It, it's technically an email, but I put these, uh, I will put radio shows into your folder, and it will show up on your computer, because when you join, you're going to have a little Dropbox show up, probably on your desktop. Is that where it, it that's shows where, up on a well, yeah, That's where it shows on mine. I don't have yeah. a computer right now my and, use my and, and your phone your phone to do the same thing okay you can it can do by phone yeah. uh-huh you can still have that one so uh, when I send you an invitation you click on accept it will take you directly to the Dropbox page fill it out I don't think they ask for anything more than your email uh, uh, email yeah. and a password right you make up a password for it it's free, and we can send things back and forth. You can send things to anybody and receive things from anybody who has a Dropbox account, which is really oh. cool because I sent myself a whole pile of stuff this week. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, that's interesting. So all I yeah. have to do, though, is I need to know how to send it to the different people. I have to know their account. Or- uh, yes, I send them an email. Uh, you send them an email. Uh, you, you, can in, yeah. you can invite other people, and you can create a box between the two of you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. You're already you're already up there, so when you create a box, you don't have to do anything except create a box in your account, and they will accept that, and so they have a box on their computer from you. And the nice thing about the more people you invite, the more space you get, so the more bigger right. account. So. That's right. You start out with two gigabytes of um, of space, space, which is a heck of a lot of space when you're sending radio shows. Mm-hmm. And for each invitation to a new person who accepts, you get an extra 250 megabytes in space. Okay. And you can just keep on going. 
Yeah. So it's really fun. It, it sounds awfully complicated when you talk about it, but I will send you an invitation. You click on the invitation, register with your, with your email address and a password, and the two of us are in business. That's it. Okay. That's all you have to do. Okay. Okay? But you have to answer a question first. Okay. <laughs> we have to make extra work here. Who had an Uncle Dennis in old-time radio? Molly. Very good. Very good. Okay, I will send you an invitation, and you tell me which shows you like, and I will do my best to get them and send them. Oh, how about that? Um, oh, the one I talked about uh, last week. Speed Gibson. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speed Gibson? Okay, sure. We can do that. Are, are you able to get all of the episodes? Well, I'll send you all that are available. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. How many are available? Do you know, Walton? No, I have to go look it up. Uh, it, but it's, think, it's not a complete set. There are, no, there are a, ones missing in the, it. The, the, I, I have, it's been a long time since I looked. You know, like 100, the whole one, like 178 or something. But I don't. I haven't yeah. looked it up in a long time to, to see. Okay. So. All right. Well, I will send you what is available. And, you know, Larry and Walton frequently have fill-in stuff that has come out in the meantime that isn't available anywhere else. And... If they can fill in some blanks, if there are any, they will. We so will. I'll send you what I have. That would be cool. I have a okay. question I need help. I need, have one question I yeah. need help with. Sure. Okay, I use TuneIn uh, to listen to old-time radio. Right. And I, re I record a lot. Right. Okay, and, I mean, I got the iPhone with the most storage. However, I, I see that I am start. I am over the halfway mark now. And I'm wondering, um, well, see, and I, and I am, my phone is backed up with iCloud. Do those get backed up? And if so, I mean, uh, do, does anybody know if, if the recordings that I make on TuneIn get backed up to the cloud? Because I'm eventually going to have to switch phones. Did you, are, 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 you, are, are you saying you all? Go ahead, yeah, are you paying for the iCloud? It, 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 have you signed up? Have you signed up for an iCloud and paying for it? Because if so, then I think you'll be fine. Okay, I guess I, I need to go back into it and look, but I don't recall seeing um, that they've been backed up. That's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to work it out with your iCloud because that's your backup server. So that's what... Uh, you need to work with them because, you know, whenever you change your phone, that's where the public store is on your phone. So you're going to need to upload them to your iCloud first. And then when you change phone, uh, then you can go get them from your iCloud. Right. What is yes. what you store on your iCloud stays there until you, dis, uh, until you discard it. Right. So that's You can take it off your phone. You can make more room on your phone. But what you put up on an iCloud will still be there for you to access. Right, right. That's what I need to... So that's what you need to do. Send me an email or, or work it out with iCloud, and then then you should be home free, Paul. Okay, you know what? I didn't, I didn't even think about asking them. Well, that's why we're talking it out as a family. So if anybody else has a better idea, we'll take a call. But that's what I would do, Paul. Call, contact iCloud, and, and they can tell you what to do the next step will be. 
Okay. Cool. And, okay, uh, Paul. Take care, Paul. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. You Bye-bye. too. Thanks for the latest suggestion. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. 714-545-2071. So bag of pre packaged lettuce and cheese have made Patricia worse. Do you have a worse? true. Do you have yeah. a worse? What is, what is in Patricia's refrigerator from her shopping spree mm-hmm. last Saturday? Is Patricia and I only go- want the things that I bought to put in there, and I've already admitted milk and yogurt, yogurt are both in there, and I got them here. Do you so like having the rest a re- of the stuff I bought? Do you like having a refrigerator? I love it. <laughs> I just love it. I mean, it really, it is so special. I open it up and say, hmm, I'm going to have this tonight, munch, munch. <laughs> Which is really nice. Oh, Well, um, I found out, or I may have already said this, the president cannot remove his vice president. It has to go, it has to be through the House. It doesn't mm. even have to go to the Senate. The I, oh, I didn't see what kind of a vote, whether it was a simple majority or other, but it's the House of Representatives that can remove, and it's actually an impeachment process that they put them through. You just can't dial up the guy and say you're out of business. <laughs> it has to go through an impeachment process, which is set up specifically for the vice president if they want him out, which raises my question. How come I – boy, that's interesting – my next question would be then, if the vice president is impeached, does the sitting president get to pick another vice president? Or does it go down to the speakers of the House? I think, um... No. I think, what's no, his name? The, the speaker of the House is in line only for the presidency. presidency. I think, remember, Ford, when Agnew resigned, Ford nominated... Oh, gosh, um... Nick, no... Rockefeller. Yeah, Nixon, Nixon and Rockefeller wanted to do stuff, mm-hmm. but that that was actually a running party. They they were. Okay. I guess Rockefeller was vying to be the vice president selection for election. Okay. And he didn't make it. It didn't happen. But I can't remember. I think that was Nixon's second term. Must have been. been Yeah, because you know Ford came from nowhere uh, to become president. But see, I Mm -hmm. thought there was somebody replaced Agnew. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I don't know if uh, Harry Truman. Let me think. Harry Truman did when he was when Harry Truman became president. He did not appoint. He did not. Yeah, he did not have it. And then um, no. Alvin Barkley ran with him in '48, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, and then and then I think I thought because of that vacuum of power. Um, oh, I gotta tell you an interesting story this week. Uh, <laughs> this is welcome to old time radio, folks. <laughs> the, the vacuum of power, and then I thought we we worked a succession or, or a process, you know. Um, just to switch to another topic, I and I haven't. Mm-hmm. You know who knows us, Patricia? Who? The Franklin Delano Roosevelt Library. Because you communicated with them. Well, this is this is the story. You know, I've been working on trying to come up with articles for my Spurvac newsletter, 
And so I thought it'd be fun to have some article from the different presidential library, you know, Truman, FDR, and Eisenhower. And I thought maybe there's some articles from, you know, time when Churchill visited Roosevelt, maybe some radio coverage. And then mm-hmm. I, I sent an email, and then I got a call from the Roosevelt Library, and I wasn't home, or wasn't, didn't pick it up, so they called me again, and I said, and I said, yes. They said, we can't help you, but are you the Walling Shoes of OTR? Oh, how wonderful. And I said, yeah. Good on you. I said, yeah. High five for you. I, I said, yeah. This is, you know, he said, I, I'm a big fan of old-time radio. That's why I just assumed that you probably are the Walling Shoes of OTR. Oh, gosh. How cool. <laughs> All right. So, so anyway, so I gave him some other things to look up. So we'll be getting some calls from the, from the uh, Hyde Park up in New York. I'm assuming that's upper upper New York, right? With Hyde Park and Upper New York. I'm assuming yes. Roosevelt. Yes, Hall. I don't know exactly where it is, but it is Upper New York. Yeah. You're right. So anyway, not way up, not way up like Syracuse and Buffalo, but ah. far farther up than I am, for sure. Yeah. Or I was. Well, you're down here. I'm down here. Yes, that's why I corrected yeah. myself. Yeah, you're not farther up than I was. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're not up there. You're down here. And but. <laughs> <laughs> I know where am I? And, and Bob was over there, you know. And, yes, and my brother's sort of up and up out there. there. <laughs> yeah. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Do you know what Patricia bought in her refrigerator last Saturday? It's the guessing game of the week. Now mm-hmm. I'm assuming she might be going shopping this week, so we'll we'll find out. That's correct. And I will buy lettuce. All right. I, I, you know, I, somehow I didn't get a head of lettuce out of my head, and it would be kind of cumbersome because you have to chop it's it so up. It's so bulky, and, yeah. Yeah, and that's it takes up. And that's why I suggested a yeah. tough world container. I thought that would be easier for you to manage something like that. But mm-hmm. um, but the package lettuce, I always thought it would be a good way for you to go with something like that. That way it's yeah. more manageable. Mm-hmm. Nobody, every, everybody, I think everybody must be so cold. It is really cold throughout the country, I know. Um, All over. You know, so everybody's probably underneath their blanket. Patricia, mm-hmm. was, even Patricia was cold this week. Right, Patricia? I was cold this week. Yeah. Do I have to admit no. what I did? No, yeah, no, you can keep that under, under your mystery cloud that you have. You have. I mean, I should share it. Because I already said. Yeah. Well, I had on my warmest nighty clothes, night night clothes, and I put a winter jacket on and went to bed. It was that cold uh, here. I, it, it was the warmest. Oh, it was so comfortable. I was so toasty warm. That's a good thing. Hunkered down in my bed with a winter jacket. That's it a good thing. Great. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think mean, everybody was jealous. Yes. Okay. So because Gerald Ford replaced Spiro Agnew, he had to have been appointed by Nixon, correct? Right. It was a Nixon deal. Okay, let's see now. Agnew pled no contest to a single felony of tax evasion. There there was another charge of um, bribery, mm. but that apparently didn't come up. And I, I remember that he, he pled 
Nolo Contandre. He pled no contest. Right. So let's see. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Last night, everybody, we had Herb Ellis, who just turned 97 this week on. And that was so much fun. Mm. We, we talked about, of course, a little bit about Dragnet, and we talked about him having his own big band. He had his own big band for a while. And uh, uh, Cynthia Myers is going to be Patricia's special guest in a few weeks. Put this on your calendar, February, February 17th. We're all invited to Patricia and Cynthia's uh, meet and greets. You know, those two, when you get two people who are so enthusiastic about a topic, and Cynthia and Patricia are about radio and advertising, it could be a lot of fun when those two ladies get together. So we're all invited. Oh, it will be fun. We're all invited to be part of Patricia's open house that night. Put it on your calendar, February 17th, year 2018, at 10:30 Eastern. And uh, since it's in New York, but she just loves her topics, and you can just tell uh, she's just so appreciative talking about this. So, so set aside we two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and those two ladies will have a good time talking about radio advertising on February the 17th. And, and stuff. That's right. John Benny will be with John Larry and I on Sunday, November, February 11th for her annual visit. Um, looking ahead at stuff on Friday night show, um... We're going to have a Bing Crosby historian on on the 2nd, Greg Van Beek, on February 9th. A, a guest that's been with Patricia about five years ago, Michael Haig. Michael was the one who wrote the book on Superman. And he'll Superman. Be, yeah, he'll be on with Patricia and I. We'll have a Gunsmoke historian on... When When is he going to be on with us? Friday, Friday, February the 9th. So, the 9th. The 9th. Then February, Friday night, February the 16th, uh, Stuart Wright, who's an expert on gun smoke, will be with us. And then those people who love Chicago radio, Chuck Shaden will be back on Friday, February 23rd. So those are... Oh, Ray in Chicago. I hope uh, you're listening. So he loves Chuck Shaden. So those are some of the things you can put on your calendar, everybody. Boy, it's the phone so just quiet. Everybody must be cold. I don't blame you. You know, uh, that's okay. Well, they do have cell phones they can take to bed with them, <laughs> I guess. But then you have to get out and charge them once in a while. Okay, speaking of Ray in Chicago, Ray is one of our listeners in Chicago, yeah. and he's managed to get through in the last couple of weeks. And we never wound up with suggested names for his kitty. Oh. He has a, a young, mm-hmm. not, not kitten, but a young female kitty. And she needs a name, and he would prefer a single syllable if we can wind up with that. But two would be acceptable, because I'm favor kitty, and that's two, but that's not acceptable. <laughs> so, so we need suggestions for Ray's kitty, and we also need to know what's in Patricia's refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And I have some trivia questions, old-time radio trivia questions for you tonight. How about that? Hmm. I, I still haven't. Hmm? I'm trying to work Go on ahead. a name for a cat. Oh, one syllable name for a cat. Star. Mm-hmm. How about Star? That's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't it? What, did one of our radio. 
How about pearl? Pearl? Yeah. Like like the oh. Like the diamond. Like the diamond pearl. I'm thinking, thinking one syllable. One syllable sure sure is tough. I mean you you could yeah, say kit. Is. You could say kit. But I don't know if that would count. Hey mm-hmm. kit. I don't know. Come I should o- have looked up names of babies yeah. and see if there's anything in there that we could adapt. Come over, Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin? Where did you get Rasputin from? I don't know. He's not a very nice person. I know, I know. Just one of those names that crunks okay. in your head, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, you can't call her Ralph. No. You can't call her... Now see, I don't think yeah. I don't think Pat sound it, it works for a cat. Mm-mm. Come here, Pat. No. No. Pat. Pat cat. Yeah. No. A, a I pat. don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, you doesn't work. I told you my poor little kitty cat uh-huh. was so rambunctious. She just never got rid of the wild streak in her. She calmed down a lot, but she still had that wild streak. But when she was brand new, like five and six weeks old, right. She would chew on the cable. She would climb on anything. She managed to get under the soffits, under the floors of the cabinets in the kitchen. And if she got in there and grew while she was in there, (laughs) she'd never get out. So I was stuffing paper bags and stuff in the underneath the cabinets. Oh, it was terrible. But there was something I was going to tell you. Oh, kitty names. She got into so much trouble. I... The poor little thing should have recognized Dammit as her name. Mm. Dammit, would you get out of there, kitty cat? Dammit, stop that. Dammit, you're chewing on the cords again. Dammit, come over here. And I don't say that very often, but I did then. But, uh, oh, poor kitty cat. Poor little kitty cat. I was afraid she was going to electrocute herself by chewing on the cable. But, you know, kitties teeth, too. Little animals have teething problems. That's true. And no, not a very long attention span either. So, anyway, January 20th, 1896, who was born? Old uh, time I, radio. I was going to mention that before the show. Uh, who, who, uh, that t- happy birthday, Nathan Nerbaum. Nate, Nate Baum, or uh, boy, mm-hmm. I forgot it. George Burns. Nathan, Nathan Birnbaum. Birnbaum. Yes, and it was George Burns, yeah. 122nd birthday today. Wow. And, gosh, he was just wonderful, and we had such a good time with him on old-time radio. Yeah. And I have a whole bunch of Burns and Allen shows. If anyone would like to call in and tell me the dummies that Edgar Bergen had. He had three dummies, two in addition to Charlie McCarthy. Name one of the two. Oh, Carl, three do, you, dummies. do you know? Go ahead. Do you know, Carl? Uh, it was Effie Klinker. Very and, good. And the other one was Mortimer Snurd. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Who is this on the phone? Uh, it's David. Hi, David. Honor. And I have David. news for you. Mm-hmm. Old time radio. Okay. Uh-huh. There's a brand new box set. This is 20 disc box set. Of at the Louisiana Hayride tonight. Oh. I have never heard of that show. Tell me about it. Uh, it was a 
musical like uh, the Barn Dance or the other shows like that. And, uh-huh. and one of the artists was, one of the very early artists was Elvis Presley. He was on... Oh, my. It was his first, it was his first uh, performance, live performance on radio. It was on the Louisiana Hayride in 1954. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. David, was there any... Um, yeah. Was there any comedy, for example, or was it straight music? I don't know. I ha- I can't find too much on the Louisiana Hayride. Mm. Mm-hmm. I saw. I, I was looking a couple of weeks ago, David, and I saw the Wikipedia page. And it looked like it ran 12 years from 48 to 60, and it gave the radio station. But right, I don't see any other information about it. They uh, gave you. I found the information on uh, NPR. They did a documentary, right, or a special on yep. the Hayride. Yeah, they did a, like a five or about five, six minute segment on that. Mm-hmm. And in the little article they have on their website, they mention the Louisiana Hayride. And you can download the the episode or the story. Probably go with Google Louisiana Hayride. I saw like number second or third on my list of uh, Google. The, the story that David pointed out. So it's definitely... It's definitely and good. I know one thing that would never be in Patricia uh, refrigerator. Okay. Maxwell House coffee. That's right. No Maxwell. Oh, very good. I think that deserves special recognition. You are so right. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any idea? Have you been listening? You've been listening a long time, David. Yeah. And I talk about food all the time because I love food. Tell me what I have talked about that you think my, I might have purchased last week to put in my refrigerator. Uh, I would say uh, you can't cook. I know that. Right. You probably have uh, canned soups you can eat out. This is, this is for the refrigerator. The refrigerator. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be likely to put canned soup in the refrigerator. Uh, lunch meat. Lunch meat, okay. I am, I'm taking notes here. And when somebody gets something, I will let you know. Okay. Lunch meat for David. Okay. Now, David, what radio programs that I might have would you like? Uh, how about your offer list? The awful shows. The awful <laughs> shows. <laughs> I can put together some awful shows for you. They really are fun. I agree. Uh, let me ask you this: um, Would you send me an email with your email address, and then we can get hooked up with Dropbox, and I can just send them to you directly? Okay. Okay. My email address, it, and we talk about it each week. It's the same. Do you remember it? Yes. You do. Murder. Murderwriter at Hotmail.com. Yep. You have it. Thank you. So if you send me an email, we will get together with Dropbox, and I will send you whatever shows you want. But the awful shows, I have a bunch of awful shows that are on 
the small computer that I'm working on right now and a whole bunch more on the big computer when I finally finish getting it set up. So, sure, I can do that. And it's always fun to talk to you, David. I'm so happy that you're calling in. Okay. Yes. You, you guys have a good night. You too, Dave. Thank Take you, care. David. Bye-bye. Stay warm. Yeah. Bye-bye. Our friend David. All right. 714-545-2071. We have to give a Daniel update. He did get a few more days off this week, everybody. So, you know. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> to shovel snow and to try to stay warm and make sure that the heat was turned on sufficiently so yeah. that he didn't go into hypothermia and didn't break the bank with the heating bills. Oh, my goodness. You know, the heating bills must be atrocious for the whole eastern seaboard and the stripe that, I guess it, it, it must, was it was this a Canadian clipper? I don't know. They didn't say work from, but, you know. Um, yeah, it, it came down from Canada mm-hmm. and just swept through with awful, awful temperatures on the east coast and the middle states. Especially the south. North Carolina really brutally got hit this week. Oh, my gosh. Tallahassee was in the 20s. You know. You know, they're going to start serving cold orange juice in Florida because that's all they yeah, got. exactly. <laughs> orange crush. Yeah. <laughs> Have an orange Slurpee. <laughs> this, is, this is good stuff. Okay, uh, well, I've got more stuff here. Let me see. Right. Let me see. Um, I have something. I have two old-time radios for you. Mm-hmm. And we, would have, we have had both of these before. Actually, I have one old-time radio for you and a presidential question that we have had before, but I came across it again tonight, so I I thought, you know, I I was reading an article about presidents, and this particular was in there. So anyway, okay, Franklin P. Adams of Information Please had a middle name that began with P. What did the P stand for? Pershing. What? Pershing. Pershing? Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, it wasn't Pershing. Um, Philharmonic. Wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Paul. Uh, No. Phil. Felipe. No, it was Pierce. Pierce. Franklin Pierce Pierce. Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was pretty good. Very good. Okay. So cross that one off. Okay. I've got a couple of more old-time radio questions. And here is a really neat presidential question. Which president ran for office against a third-party candidate who was serving time in prison? Wow. Candidate was still in prison, and he was on the ticket. Read me the question one more sure. I want to make sure I, I understand it. Which president ran for office against a regular candidate of the opposing party, but a third-party candidate? There were three people on the ticket that year, or three people mm-hmm. on the on the ballot. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, which president ran for office, and this was this was the winner, so that's why I'm referring to him as president. Which president ran for office against a third-party candidate who was serving time in prison? Well, let me 
let me throw one off the wall here. I seem to remember a story like this. I remember in the 80s, Ronald Reagan ran in the 1984, uh, one of the uh, guys from Illinois. He wasn't, you know, a mayor. He was one of the, uh, you know. I don't remember that. Alex, Ralph, Nader, Ralph Nader was on several tickets for a long time right. as a third-party candidate. This, this guy was in jail in Illinois, and I think he was on some presidential tickets. Uh, and he wasn't an elected officer or anything. And I'm just, I'm trying to reach for that name at the moment. I'll probably think of it later. But, it, it, you know, he wasn't a Republican. He wasn't a Democrat. It was just one of those, you know, one of those guys that was like in favor of not paying your federal taxes or whatever type of uh-huh. people. But that's probably not who you're thinking of. I don't think that one was in prison at the time. Mm. Well, let's see. Andrew, Adrian uh, Burr, Andrew Burr was was in trial, but never was in jail. I don't think. Um, I don't know. You got me. Did Aaron Burr run for president? Yes. Yeah, because. Uh, in those days, he ran against Jefferson, and they had the same amount of electoral college vote, and so it was, went into the House, and so they made him Jefferson's VP, even though they were not right. part of the same party. And, right, I remember that yeah. now. Thank you. Yeah. Good so. stuff. Well, the answer is Warren G. Harding from Ohio. And he had Eugene V. Debs uh, running as on the socialist as a socialist candidate, and he was in prison for speaking out against World War One. They locked him up, and um, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. interesting. <laughs> after after um, President Harding got in office, he pardoned Debs. And invited him to visit the White House, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, something like that would not likely happen today. You wouldn't get away with something like that today. But anyway, another interesting tidbit while I was doing a little background extra research here. In 1920, the Republicans nominated Warren Harding to run. And the Democrats nominated James Cox. FDR was his running mate in 1920, James right. Cox's running mate. Right. What, what piqued me was that Harding was a newspaper publisher from Ohio, and James Cox was a newspaper publisher from Ohio. Both of them were newspaper publishers from wow. Ohio, and they were running against each other, one Republican, one a Democrat. I thought that was stunning. What kind of – how many – how many times would that happen? What are the odds that that could happen well, again? Well, it happened quite a bit from people from New York. Remember, I think, I, I think occasionally, like for example, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the sitting president from, from New, and Thomas Dooley with the governor from New York, and they would go head-to-head. Um, and but she, not at the same time. Yeah, they went head-to-head in 1944. Dewey wasn't governor at the same time Roosevelt was governor. No, you're correct. Only one governor. You know, I was just, yeah. I was just thinking people that ran from the same party, you know, gotcha. or the same and, state. And, 
but you're right. There are going to be yeah a lot of a lot of lawyers in the lineup in our presidents and vice presidents, and um, the the thing that would separate them is that I doubt very many of them worked in the same area or the same state. Yeah, I understand. So like, you're, you're you're saying the same profession plus from the same yeah. state. That's true. Yeah. You know, newspaper publisher, both of them were newspaper publishers, both of them in Ohio. I thought that was pretty cool. That's really interesting. You know, um, you know who's probably the most famous newspaper person who ran for uh, for president was. He ran, he was the nominee at least three times for, this, for a, one of the big two parties, and he was a newspaper man. And ran for the White House mm, three three times. I, I would say. Go uh, west, young man. Go west, Greeley. Not Greeley. Not Greeley. This guy is from How? the. This guy is from the great state of Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will Rogers is in my head, but I don't think it was Will Rogers. Yeah, you and, have to and, tell and me. Will, I don't know. And Will Rogers was from Oklahoma. Uh, William Jennings Bryant. What? <gasps> What the number? Oh my goodness! What the was a newspaper man, who mm-hmm. ran on the Democrat ticket in 1896, 1900, and 1908. For some reason, he, I guess he wasn't the Democrat nominee in 1904. But, <laughs> but, he was known as the or Orator. Remember in those yeah. da- in those days we had this battle between. Do we want to be on the gold standard or the silver standard? You know, now today everybody mm-hmm. we're not on a we're not on a standard. It's on a good face, pretty much. It's, it's what we're yeah. our currency's back. But we were on gold, and in the 1800s, you look at it, we had so many booms and busts because everything was tied into the the gold that we had in the U.S. Treasury, and a lot of time in Fort yes. Knox. And sometimes you had the option to take the currency or take the the, the good stuff. And so mm-hmm. when c- times were bad, foreign countries and other could take in our gold. And that caused a lot of booms and bust cycles in the 1800s. Yeah. And you had people like William Jenny Bryant and the, and the senators who said, we got so much silver in the West, why don't we just switch? But that never won out. Grover Cleveland and those guys all fought that to switch from gold to silver. And so that mm-hmm. was the great debate. Hmm. FDR took us off the gold standard. That's right. He was the first and one. And we went on, and we went on the silver standard then. Well, we is that correct? What we did, he took us off the gold, and then he put a limitation of how much gold is worth. They put a cap of thirty-five dollars an ounce. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, and you had a. You had a couple of things. As a U.S. citizen, you were restricted by owning so much gold. You could not own right. too much gold as a U.S. citizen during 1933. And they put a cap on it, $35 an ounce. And then Nixon in, 19, in the 70s took it completely off the gold standard by taking it off the, the, the cap of $35 an ounce. Yeah. So. And then it took off. Yes. And the Bitcoin is still going, too. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you can't eat an an enigma. I mean, the, nobody knows what a bitcoin is. They just know that it's paper value. So you can't eat paper, and you can't eat gold. And when we get hungry, what are we going to do? 
And it's not even paper. No. It's not even paper anymore because it's uh. I don't think it's just no. a, it's just a simple. Well, they. When, when people exchange, mm-hmm. there is some kind of a paper exchange that goes along with it, and I would imagine it's got to be at least a bill of sale. A bill of sale, sure, that makes sense. But you know, so, I think there's and, a, and book, that's a, a book. That's a supposition on my part. I don't know that for sure. I guess you and I need to start trading in bitcoins. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> for a bitcoin, you're going to have to come up with something like seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> It might be more this week. That's more than less. That's, it bounces back and forth. That's what more than what yours and my bank account to combine would be. So, um, yours, yours, and you, maybe other people's bank. Account. <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. Twenty five dollars doesn't go very far. <laughs> oh gosh, but, you but, think I'm kidding? Oh, you? I know, I know, I know. But I'm just thinking. It's not very much. So obviously, we have to combine our bank accounts to even buy a bitcoin. That's what I'm saying. You know. Because I don't want yeah. much in my account. Um, but the, the thing, the, you know, it used to be the currencies used to be the control of governments. Now those those days are up for grabs. You got Apple and Microsoft all making their own money and paying their employees mm-hmm. in their own currency. So the days of controlling their own currencies might be long gone. Hmm. So I guess Patricia, hmm. and I, Patricia and I will be working for yesterday USA dollars here fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> Please send food to fill in the refrigerator. <laughs> Please send food. Yes. Well, I have something interesting here. Mm-hmm. While we're on presidents, I've got to get back to old time radio. But these, I, I, I kept reading today. It's one of these things where you hit a piece of information. And you say, ooh, I need to know more about well, that. And you go link hopping all over the place. And, and since then, with the anniversary of our inaugural, you know, we, we've moved our inaugural to the January 20th. So I think it's very appropriate. Mm-hmm. It's very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Now, John Tyler or Johnson, I don't know. Let me see. Don't go away. And it depends on what time Patricia decides to duck out. We'll figure out what Ray Bream interviews to play tonight. So, um, hmm. so, you know. And stuff like that there. That's right. And stuff like that there, yes. Okay, what else? Do I, I have something else here for you. Mm, oh, oh, I did look up the... <laughs> we got to get back to old-time radio. I'm in Ben Franklin now at this point. Okay, let us talk about, about Franklin's kite. He did have a key on the string that was attached to the kite that was flying up in the air. And what he was able to determine when electricity hit the kite and it traveled down the satin string, satin being a better conductor than other stuff, it heated up the key. And it made, I don't know, did did you ever rub a balloon and try to stick it on something or shuffle your feet and touch something and you go, oop, spark? Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, when the weather gets really dry here in the California, mm-hmm. I can feel the sparks really. Exactly, especially, and that was the kind especially when yeah, I'm, that was especially mm-hmm. when I'm in Nevada. The weather's so dry, sparks just oh, fly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that was the kind of shock that he got from the key mm-hmm. that proved to him that what we were seeing in lightning was actually electricity, and it could be harnessed. So that's where the key came in. 
Wow. I'm so impressed that I know something now. <laughs> you see, you, now one, hmm? you, you're so good. You, you have become a historian. What can I say about you? A historian, yes. And I'm, I'm looking through here. I can't find it for sure, but I believe it was Andrew Johnson who was elected to the Confederacy. Yes. He was a governor. He was a a governor, I think, from Kentucky. Uh huh. And then, uh, then I think, and then after he left the pres, yeah, after he left the presidency, he wound up in the Confederacy. Ah, okay. Did not know that. How did that happen? That couldn't be. Well, he was. He must. He he was in the South because he. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the war ended in 1865, and he took over for Lincoln. He was vice president and took over from Lincoln for yeah. the rest of his term. Yeah. So he couldn't have been. I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> I, I can't find it in my notes, and okay. I know I copied and pasted okay. it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I will go back. One of these guys was um, after the presidency, and he was pro-slavery, mm. wound up as a congressman on the Confederacy government. Did you see who they... That? We, ought to, we ought to rename this to a history show. You, did you see, uh, when looking at the IQ list of the president, did you see who they ranked number one? Yeah, Trump. No, well, not... We can't, they, we, the, the current one, they didn't have Trump or um, or Obama on it. The one that I sent you today. Oh, that's that's right. Um, there There is a... Oh, gosh, what did I do with it here? There is a claim that Trump has the highest IQ. You're going to have to prove it to me. Just a minute. I'm getting emails here. Ah, ah, hold on. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Tomorrow will be Artie Shaw Part 3, done by Perry Huntoon. And I'll be interviewing the Glenn Miller Film Music Festival on Monday. And we'll run out a future Friday night show. Probably. Um... And just put some things on your calendar. Uh, Patricia will have Saturday night off, March the 10th. That is the day of the Spurvac election, and we'll be putting on a live show at the Long Beach Veterans Hospital. So we'll, put, we'll play something of the best of that night. So Patricia will have that night off, Saturday, March the 10th, everybody. So you put that on her calendar. She doesn't know that until now. So... Saturday, I'm looking for my calendar. Here it is. Saturday, March the 10th. You put that off. And then also Saturday night, April the 14th. That will be up at reps. So you can put those nights off. Uh, and April 14th. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll put those on Patricia's vacation days. You know. Or go to bed early day. Or whatever she wants to decide. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you are so funny. Okay, I've got the list in front of me. And according to this list, John Quincy Adams yeah. had an IQ of 173, which well, is off the charts. I mean, it, it is literally off the charts. I don't know anybody. I know that they're out there, but I don't know of any individual well-known who has an IQ above 160. That would no. be interesting to find, but even more interesting is who could tell. I don't know. As you as you said before, how no. how did how can you tell? 
mean, uh, the only time I, and I think I took an IQ kit, I was a small kid, and I asked how I did, and I said, well, we can, what we can tell you, your, your processing skills, your, your analytical, mm-hmm. your analytical build were 160. Yeah. You know. And then, yeah. And that, and that was one segment, yeah. Yeah, and that's all they told me, and that, that's, uh-huh. and that, that, and they, they, you know, they gave me a, a problem, and I give them an answer in such quick order, and that's, mm-hmm. and, like, Artie Shaw took the IQ, and he was ranked at 140, and I think we've heard some interviews with him over the years, you can tell he was no dummy at 140, mm-hmm. uh, so 173, must, as Patricia saying, must have been just off the charts, you know. It just... People who have IQs that high and higher, and there are some, mm-hmm. live almost isolated lives because they cannot relate to people, the mainstream people, and mainstream people have a hard time relating to them. They have to find a common ground with mainstream people, and it's extraordinarily difficult for them to do that. Well, I think you would give it a... they're uncommon. You would give it an example of Thomas Jefferson, who was so... Shy and so intelligent, mm-hmm. and you know, he would just, of course, communicate through written word. Mm-hmm. Good thing, good thing he Amazing. could, good thing he could spell. <laughs> we don't know that, do we? <laughs> no. I mean, John Adams did all of his editing work. Um, so anyway. That's that's the story of the of the presidents that I, I just I really don't know how they can and you know they come in with one thirty three point nine who ever heard of a point nine I don't know I, that's why that's why I have my yeah. doubts about do you this. know what do you know the source of this where mom this just, came from mom just found it on Facebook and copied it for you yeah so it's it's everything on the internet is true well. Yes, but I have I have seen a list like this before, yeah. and from and this is just from memory. It looks like these pretty well correspond with what I have seen before, but there was nothing official that came along with the lists that I have seen. So maybe we have to send somebody like Patricia <laughs> out looking and see what we can. Come or up with. you know what we could do is look up the history of the IQ and interview somebody from the IQ test people. IQ test people. Okay. You're not too hot on that idea. Uh, well, sounds interesting. I don't know what an IQ test person is, but we'll <laughs> there are test in, <laughs> testing institutions. Yes. Um, okay, let's see. Um, oh, Steve, our friend out there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give a quick Jeff, call? So Pat- Patricia, you can before she gets ready to run up and get ready for another day. Her email, 24 hours a day, is floridarider at hotmail.com. But you can give her a quick call at 714-545-2071. Amen. So let me see what else I have before I have to go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patricia has to give oh, her... I do have We have to give her mm-hmm. a list. If three of us give, given her her food choice, she, they made the list this week. We'll find out. That That's w- right. That we'll find out and very I, simple. I, I will tell you that cheese... I got cheese. I bought cheese. Uh, so I bag knew of that. lettuce was not there, mm-hmm. and lunch meat is not there. But cheese made, the, made the list. Cheese is the first and only one to make the cut so far. Woohoo! 
So how can you, about that? Can you give me I and I uh can we ask how many items did you buy? Did you like, buy like a less than a bag full, like you know, ten ten items, five items? I'm not sure what you're asking me. Would you start that again? How many items did you wind up buying? You know, you bought. Oh, oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay. Okay. So. That are in the refrigerator. I mean, I bought other stuff, but this is what's in the refrigerator. So next Saturday, when you go shopping, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it going to be a matter of re- replenishing, like, cheese? Or are you going to buy yes. some other items to add to the refrigerator? Or a little well, bit I'm more. going to add lettuce. All right. Lettuce yeah, will make it. And I'll it. have to kind of squirrel around there. But, um, yeah, there are a couple of things I have to replace, like cheese. Cheese. Because I like cheese. I know. So next yeah. week we'll have to continue the grocery list. Find mm-hmm. out what Patricia bought. Yeah. I think salad dressings will make the list. But that's just my hunch. Yes. And I know Patricia. You know what I'm. Mm-hmm. Here, go ahead. And I know Patricia loves olives, so she might buy some olive for her salad. She didn't buy olives. But she might. But you're thinking next week. I, yeah. It's a possibility within the next month or so. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep, we shall see. I'll eat my way through the veggie aisle. <laughs> Marmots. They're like brown squirrels. Uh-huh. And fat, and they're about the size of a, of a regular-sized house cat. They're really cute to look at, and they've got bushy, bushy, fluffy tails. They're brown and they've got white spot on their faces. They have decided, scientists have studied these, they found that the marmots who stayed antisocial and didn't socialize as eagerly as the rest of the pack lived two years longer than the rest of them. I have known it. People just drain your energy. Walden, you drain my energy? I nah. hope I hope not. No. I'm hope I'm so, I, I'm hope I'm good therapy in your life. You are. You are. So, and they burrow and stay hibernating for the winter. I thought that was kinda cute. And that they really are cute. I don't know how fluffy and soft their fur is. It looks like it might be kinda stiff like a squirrel. I uh, that's another they, that's they're a, really cute to look at. That's another thing we can add to Patricia's list. Squirrel? No. What, what? What interesting, funny animal can Patricia talk about? You know, make a list. And he said, have you ever heard of second size? Yeah, oh, th- like a marmot? Yeah. Th- oh, th- like okay. th- Things like that you like. Or you were aware of that you thought might be fun to go do a little a biography on a marmot. Okay. You know? Critters. Yes. I have to list critters. <laughs> okay, and find IQ test people. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. That's what you said. I would like you to know that today is National Cheese Lovers Day. Hooray! Isn't that wonderful? We love that. And we asked you that, and we asked you that, and okay, here's a geography question, and then then we're finished, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was John Tyler elected to the Congress of the Confederate States of America. After he left office, he was pro-slavery, and he was elected. Never so knew there that. you go. Well, well, I did not know that about him. Considering he had 15 kids, you know. Uh-huh. He had to support them. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't likely that being 
in the Congress of the Confederate States of America was going to pay well, sort of underwrite his yeah. his income. I don't know how much retirement presidents got. Did they even get retirement? Maybe not. Probably not. You know. I have to look that up. Hmm. Well, remember, okay. remember, it was such, they worried about bet that they uh, when 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 Henry Harry passed away, they voted bet mm-hmm. a special order income just to make sure she wasn't going to be destitute. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have made. I'm. Harry probably collected. No, what he got was his was his his pension from the from the military. Oh. All right. So they didn't got retirement income, president. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that, that's why they really worried about Beth when uh, the the government yes. did. So. I remember you're yeah. telling us that. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably we okay. should probably look up a little more about that. More and more, the more and more we talk about Harry, the more likable he is. I mean, any guy who I would, know. oh my gosh, and admirable. Yes, he's 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 not only likable as a person, but admired. Yes, as a president, uh, he really did a fabulous job for us. I could not have made the kinds of decisions that he had to make. Oh, it's true. Hello there, you're on with oh. Patricia. Good evening, Walden. Good evening, Patricia. Hello, Jim. Hi, Jim. How are you? What's in my refrigerator? Well, I hope not my head cold, which is cleared. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's one reason I didn't call last week, because I was coughing and hacking. Oh, dear. Just what John and Larry was going through a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. True. California stuff. And there's an endemic of the flu in Every, California. Been one of the it's worst. not epidemic yet, but the endemic. Oh, and Florida, California is just getting hammered with flu. Well, I hear this is one of the... They always say it every year when a flu breaks out, and it's the worst year yet, you know, in many years. And I don't know how mm-hmm. to verify that. But nevertheless, it is a rough year. Yeah. And yeah. I haven't gotten a shot yet. Last year, when I was recovering, well, two years ago, a year and a half, Oh, you're in mm-hmm. months. When I was recovering from the fire in the rehab center, they gave me a flu shot. But then Thanksgiving week, they had to take after Tuesday after Thanksgiving, I had to go to the hospital, and I got the flu anyway. A different strain, I Yeah, it was either a different strain or a lighter version of the strain you got the injection for. Well... I haven't got an, inj- an injection this year, and I, I guess I should. It's just one of those things, you know, with all of our yeah. moving situation and housing and all of that, it's just something I've just put off. And it's a hurry-up deal. So most pharmacies will do it. Do you visit a regular yeah. pharmacy? Yeah, I've never thought. To get medication? Right, Walgreens, yeah. I think, does, yeah. So yeah, they will do it and file, as long as you're, you've got insurance, and I know you do, any kind of insurance, they will bill your insurance company and you don't get charged anything. If you go to your doctor's Probably. office for it, you will get charged. Because flu is no fun. Um, no, it isn't. It is deadly in many cases. Well, and it's also just, you know, I was fortunate when I got it in the hospital and I did not have a fever. They gave me a, a mm-hmm. for the flu. But unfortunately, they had to stick that thing up your nose to test you. Yeah. Boy, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> but uh, they gave me Ferroflu tablets instead of liquid, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. seemed to help. I was out within eight days. Excellent. So, but hopefully, but I'm feeling better. Um, 
I wanted to know, I mean, first of all, I think Larry's going to try to send you the links to that book. The Fred, yes. The Fred McDonald book, yeah. And I'm wondering... Say that again, Walden? The Fred McDonald book. I was just trying to clarify this for everybody, what mm. Jim was okay. talking about. Yeah. And I've read, I've, re- I've read the prologue and the first chapter. Now, sometimes the Internet is weird when you read it. It'll, it'll go from prologue to... And they're, they're, not, they're not written in sequence, but you can read them in sequence. You just have to arrow down into it says continue reading or, you know, for, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm up to night, radio to 1925 now. So whenever, would you, shall we try for next Saturday or shall we try for February 3rd? Um, we'll have to try for probably February 10th. Okay. Not even February 3rd. Your surgery? Okay. February 10th no. or, or the 24th? You know, probably. 24th would be best. What, yeah. Why don't we try the 24th? The 24th of February? Uh-huh. Oh, can that's just say, right, because you've got, I know you've got your surgery coming up. Yeah, she got her appoint, doctor appointment coming up. And you know. you've got it on the, ten, and on the 17th. It'll be fun to talk to Cynthia Meyer again. Oh, yeah. 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 She to- is really, she is just so great. And we're going to talk about have such a handle on her information. I'm sorry, I interrupted you again, Jim. Go ahead. We're going to talk about Frank and Ann Hummert. Mm-hmm. And their advert, and how they, how they, uh, that, mo- and I'm sure the subject of Bayer aspirin will come up. <laughs> so many shows were sponsored by Sterling Drugs by them. Really? Yeah, like like uh, Waltz Time and the American Album of Familiar Music, and it wasn't always Bayer aspirin. It might be. Phillips Milk of Magnesia, or Dr. Lyons Tooth Powder, or mm-hmm. uh, one other Sterling product. And American Home Products that made Anison was also a Hummer account on shows like Mr. Keen. So a lot of medicine... have to cover all of that, yes. A lot of medicine seemed to be on the Hummer account. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that'll be fun on the 17th. And what's happening the 10th? Nothing at the moment. We don't have anything scheduled on the tenth. So. So the so the twenty fourth will give us plenty of time to read the book then. It's a good it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a good benchmark. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll give my review, and you can give yours, and we'll see where we agree or disagree or our conclusion. Okay. Very All well right. written. Very well written. Uh, let's see what else is happening. I've heard um, uh, today Steve played. On those were the days, mutual coverage of the the Casablanca conference, huh. which was 75 years ago this month. Wow! With Roosevelt and Churchill, he played that today. He played a Doctor Kildare, and he played. Um, what else he played? Um, my memory is funny. I can remember something 10 years ago, and I can't remember this afternoon. Uh, um, what did he have for dinner, Jim? I haven't had it yet. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> I'm going to have it as soon as we finish this conversation. Perfect. Okay, I did. We're trying to, trying to touch your memory. Patricia, you know what you have for dinner? Yeah. Okay, see? I can touch you with a side. You want... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been excited about a dinner in weeks. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Hang on. All right, Jim. We'll, put, we'll turn you down for a second. Let you 
grab your ear. Patricia will be letting Patricia go here f- fairly quickly. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to play uh, Ray Bream in the down with Les, Les Tremaine. So that's what we're going to feature next. I'll give all our friends something to look forward to for the rest of the evening. You'll always have a good time with the Ray Bream interview, so that's what we're going to offer next here on Yesterday USA. Thursday, Walden. Wait, on, on Thursday, Walden, Dee and I went to a new hamburger place we'd never tried before called Habitat Burgers. <laughs> and they had a very interesting, they had a Santa Barbara burger with uh-huh. that avocado and <laughs> cheese, uh-huh. pickles, and lettuce. It was pretty good. We went to in and out tonight. I slept most of the day. My brother had the night off. And mom was a little, mom, my mom was going to make spaghetti, baked spaghetti, but she was too tired, so we went to In-N-Out hamburgers tonight. So what do you have tonight, a double-double? I had a double-double and some fries. And a shake? Nope. No shake? I bought a, sh- I bought a shake home for my brother. Okay. And a hamburger and a fry. Yeah. Yeah, In-N-Out good does good. brother you are. We tried it. In-N-Out does good burgers. They do. If Patricia ever gets to come out to California, maybe she can try one. That's true. But we got to feed her up. We got to make sure she's fed on Subway sandwiches. She loves her Subway. <laughs> we have to pack up on that. Now, do you like Subway or do you like, uh, there's one called Blimpy's that does Subway sandwiches. There's one called Togo's. They're various. The firehouse also. I tried Firehouse. But, you know, they, it, it's, I think it's unfair of me to say, no, I didn't like this one and I like that one. A lot of it depends on the franchiser. Because it may be the national chain may be good, but the local person may not. Exactly, do it. Right. it may change from place to place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. You know, there are you, special formulas, but anyway, I'm I'm kind of locked into Subway. Now, when you do Subways, do you call them? Some people call them Subway. Some call them Hoagies. And there's a third name. What's the third name? Uh, submarine. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Do you prefer Hoagie, Submarine, or Hoagie, or, or, or Subway? Well, Subway is the brand. That's yeah. that's the name of the, the store that fixes them. And you can have a Hoagie or a Submarine or a Sub. A third one. You're right. There is a third one. A Sub. Yeah. The Sub, oh, sub- right. Yeah, well, that's a Submarine. Yeah, the Sub. So, yeah, I, I would prefer... I want to get this straight. Subways, submarine. I like yep. that one. So when you when when you yeah. when you were living up north, what mm-hmm. would you call that them? Other place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you call them? Would you call them uh, submarine? Hoagies. You call them hoagies. Hoagie. Okay. Yeah. In the Midwest, they were hoagies. In the Chicago area, they were called hoagies. Why? What's a hoagie? Is it? Is it an actual a name of? Who knows? It? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know. Let me see if I can find something out here. What is a hoagie? Hoagie. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it named after a bread? Is it named after a guy or a gal? Or? Well, Patri- if anyone can find the information, Patricia can. Sure can. It says, a submarine sandwich, also known as a sub, a hoagie, a hero. That's the one we oh, used to have, hero sandwiches, not hoagies. Um, sub, hoagie, hero, filled roll. Grinder, wedge, spucky, spooky, spooky, or Italian sandwich is the name given. But let me see if we can find. Um, hoagie, hoagie, hoagie. 
everything's flying. It had its origins from a hog island. Huh. Really? Hmm. Philadelphia word for a sub sandwich word likely had its oranges its origins. Origin origins. Oh wait a minute. Had its origins from Hog Island, which was an island intersecting the Delaware and Skykill Rivers. The Irish and Italian people who lived there during the 20th century, early 20th century, were known as Hog Islanders. Now, how about Hero? How did it get called a Hero? Okay. I think it's probably a phonetic spelling of the word hero in Greek, G-Y-R-O, and people tend to pronounce it gyro, but it's pronounced hero. Okay, let's see, hero sandwich. <laughs> I have to go to bed. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm getting hungry. Hero. Yeah, the origin is hero in Greek. Big Italian sandwich picked up. Sub story starting at the Philadelphia Naval Yard. Let me see. And they're both from the Philadelphia area, both. Yeah. Of course, we know the Philadelphia cheesesteak sandwiches. The cream-fed cheesesteak, I guess yeah. And, um... But it's interesting now, do you, when you do a Subway or, or, or a deli sandwich, do you prefer mm-hmm. rye bread, a roll, uh, wheat, wheat? Do you have a preference? If I were getting a deli sandwich, for example, corned beef sandwich or a roast beef sandwich, I would love pumpernickel bread. Yeah. Now, do you like combos, like the salami and ham or salami and roast beef or... Um, Oh, yeah. Got to have lots of stuff on there and lots of cheeses. Mm-hmm. Pickles. Mm-hmm. I don't eat pickles on my sandwiches. They're always on the side. And do you I think they contaminate a good or, sandwich. Or mustard or mayo or? On the Subway sandwiches, I always get extra oil and vinegar. Yeah. And no mustard, no mayonnaise. That will kill it. You know, it's funny. I never was a mayonnaise fan, as I maybe mentioned to you before. On my burgers, Uh for example, and hot dogs, I like mustard and ketchup, although there are some purists that probably hate the idea of hot ketchup on a hot dog. Well, I'm not necessarily a purist, but in different parts of the country, people like different things. Yeah, I'm like, well, I also like ketchup on my fish and not tartar sauce. And one time we ordered a fish sandwich at McDonald's, and I said I wanted ketchup. Mm-hmm. She fixed it, but my mother told me as we sat down, she said she didn't have a very happy look on her face. <laughs> I guess because they make... She was making a sale, for heaven's sakes. Which would be your... You know, I like the... What the Burger King used to say in their ads, have it your way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way I think it should be. I mean, they... are paying for it. Yeah, you're paying for it, and if they have the stuff there, they should mm-hmm. make the sandwich the way you want it. I agree. Um... I guess they do them in mass orders, and I guess doing tartar sauce is just easier for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it, this is sounds silly, but if you have to put the ketchup on or you have to put the tartar sauce on, they're not automatically made. Don't you have to put whatever item is on? Don't you have to spread it either way? I don't know. 
Well, maybe Jim. I don't know. You, you, maybe you and I can keep talking. We'll probably should let Patricia go to bed. You want to? That's right, Patricia. You, I guess you are getting a little sleepy. Yeah. So we will say good night to you now. Okay. I hope you have a pleasant good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. Good night, we Patricia. Will you, I will talk to you on February the twenty-fourth. Okay, Jim. Good night, everybody. Thank you for being with us, and we'll be back next week. Good night, good night Walden. Good night, Patricia. And good night to you, Walden. Good night, Jim. Talk to you later. You bet. Take care. All right, everybody. We'll share a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity being here. Bless this wonderful country we live in. Bless the people that we're with. Look after us, our friends, neighbors. Help us do you well. Look after the needy, the poor, and the hungry. We act in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. Let's fire up a ray beam. JAWS Professional Sound Forge Pro 11.0 Windows M Desktop L Live Shows Enter Live Show Hit R Ray Bre Enter Ray Bre Radio Shows KABC Enter Items Ray, Ray Bream Show 112594 Guest Parley Bob Ray Bream 820511 with Lester Main Unloading Jock Hands OK Enter Radio Shows KABC Learning. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. From ABC News, I'm Joe Vaughn. Britain claims there's been another incident involving the British flotilla and another ship in the 200-mile war zone around the Falkland Islands. ABC's Peggy Riley got this statement from the duty officer at the Ministry of Defense in London. A report has been received from the task force that... During the night, a surface vessel was engaged with gunfire by a task force ship. The action took place close to the Falkland Islands and, and well within the total exclusion zone. Following the engagement, we've had uh, reports that a large explosion was seen in the vicinity of the target. The British duty officer would not specify if the surface vessel was Argentinian, but said we could only assume it was. The report of renewed fighting in the area around the Falklands came at a time when efforts continued at the UN to bring the two sides together for renewed peace talks. But in London, there are indications the British are becoming ever more skeptical of Argentine intentions in dealing with UN Secretary General Perez de Cuellar. The British reportedly are complaining in private. It appears to them the Argentinians are trying to buy time by promising concessions they do not intend to deliver. I'll have more after this. Dad, we'll be late for the game. We're going to the beach. I've never been to a museum before. You take your children lots of places. We went to this park with lots and lots of trees. They were as tall as the sky. When was the last time you took them to your neighborhood house of worship? We saw lions and tigers and elephants. There are many things children need to learn. But is there anything better than giving your children a belief in God and principles to live by? I remember as a kid, my family went to our house of worship every week. My parents gave us kids a faith to live by. Who's God, Mommy? I want my kids to share that faith, to believe as I do. So I take my kids to our house of worship every week. 
At your house of worship, your children will learn important things they never learn anyplace else. Love thy family. Worship together. This week and every week. Brought to you by this station, Religion in American Life and the Ad Council. House Democrats have disclosed a federal budget plan for next year in which they intend to counter the proposal approved by President Reagan that was voted through the Republican-controlled Senate Budget Committee last week. The Democratic plan would provide for higher taxes next year, but a smaller deficit than approved in the Senate version. And House Budget Committee Chairman James Jones of Oklahoma says his plan also would not reduce any of the benefits from Social Security. A lot of people in Los Angeles are calling for the ouster of that city's police chief, but Mayor Tom Bradley is not one of them. ABC's Bill Jenkins reports. Mayor Tom Bradley has refused to join the call for the ouster of Los Angeles Police Chief Darrell Gates, but he made it clear that Gates' comments about blacks were disparaging, intemperate, inappropriate, and unfounded. Bradley said Gates published remarks about possible antinomical differences between blacks and what he called normal people were insulting to the entire ethnic community in the city of Los Angeles and referring to the use of chokeholds. The mayor discussed the Gates issue at a city hall news conference several hours after three members of the city council and a group of community leaders called for Gates's ouster or resignation and after Gates rejected any suggestions that he resign. Bill Jenkins, ABC News, Los Angeles. Sunday's eye surgery on welterweight boxing champion Sugar Ray Leonard has prompted a lot of his friends to counsel Leonard against getting back into the ring again. The surgery was to repair a partially detached retina which could threaten Sugar Ray's sight in his left eye. And promoter Teddy Brenner says it's not worth the risk. Should he continue fighting? I, as a matchmaker, would not use Sugar Ray Leonard. Chances are that if it tears again, it can't be operated on again and he could lose the sight of the eye. No fighter in history has made it as successfully as, as Ray has up to now. He can rest on his laurels. If Sugar Ray were my fighter, I'd say, Ray, call it a career. It's been a marvelous career. Why take chances? Sugar Ray Leonard's doctors in Baltimore say it'll be several weeks yet before they'll know for sure if the surgery succeeded in restoring complete vision in that left eye. At present, none of Sugar Ray's handlers will say if they're even considering permitting him back in the ring. This is ABC News. It seems as if Dear Abby also has some old letters from readers she liked so much she wanted to reuse them. The Cherokee Daily Times in Cherokee, Iowa, Monday published a copyright story in which Abigail Van Buren admitted she's been recycling some old letters without labeling them as repeats. Her Universal Press Syndicate has issued a statement through which Abigail Van Buren promises to label any reused letters clearly as such in the future. It was just a week ago that her twin sister Ann Landers acknowledged she had been recycling some of her 15-year-old letters. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Joe Vaughn. Take a giant step out of the 80s, back into a time that's fascinating and a lot more fun. Step onto the Queen Mary and into the time of her life. It was swing time. It was Lindy time. A time of slinky dresses, fast roadsters, and slow gin fizzes. A time when a trip to Europe was a four-day champagne party aboard the world's greatest luxury liner, the Queen Mary. Today, it can be the time of your life. Stroll her teakwood decks, take tea with her officers, dance in the splendor of the Queen's Salon. Spend the whole day exploring the wonders of the Queen Mary. Stop for lunch or shopping, cocktails or dinner aboard ship. The new Queen Mary experience is waiting for you. Long Beach Harbor, open daily 
Tickets on sale, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Instant information, refreshing entertainment, provocative conversation. Talk radio is fascinating people and stimulating issues. Be informed and get involved with talk radio's conversant host, Ray Dream. And good morning, everyone. We'll be here until who knows what time. We have a lot of things we can talk about, but we're not. I mean, we can talk about the president and uh, reducing nuclear warheads by one-third, both sides. We could talk about that. We could talk about a, um, a new wrinkle in the Falkland Islands issue, maybe giving up the idea of sovereignty. We could talk about... We're not going to talk about any of those things tonight. We're going to talk about old-time radio. My guest is Les Tremaine. And you know, this is a um, debut in New York on uh, WABC. And uh, it's only appropriate that we have as our guest Les Tremaine that for so many years was Mr. First-Nighter. Now, I know he was the leading man, but to everybody who's listening, he was Mr. First-Nighter. And this is our first night in New York, so I think we ought to go back. Just let's turn on the time machine. Let's go back a few years. This is the way it sounded in those days. Italian Bomb presents the First Nighter program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast. Theater Time, Broadway, once again a new play, a story never told before, makes its bow from the stage of the little theater off Times Square. Are we excited? Indeed we are, and with a perfect right to be. Here's the event of events in theater land, an opening night on the Great White Way. What do you say to starting for the theater right now? Here's my cab. Won't you step in? Okay, driver, let's go. Up Broadway, on across 42nd Street, and into the bright light section of New York's gay nightlife district. Just ahead there is the Little Theater on Times Square. Curtain in two minutes. Thank you. We'll go right in. All right, now. We have just a moment or two left to look over the program. I see that tonight's play is entitled The Cowboy Gets His Romance. It's an original play, of course, from the pen of Addison Simmons. Its pure fiction does not refer to real people or to actual events. In the star parts this evening is that popular couple, Les Tremaine and Barbara Luddy. Miss Luddy is cast as Lily, a girl who finds that a man is occasionally fickle, if nothing else. Mr. Tremaine, playing the role of Jim, is a cowboy with determination, mostly a determination to get into trouble. As usual, there's an all-star supporting cast, 
And now before first curtain, here is Eric Sagerquist with his famous orchestra. House lights are out, and here's the play. And here's Les. <laughs> Les, how many years ago was that? Uh, that particular show was in the uh, very early 40s. It could have been 1940 or 41. You had a run with the uh, First Nighter program, and the First Nighter was one of the longest running Radio serials, radio plays. Yes. Uh, uh, that was on for what, about 25 years? Almost. Almost 25 Almost. I wasn't on it toward the end, but uh, I was around when it started. It started in uh, on Thanksgiving night, 1930, in Chicago, and that's where it stayed until, oh, the last few years of its life when it moved to Hollywood. It did move finally to Hollywood. Yes. Well, it moved once before to Hollywood when Don Amici came out to do pictures. Um, uh, most people feel that Amici, or think that Amici was the first leading man. He was not. He was the second. Uh, but he was so popular, he was such a glamour boy mm -hmm. uh, in, the, uh, in, in the radio business, and especially in Chicago, that uh, they picked him up for pictures, and he did very well for quite a while. He was Mr. Warren. Alexander Graham Bell. Yes, he was, <laughs> and nobody ever let him forget it. <laughs> well, it started in 1930, and it ran until about 54, I think. Um, you had a long run. How many years? I was on the show for 10 years. Uh -huh. uh, I started in 1933 playing parts, uh -huh. and uh, I left the show in... May, I think it was, of 1943, when I came out to Hollywood for the second time. People uh, talk about typecasting. No matter what you've ever done in your career, you're still Mr. First Nighter. That's right. I mean, uh, you've done motion pictures. How many motion pictures have you done? Oh, I don't know, 30, 35, something like that. All right. Uh, you've done many other radio programs. You were the thin man. I figured out, uh, as a round figure, I've done about 30,000 radio shows. Uh -huh. And at least 3,000 television shows, a great how many of them How long were you on The Thin Man? The Thin Man, about, uh, I think, five years. Close to five years, in the, in the uh, middle 40s. But to our listeners now, you're still Mr. First Nighter. And you weren't really Mr. First Nighter, you were the leading man. That's right. <laughs> we had a lot of famous Mr. First Nighters, as a matter of fact. But I, I guess that's the simplest way of identifying you with the show, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and that is my ID point. Regardless of what else I've done, I was in one hit play on Broadway, Detective Story. We did uh, almost 18 months of that. And as you uh, just asked me, I've done about 35 motion pictures and all that television. You did also the, the general and occult picture today, and that's the War of the Worlds, George yes. Powell's production. Yes, oh, gee. My, my son thinks that you're the greatest. You're the general. Well, he's, he's right, uh, Ray. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. And I understand your mother, who is in Salt Lake and therefore can't hear you, that's right. thinks I'm the greatest, too. We don't have the affiliates yet in Salt Lake. Gosh, if only my wife thought I were the greatest. <laughs> my guest is Les Tremaine. I wonder if anybody still remembers. We're going to get back and take some phone calls, so stay with us. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Enjoy. 
Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. If you want to know what's going on in the world today, you've got to get yourself a Grendig Satellite 3400 portable all-band radio. It has direct digital frequency readout. You don't need an outside antenna. You've got 18 shortwave bands, and, uh, well, it's got everything. AM and FM included. And with, uh, you know, what's going on down in the Falkland Islands, you can hear it all. The BBC and their world service and all the updates and uh, great reporting right from uh, the Hermes. And then, of course, uh, you've got Radio Argentina and all of the various communiques you'll hear, 6 p.m., 11.710. Now, you can see these radios at ACT Electronics, 2345 East Anaheim Street in Long Beach. Sansoni Musical Instruments, 415 South Hill. The phone number is 6870988. Americo International Trading, 8803 Wilshire Boulevard. Video Electronics, corner of Reseda in Devonshire, Northridge, or call Olympic Sales. 216 South Oxford, Los Angeles, phone 7391130. Or drop me a line and put Grundig on the outside of the envelope. You know, 40% of all adult deaths in the United States are caused by heart attacks. Yet there may be ways you can avoid a heart attack through lifestyle, stress management, and diet. Prominent Los Angeles cardiologist Dr. Gershon Lesser has prepared a valuable one-hour cassette tape describing simple methods of heart attack prevention. It's called Have a Heart for a Very Long Time. Now, you'll find tips on diet, vitamins, type A behavior exercise, and even a complete segment on stress reduction and relaxation techniques with music. Now, here's how to get your copy of the special radio price of $8.95. Send a check or money order to The Health Connection, 6200 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1509, Los Angeles 90048. That's a check or money order for $8.95 to The Health Connection, 6200 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1509, LA 90048. Allow three weeks for delivery. Make sure to specify that you're requesting the heart tape. Do it for yourself or someone close to you. Everything's gonna be okay. Boy, Bob, isn't that a great way to start today? Sure is. That's the Ken and Bob Company's theme song. Commonly referred to as... Eggbach, everything's gonna be okay. Check your local paper and find out how you can get your very own Eggbach button. Yeah, these days everybody needs a little Eggbach. KABC Los Angeles. Listen to the radio station that listens to you. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and my guest is Les Tremaine. How do you do? <laughs> Les, uh, we've been on the network now for just one week, and uh, WABC New York is uh, finally with us. You uh, certainly must remember your first network show. Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell us about um, it. I hadn't been in radio very long. I'd been working on a station, WCFL, out of Chicago, mm -hmm. um, and doing nothing but local shows. As a matter of fact, I was so green, I didn't know the difference between a sustaining and a commercial show. I had to ask somebody. Because the, the first night of the, the first broadcast of this marvelous new show, Fu Manchu, The Adventures of Fu Manchu, um, we all stopped our rehearsal and went to listen to this because it was quite an event. And uh, somebody said, and you know, it's commercial. And I had to ask, what's that? Well, uh, not long after that, uh, basically, I guess, because I was, in, I was born in London, uh, the director of the show was an Englishman, and he wanted English people as much as he could get them in Chicago 
to play on the show. <laughs> well, I sounded exactly the way I do now because... <laughs> no accent. Uh, no. Uh, an another story, I can tell you how I lost that. But um, uh, anyway, I went in to see him. Fred Ibbett was his name. And uh, lo and behold, the next thing I knew, I was on the show. Well, it was a dress affair. Even though it was in just a studio and very, it was a very small audience, and we were on the same level as the rest of the people in the studio, we were not on any sort of a stage, we still had to dress the show, which meant either white tie and tails or a dinner jacket, mm -hmm. black tie. Well, I was a poor kid. I hadn't made any money in radio yet. I was working for nothing. And uh, I think I was getting $15 for this network show, but I had to buy a tux in order to do the show. <laughs> That's going to cost you how much? I did. I bought the tux for $15. For $15. To this day, I don't know where I got the money. I would never borrow money. I have never borrowed money in my life, but I got that money from somewhere and spent it on the tux, so I broke even that night. <laughs> I was still working for nothing. <laughs> it was quite an experience, though, I must say. For those who are in the uh, entertainment business and are members in good standing... Uh, of uh, AFTRA, the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, you certainly know the name of Les Tremaine, because Les has been on the national board, I guess, since the beginning, right? Well, off and on since the beginning. I've been on the national board out here uh, since I've been in California for, I, I would say, close to 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the founding members of the union in Chicago, mm -hmm. the Chicago local. Uh, we put that together in 1937. I believe... It was formed out here on the West Coast slightly before that. Could be. And, of course, first of all, in New York. Later on, I want to ask you a couple of questions about unions and uh, people speaking uh, as heads of unions. But right now, let's talk about radio. Uh, radio today is certainly far different than it was in the halcyon days of network radio. But, you know, <laughs> networking is coming back again. Here we are. Congratulations. Thanks to satellites. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Now, you're going to be getting listeners from all around the East Coast, as well as Talking Hawaii, to me on everywhere. by satellite? By satellite, yes. So I want to uh, just say, if you want to call and talk to Les Tremaine, one of the truly greats in this business, here are the phone numbers. Ideas, thoughts, your thoughts. Share them now on Talk Radio. That's what we're all about. In Los Angeles, you can reach out and verbally touch countless of thousands by dialing 520-TALK. All our numbers end in talk, T-A-L-K. In the San Fernando Valley, your talk number begins with 990. In the 714 area, your 750-TALK. All right, Les, we're going to take a break here in a second, and then we'll be right back. But um, of all the, uh, the shows you did, I want you to think for a second and see if there was one in particular when you really goofed. Maybe you didn't goof, but... Something happened on the show that you'll <laughs> never, ever forget. Because, you know, the great, as we call them, boo-boos, uh, they're, they're, they're priceless. And that can't happen anymore today because everything's on tape. But in those days, yeah. everything was live. Everything. And so, uh, to my mind, it was much the better way to go. Sure. Even in television. Uh, think about it. We'll be right back. This is Talk Radio. My guest, Les Tremaine. I'm Ray Bream. Listening to you. Do you know 
that VF-11 works like magic on all houseplants and patio plants? Now anyone can be a success at growing luxuriant plants, hallway, office, bathroom, and restaurant plants. Even without direct sunlight, your plants will grow lush and green. It's like magic. Flowering plants just pop with blossoms and seem to bloom forever. With blossoms so large, you will be amazed. And new cuttings, you won't believe this, will actually grow even before the roots form. VF-11 will give you a whole new excitement in caring for your plants. More than you ever knew before. And it's so easy. Just one cap full to a quart of water. That's all there is to it. Remember the name VF-11. V as in very and F as in fine because it is a very fine plant food indeed. At Fedco, Jimco, Lucky, Safeway, and most garden supply stores, message sponsored by Eleanor's of California. This story is true. The officer's name has not been changed. Time, 10.30 a.m. Location, Harbor Division. Officer Barry and partner on traffic patrol. A station wagon pulls up to their black and white. The female motorist frantically honks her horn. In the back seat of the vehicle, a woman passenger, in labor. The officers radio for an ambulance. Officer Barry then assists in delivering a healthy six-pound baby girl. Six weeks early, five miles from a hospital. I'm Pat Barry. Police work is working with people, often under adverse and tense conditions. The ability to successfully deal with all kinds of situations is a challenge, and often very rewarding. The Los Angeles Police Department needs women officers. Call 485-4051, 485-LAPD. This story is true. Officer Barry is still on duty with the LAPD. 485-4051, 485-LAPD. Hey, you got a minute? It's me, Telly Savalas. And I know one thing for sure, America has found its better car, Ford Escort. It's knocking the socks off every car line in America, and that's based on actual manufacturer's reported retail deliveries. And America has found its better deal, the best deal being offered by any major car company, Ford Care coverage plus cash. For two years or 24,000 miles, whichever comes first, Ford Care gives you total coverage, coverage on virtually everything. About all you kick in for is gas. Of course, Ford Care is a limited warranty, excluding things you'd expect like tires, fluids, accidents, and abuse. Take delivery between now and June 6th from your Ford dealer to get the cash and the coverage. Limit one car per customer. Upfront cash. Ford Care. Quality. Escort. Ford delivers, all right. But don't take my word for it. Just ask an escort owner. Talk Radio 79, KBC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. My guest is Les Tremaine. Les, uh, did you think of a program you can still remember to this day? Uh, yeah, one. Um, I have a copy of it somewhere, and it isn't as bad as I remembered it being. It's always worse when yeah. you're uh, Oh, in you're retrospect, there. it was a horrible thing. Um, but young Ron Wolf down at the PPB, uh, where we have our... Tremendous collection of old shows. Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters. Yes. Um, he found this for me and gave me a copy because I had told him about it. Mm -hmm. um, all I can remember is it was the Kraft Music Hall, and I was doing it with um, Edward Everett Horton, mm -hmm. which is a tough name to get out. Edward Everett Horton. That's right. 
I messed his name up at the very top of the show with a billboard with a huge orchestra back of me, you know, very high key. Sergeant John Ildezel instead of Johnny Desmond, and he never spoke to me again. <laughs> say, say that again. Sergeant what? Sergeant John Ildezel, something like that, you know. <laughs> and several other guys, most of whom were old friends of mine. But... At the end of the billboard, yes. and my name is Les Tremaine. It came out just as clear as a bell, you know, like, oh, my gosh. I was so embarrassed and upset about it, and I looked around into the control room to see if they were going to shoot me, and everybody was on the floor. Of course. <laughs> that was the worst one I can remember. I, I, I didn't, none of us goofed very many, but much. Some of the bloopers were, were priceless. Yeah. Of course, uh, the prize for me was Lowell Thomas when he broke himself up. What was I, now? I've heard that, but what was it over? I've oh, forgotten. Gosh, I, I can't he, even remember. He laughed through the whole newscast. Yeah. I remember that. He he never did yeah. straighten up. Never did straighten. <laughs> I I remember he was run here not too many years ago when he was over at CBS. Isn't that funny? Uh, he he laughed through the whole newscast, but it was you know he started laughing and you never stopped. Did that ever become a problem when you're doing a live, very serious show? Somebody would goof a line and you start to laugh. Yes, um, except that we were always. So high key, Ray. Um, um, we were relaxed in our performances, but you were you were up here. You know, you were you had to be. six feet off the ground most of the time, and we were hopped up uh, because we were doing so many shows all the time. That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, we didn't break up often, but when we did, boy, we really went. Yeah. We really blew. And <laughs> then it was almost impossible to get back on the track, you know. All right, I think we have some people who want to uh, talk with us on the phone, so ah. let's go to the phones. Uh, my name is Ray Breen. This is Talk Radio, and my guest is Les Tremaine. Talk Radio 79, KABC Los Angeles, involvement. All right, let's go to the phones. Good morning, this is Ray Breen. You're on with Les Tremaine. Hello? Hello? Yes, you're on with actor Les Tremaine. Me? How do you do? Hello? Hello? Yes, yes speak uh, to us. Hello, this is Dan, and uh, I am 14 years old and also a Spurred Vec member and a great fan of Les Tremaine. Well, it's nice to hear from you, Dan. Yes, uh, I'm an honorary member of Spurred Vec. Yes, you... uh, I uh, have a tape of when you spoke. Oh, have you? Yes. Well, anyhow... <laughs> well, uh, tell us what we're talking about. I'm, I'm out of the dark back. here. Uh, I'll plug them. And uh, I'm sure other members will plug, but that is the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama, Variety, and Comedy. That's we quite a title, isn't it? Really? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I haven't heard of that before. Oh, it's been in existence for, what, ten years, Dan? No, no, it started in 74, eight years. Eight years? Uh -huh. Eight years. That's a fine group, and uh, they keep us all alive, believe me, Ray. Isn't uh, that yeah. great? Mm -hmm. And we uh, have uh, monthly meetings the second Saturday of every month. Mm -hmm. You're okay. only 14? Oh, yes, one of the younger members. <laughs> and and you have a great interest in old-time radio. Oh, yes. I have a large collection of tapes. That's nice to hear. Why do you like them so much, Dan? Well, because of, some, of all the junk they're putting out these days, it's nice to hear some nice, wholesome comedy well. that you can laugh at, or some good, spine-tingling drama without someone really messing it up or hamming it up. Uh-huh. Do, do you listen to the Mystery Theater? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's uh, one of the very few that's left around. It's like Bill Cosby, had one of the dying breed, one of the few really good ones we have today. Les, you worked with Hyman Brown, didn't you? Yes, for years. Uh, I was the thin man uh, in New York for four or five years, and uh, the man who produces and directs uh, the CBS Mystery Theater is Hyman Brown, who was also the producer-director of The Thin Man. All right, listen, both of you, hold on. We'll be right back. My guest is Les Tremaine. This is Ray Brame, and you're on Talk Radio. Now, these talk uh, radio headlines of the hour from the KBC newsroom. Britain says one of its warships engaged an unidentified surface vessel overnight near the disputed Falkland Islands. The British Defense Ministry says there was a large explosion in the vicinity of the target, but offers no further details of the incident. At the United Nations, talks aimed at setting up a ceasefire in the Falklands. Conflict, a conflict will continue today, but while the UN Secretary General says there is reason for hope, Britain is clearly pessimistic about chances for an agreement to avert further violence. And authorities in Superior, Arizona, say that a cave-in has trapped four miners deep underground in a copper mine. Rescue efforts are underway. And a dense fog blanketing much of coastal Japan produced ten separate ship collisions in Japanese waters today. Turning to the weather, considerable cloudiness with a slight chance of sprinkles predicted for the Los Angeles area. The high today, around 68. That's the news and weather till 12.30. What they're saying is the Los Angeles Zoo is a fun place to go. Where you can learn something, and it doesn't cost much to get in. The Los Angeles Zoo is open every day from 10 to 5. And as a matter of interest, has the only pair of monkey-eating eagles in the United States. The second largest colony of marmosets in the world. The world's largest collection of bongos. You should see them play and is divided into the five continents of the world. Oh, yes, they'd enjoy some company at the zoo and would like for you to drop by. In other words, visit the zoo. The Los Angeles Zoo. In Griffith Park. It's a zoo out there. You've been hearing an awful lot lately about Ford Motor Company's rebates. Well, right now, Montebello Lincoln Mercury is offering not just rebates, but discounts on top of rebates. Every new Lincoln Mercury in Montebello stock is on sale, including Capris, Cougars, Lynx, Zephyrs, LN7s, Continentals, and the Mark VI, with cash rebates from Lincoln Mercury of $440 to $1,240. But Montebello is taking it one step further with a special bonus offer. Right now, you can buy a new LN7 from stock 
and get $620 from Ford. And on top of that, Montebello Lincoln Mercury will add a $1,000 discount. But that's not all either. Ford provides 24 months or 24,000 miles of free car care, while Montebello Lincoln Mercury will add to that a five-year or 50,000-mile Ford extended service policy for $1. Take advantage right now of this opportunity at Montebello Lincoln Mercury on the Pomona Freeway at Garfield. They sell cars built in America, so spread the word about Montebello Lincoln Mercury. Hey, come on, fellas, the fishing boat's leaving. But where's our pirate king? Frank, he's depositing his social security check today. Doesn't he have direct deposit? Nope. He ought to walk the plank for that. What's direct deposit? That's when your money goes straight into your account. How do I sign up? Just go where you have your checking or savings account and ask for it. I'll go as soon as we get back. While you're there, say hello to Frank. <laughs> direct deposit. You'll never have to wait for your money. A message from the U.S. Treasury. Open up. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and my guest, actor Les Tremaine. How do you do? <laughs> Again. Unless we had uh, Dan holding on. Are you still there, Dan? Oh, definitely. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, Dan the fan. Dan, going back over the First Nighter programs, how many have you heard? Uh, well, I have tapes of six of them. Have you really? Mm-hmm. What did you think of that show? I think it is probably the strangest thing that was on radio. The strangest? Yes. Well, you know, it's it's not like myself. It, it's a guy looking out, looking for trouble. You know, he doesn't care. He's looking for trouble. I think you got the wrong show, Dan. Yes, I don't think that the first Nighter program was <laughs> looking for trouble. It was a... <laughs> I got plenty of it, but I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> or are you talking about when he was the thin man? Hmm. Or the first the Nighter program. The first Nighter program was uh, family entertainment. It was, uh, it was supposed to be uh, from New York, Dan, and it was a theater half-hour show. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I got you uh, mixed up with another one. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was a little surprised when you said you had six because there are very few of them around. You oh, know, in those days, they I, didn't I, record I think those I shows. I a couple I ordered from Spurdvac. Uh-huh. Uh, in Spurdvac, uh, Ray, just, uh, they are a tape libraries where you can rent tapes. Mm-hmm. Which mm -hmm. is... They have quite a collection, haven't they? Oh, yes. And yeah. they keep expanding. And uh, Well, Dan, thank you very much for the call. Well, I right? wanted to ask uh, one quick question. Okay. Um, what are your plans for the future in television and otherwise? Oh, in television. I, I, I was going to say I'm going to China pretty soon. <laughs> but that's for a vacation. Um, well, uh, one of the things that I am working on, um, I don't know how soon it'll come to fruition, uh, is a five-minute, five-a-week syndicated radio show, talk show. Mm. Uh, and that's about all I can say about it at the moment. It's copyrighted, but, uh, You're you know... You're back in the radio careful. business. <laughs> <laughs> I hope great. so. That's the greatest. Well, it is. Just keep in there punching. Thank you, Dan. It's I nice to you, talk to you. All right, bye. Okay, bye. And if, if there were... If there was any one line that people remember the first night of program, besides curtain, first curtain, it was, smoking in the outer lobby only, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That was at uh, intermission time, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. But it's amazing how little lines like that 
become part of your life. Uh, yeah. I, I know that uh, when I was growing up, that was it. Smoking in the outer lobby only, please, met the first nighter program. Curtain, first curtain, that was your program. They were uh, ID points, and sure. uh, it, it made people remember them. That's a cinch. Speaking uh, of ID points, this is Talk Radio, and I'm Ray Brain. Contact. <laughs> KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. We have uh, some open lines, and I know a lot of people along the East Coast would like to call in, so here are the phone numbers. It's your turn to get in on this two-way conversation, a sharing of ideas and thoughts. All of our numbers end in talk, T-A-L-K. In the South Bay, sail in with your ideas on 679-TALK. In Los Angeles, 520. The San Fernando Valley talks on 990. And Glendale, Burbank, and Pasadena get in on this at 244-TALK. I wonder if anybody along the East Coast remembers the first nighter program. <laughs> you know, hello out there. <laughs> there. There are a lot of lot of people that uh, you know have come along who don't have any concept of what went on before. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, when they the think of radio, they think of rock and roll, top forty. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. The little theater off Times Square, which was the subtitle of the first nighter. Mm -hmm. Uh, people used to go to New York, tourists from all over the world, or all over the country, certainly. Sure. And they would stop and ask the cop on the corner at 42nd Street and Broadway, where can I find the little theater off Times Square? <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't that It was right. so real to them. Of course, I think we were all a little more naive in those days, Ray. We you know. were, of course. <laughs> this is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. You're on with Les Tremaine. Hello. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, this is Blaine. Could I talk to Les? You're yeah, on. Yeah, sure you can. Hello. Hi, uh, Mr. Tremaine. I remember you, uh... Be careful. <laughs> uh, on radio in the, in the, during the Depression years in the 30s. And oh, yeah. You, uh, you and Barbara Luddy made my night on first nighter on Friday nights. And one man's family on Sunday nights. Who, who sponsored, uh... And Lux Radio Theater on Monday nights. <laughs> no, Our competition. One man's family. But anyway, who's I, I'm trying to remember who sponsored uh, for the uh, first nighter. Uh, Campana's Italian Bomb. Oh yeah, Campana remember that Italian Bomb. That's right. And there's okay. quite a story about that. Uh, during the war, we got so much hate mail from people who <laughs> wanted to know why we were selling fascist munitions. We had to take out the word B A L M because they thought it was B O M B. <laughs> That's Italian yeah, sure, that mm -hmm. rings a bell. <laughs> Say, uh, uh... Blaine, hold on a second, we'll be right all back. Right. All right, this is Talk Radio, I'm Ray Brain. Today, Talk Radio 79, KABC Los Angeles. This system, just when you thought you had it beat by buying a small compact car, they tell you your chances of dying in a fiery crash are twice as great as in a big one. Now what? Well, look, you can beat them at their own game. Install a fire stop device. Now, it's a simple cutoff switch that automatically shuts down your car's electrical system in a crash, just like a master switch in an airplane. So even if a collision does occur, your car is not an instant death machine. Otherwise, your chances of dying in a fiery crash are one in four. Not great odds. As a Californian, you spend one-fourth of your active time in your car. So why not make it as safe as you can, whether it's the tiniest fuel saver or one of those big gas-guzzling machines? You can with a Firestop device, so call the Firestop factory in Gardena at 327-8080 to find the Firestop dealer nearest you. That's 327-8080. Firestop is also an auto theft device. 
Call the Firestop dealer nearest you today. We know who we are. We're the blind of America, working for a better life. We'd like you to know us better. I'm an attorney for the Maritime Administration in the U.S. Department of Commerce in the General Counsel's Office. The NFB helped me in my philosophy about that a blind person can function equally as, as well as a sighted person uh, in many different ways and with average training can do the average job. I'll also say that if it weren't for the NFB, I wouldn't be a lawyer today. I'd probably be weaving some baskets someplace in a sheltered shop or something. When I joined the NFB, I uh, found out that blind people are involved in various occupations and they come from all walks of life. And I found out that Blind people are people, and they're people first, and they're blind second. For more information, get in touch with your local chapter of the National Federation of the Blind, or contact me, Kenneth Jernigan, President, National Federation of the Blind, 1800 Johnson Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230. Is Fat Albert going to be on the Michael Jackson program? You bet he is. In the persona of world-famous comedian, television, and film star Bill Cosby. That's right, Thursday at 12.15 on the Michael Jackson program. You can talk to Bill Cosby or Fat Albert, whichever one you prefer, right here on Talk Radio AM 79, KABC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bremen. My guest is Les Tremaine. We had Blaine holding on. Yes, Blaine? Yeah, say, uh, I'd like to ask uh, Les uh, one, uh, one or two more questions. Just one will do. Up. One. Yeah, say, do you remember a radio program in the early 30s called Grand Hotel? I sure do. I was the leading man on it for about <laughs> five years. You were? Well, who was your uh, female star? Ann Seymour. Yeah, that's right. I was uh, trying to uh, trying to think of that. Uh-huh. Ann is out here in California. Hello? Yeah. I say Ann Seymour is living out here in California. Oh, she's still living. Uh, oh, yes. Uh-huh. And she's very active in the union. Oh, I remember that early program. I, I forgot the other question, so okay, I'll... Okay, Blaine, uh, thank you very much for the call. Oh, sure. All right, all right, thank you, Blaine. Um... Speaking of uh, the leading lady, Barbara Luddy, mm -hmm. uh, she uh, used to call this program all the time. She Did passed you? away, of course, last year. Uh, yes. Yeah. Barbara's been gone now for, well, I guess it's... Two years? It must be two or three two. years now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was a wonderful gal and a marvelous actress with one of the most unusual sexy voices that ever hit radio. And it was a great loss, really. But she hadn't been working much in the last few years. Uh, one of the last things she did that I know of was uh, The Lady and the Lady and the Tramp, mm. the Disney picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, incidentally, a, a very famous voice out of New York, and I wish he were listening in. We just heard him on this Postal Service promo, Mendy Kramer, who used to play all sorts of gangsters uh, on High Brown's uh, sure. shows, you know. He still does, as a matter of fact. Who was the announcer on uh, First Nighter program that we heard on the opening? Uh, was that Brett Morrison? Well, the announcer usually was uh, a staff man at either NBC, CBS, or whatever. Well, the one we heard. You mean the Mr. First Night? Mr. First the host. The host, yes. Uh, that one was Brett Morrison that we heard. Was that before The Shadow? Uh, about, yes. Yes, it was before The Shadow. Mm -hmm. Several years before. Um, 
Brett was one of them. Marvin Miller was one. Ed Prentice was one. Both famous names in radio. Sure, McDonald Carey, who is now a star in television. Uh-huh. He was one of our Mr. First-Nighters. Francis X. Bushman was one of the, our hosts hmm. in the very early days. He was a very famous leading man in the theater and in pictures in the hmm. early days. All right, if people want to call and talk with Les Tremaine, here are the phone numbers. This is a two-way proposition, talk radio, and you're the most important part. Speak up to the countless thousands who are waiting to hear what's on your mind. Our numbers all end in talk, T-A-L-K. 520 in Los Angeles and the 714 area, talk to us on 750. The San Gabriel Valley talks a lot, so talk to us on 448. And the San Fernando Valley, 990-TALK. Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Your first name? Grace. And I've been listening. It's very interesting and <laughs> quite nice to hear about all the old times in Chicago on the radio. I wondered if... Not only in Chicago, all across the country. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. But I remember uh, so much WGN and listening to uh, Mr. Tremaine at that time. I uh, wondered if he played the part of Sam in a show that was... Um, uh, a bachelor doctor that took in two girl twins. Oh. Bachelor's children. <laughs> bachelor's children, uh, right. No, no I, you, you probably are thinking of Hugh Studebaker. Oh, no, I wonder. It seemed like it was your voice that I could recall, in that, you know, at that time. And your voice, as anyone told you, you sound very much like Ed Reimers. <laughs> Do I really? Yes, you do. Oh, uh-huh. Ed's an old friend. Let me see your hands. Well, he's an old friend. <laughs> he's an old family friend, too. Is that so? Yes. I saw Ed not long ago. Did you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you sound very much like him. Well, uh... He's a good hands man. Mm. There, there was a certain uh, delivery, I guess, that was uh, um, very popular in the early days of radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have it, you know, the men with the rumbling, deep voices well, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> and just keep up your good work. Thank you. Oh, Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Goodbye, Bye-bye. Grace. All right, we'll take another one here in a moment. My guest, Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. It's now. <laughs> Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. Les, while we're uh, waiting for another call, let me uh, ask you about uh, today's television. You've seen it from its infancy. What do you think of television in general and today's television? Well, I don't want to sound like a stereotype, but I do think the quality is, uh, has gone downhill. And I think it's uh, partly because, and I, I, I sound like I'm stumping for myself and my character actor friends, but I think it's partly because they are using so many inexperienced people. We've seen uh, the CBS uh, Mystery Theater and it's stayed on the air. Did that surprise you? No. Um, you mean the radio show? Yeah. No, uh, for a number of reasons, uh, not the least of which is uh, uh, the expertise of High Brown, who produces and directs it. Uh-huh. Uh, he's had a fabulous career in this business. He, uh, he also is uh, deeply involved, or he was a few years ago when I last visited him in New York, uh, deeply involved in radio, in uh, television. Matter of fact, had his own studios in mm-hmm. mid-Manhattan. Um, I think early television, which was live, had um, 
a certain drive, a certain life to it that is lacking in the television today, which is all on film, or 90% of it is on film, right. certainly. A variety show, perhaps not, but if they're not on film, they're on tape. So we go back to the days of Uncle Milty, of Sid Caesar, Imogene mm -hmm. Coca, mm -hmm. Ed Sullivan. They Those, were fantastic they shows. Were. You know, I used to sit in Studio 6B up at Rockefeller Center and watch Uncle Milty do his show yeah. in a converted radio studio, 6, 6B. Cables running down the hall. He'd start at 8 o'clock in the morning. They'd run right through, take a break for lunch, and go right through and do the show at Hard -working 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Nobody can touch Milty. He yeah. knows every, uh, every gag in the book. You know, yeah. from the time he was able to walk, he was watching these fellows if he wasn't on himself. A tremendous performer. Let's take another call. Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Good morning, Ray. This is John. Yes, John. Um... Uh, I'm happy that we can share you with the rest of the country now. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tremaine. Yes, I, sir. I had an uncle that worked in radio in Chicago years ago. Um, I guess maybe that's why I'm so partial to radio. Very good. Listen, would you hold on and we'll be right back. Yes. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. K-A-P-C, Talk Radio. Question, how do you keep up with what's happening? Answer, stay on top of the world every day of the year by picking up one newspaper. The Times, a special kind of newspaper for people who want to know why things happen. And The Times also shows what may happen as a result. Whether it's important local news that can immediately affect your life or national and international affairs that could have later influence on you and your family, The Times makes it all come together so that you understand. And that's the name of the game in 1982, understanding politics, economics, sports, many things. You owe it to yourself to learn about the events that shape your future. The Times can help today and every day with a special kind of journalism. Pick up the Times. Stay on top of the world with the Los Angeles Times, winner of 11 Pulitzer Prizes. There's one organization that's been around helping consumers for the past 70 years. In fact, every year it helps more consumers than any other private or government organization. It can tell you what the complaint history of a business is before you make a purchase. If trouble develops after the purchase, this organization is there to help you resolve it. Its name, the Better Business Bureau. It's a force for the 80s, and all you need to do to use it is call 383-0992. Now, if you'd like to become a paralegal working with lawyers in the field of litigation and trial work, call UCLA Extension about the Attorney Assistant Training Program. The certificate program is taught by a faculty selected from the Los Angeles legal community. When you graduate from the program, placement services will include a job search strategy workshop to help you find employment. For information, call 825-0741. At ERA Real Estate, they've got a plan to help make your next move worry-free. They have the muscle to advance you the down payment for a new home even before your old one sells. And at ERA Real Estate, they'll buy your home if they don't sell it. 
Now, they're part of the only company that can do all of that. ERA Real Estate. Their seller security plan can advance you your equity up to $100,000. So you'll have the cash for a down payment on a new home even before your old one sells. Then with the same plan, ERA Real Estate will buy your home if they don't sell it within 210 days. It's a plan that will help you if you're moving out of town or across the street. Some restrictions and conditions apply, so call to see if your home qualifies. At ERA Real Estate, they're selling houses, and the seller security plan is just one reason why. For your local ERA Real Estate office, check the yellow pages or call toll-free, 800-362-7078. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and my guest, actor Les Tremaine, and we had uh, John holding on. Yes, John? Yes, I was wondering if uh, Mr. Tremaine remembered a Sidney Elstrom. Oh, my goodness, yes. A very fine actor and an old friend. Is, is Sidney still around? No, he died uh, five or six years ago. He was my uncle. And I remember so many of the stories he would tell about uh, working yeah. with all your different people. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I guess that's why I was so tuned into radio all the time. Did he stay in the business? Uh, uh, yes, up until he didn't want to come to Hollywood. Uh-huh. And he worked around Chicago then uh, until he died. I was very fond of Sid. He was, uh, he was an excellent, fine, fine actor. I, I remember him playing the part of a, a little lawyer that had a real pipsqueak voice in Tom Mixio. <laughs> yeah. He was a big husky Swede. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so do, you have, do you have anything else, John? I have to leave you. That's fine. Thank Th you. Thank you for thank the Thank you, John. Right, good morning. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. My guest is Les Tremaine. Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Uh, you were wondering about 15-odd minutes ago whether there's anybody on the East Coast who remembers Mr. Tremaine and the First Nighters program. Yeah. Somebody must remember. Uh, I Very definitely. And I was such a youngster that I do not remember the chronology where he, uh, that he repeated when he was in it, but I do remember his name from other shows. Uh, and, uh, and it struck such a sentimental and, respo uh, and responsive chord within me that honestly, this is literally the first time that I've ever gone to this extent to make such a call. I'm glad you called, Rhoda. Uh, 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 you're, you're on now with Les Tremaine. Go uh, ahead, Rhoda. I, feel, I realize this. I've been waiting about ten minutes. The, the thing is that I, uh, I wanted to thank Mr. Tremaine for all of the, uh, the uh, happy hours he did give me. And, uh, uh, I don't remember what shows, I remember, but I do remember his name. I, 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 the, during the years that I was a faithful listener to the uh, First Nighter program, there was a gentleman, I, if my memory serves me correctly, his name was Olin Soule, and I was wondering whatever happened to him. He's still, he had a, still alive. Oh, the the two uh, uh, leading men are still around. And he had a lady, they, they, were, they worked as a team, I believe. Uh, well, was her name Claudia or something? Or, or Barbara, Barbara Luddy. Barbara Luddy, you mean? No, 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 no. No? No, no I would remember some of that. Uh, well, no, the, the two of them always were together, and the, the, it was like a, almost a constant repertory, though they, though they had a different script each week, which I looked for, uh, forward to, and uh, it was the, uh, believe me, I, I was a tyke, you know, because I, I, we didn't even get radio during, because uh, those were the Depression years, so we didn't even have it uh, when I was old enough to listen, uh, and uh, then 
I, I was in the middle of it, you know, because uh, obviously he said the, the series began when I, just about the time that I was born. Yes. Uh, so, well, anyway... Uh, I'm it, sorry, I, I don't know the name of that show. Uh, maybe somebody listening will well, remember. Well, no, it wasn't the first night of show, but it was at the time that you... That, uh, uh, when Olin Soule was on. That's right, uh -huh. yes. Uh, uh -huh. he, uh, uh, is he still active or is he retired now? No, he, uh, as far as I know, he's still active. He, he does commercials now and then and that sort of thing. Uh, well, uh, if you ever get to speak to him, you can tell him that there are uh, still uh, people around who even remember him. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity to um, get a, uh, a little mushy uh, after all these years. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Rhoda. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. We're going to take a break here, and then we'll be back. My guest, actor Les Tremaine, here on Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Instant information. Refreshing entertainment. Monday through Friday with Ray Breen. Be informed. Get involved. It's a unique learning experience. Why should you pay a bank for a Visa credit card when First Nationwide Savings gives you one? It's true. With a minimum balance in a qualifying account, First Nationwide Savings will give you a Visa credit card with no annual fee. Come in to First Nationwide Savings. See how your interest checking account, your six-month T-bill account, or your tax-free savings account may qualify you for a free Visa credit card. A Visa credit card with no annual fee at First Nationwide Savings. With the first rainbow across the nation. First Nationwide Savings. A federal savings and loan association, formerly Citizen Savings and Loan Association, Visa subject to credit approval. For more than eight years now, the guns have been silent. But when our young men and women came home from Vietnam, there were no bans, no speeches, no welcome home. Even now, over half a million Vietnam veterans are still waiting for someone to care. If you're a Vietnam veteran who's known that special kind of loneliness, we'd like to help. We're the Disabled American Veterans, the DAV, and we've been helping veterans put things back together for more than 50 years. If you still find it tough to keep a job, if you have medical or family problems, or if you'd like to talk to someone who understands, we can help. The DAV is not a government agency. We're all vets ourselves, and we want to help you come all the way home. Call 800-638-2777 for our new DAV brochure that explains our Vietnam outreach program. Our help is free. Call 800-638-2777. Here's an urgent message for all homeowners in the Southern California area. Don't paint your house even if it needs it. That's right, don't paint your house. Instead, get ready to reach for your telephone because you'll want to call right now for a free estimate for texture coating your house by Bradcliff Coating Company. Now, Bradcliff will trench around the base of your house, then sandblast, patch, and repair all major cracks, weatherproof, and seal after which cover shield textured coating is applied. A time-honored product since 1966. 40 beautiful colors you can choose from. Now, you'll receive a 15-year factory warranty against chipping, flaking, or peeling. That's right, 15 years. 
Now, forget about painting again. Take advantage of Bradcliffe's 25% spring discount. That's 25% off. Act now. Call 344-1600. 344-1600. 344-1600. Call area code 213-344-1600. Listen. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. From ABC News, I'm Joe Vaughn. The British have provided one more reminder there still has been no ceasefire in the conflict with Argentina over control of the Falkland Islands. There's been another incident in waters not far from the islands the Argentinians call the Malvinas. ABC's John Donvan reports from London. There was gunfire reported overnight, one of Britain's ships said to be firing on a surface vessel somewhere inside the total exclusion zone close to the Falklands. This comes from the British Defense Ministry here in London, which pointedly avoids saying the surface vessel was an Argentine warship. The spokesman here points out that by Britain's own rules, the British will fire on any ship, military or civilian, seen to be supporting the Argentine military. The ministry says there was a large explosion somewhere close to the ship they were firing on, but the spokesman won't say this means the British hit their target. John Donvan, ABC News, London. The Argentine Military Command, meanwhile, has renewed and expanded its warning to the British. Argentina will fire on any British flagship, they say, sailing toward the Falkland Islands or perceived as a threat to Argentine security. The new threat appears to apply outside the 200-mile military zone around the Falklands declared by both sides in the conflict. I'll have more after this. Am I too late? Oh, Margaret, you missed the whole flower show. Completely? They're crating up the crocuses now. But I have a prize-winning set of begonias here. They are lovely, but you should have been here earlier. I couldn't help it. Why not? I had to wait at home today for my Social Security check. Don't you have direct deposit? What's direct deposit? Oh, honey, that's where your money goes straight into your account so you don't have to wait at home for it. And you don't have to wait to deposit it either. Great. How do I sign up? You just go where you have your checking or savings account and ask for it. And they'll do the rest. Sounds like a great arrangement. You said it. Uh, by the way, who won for best arrangement? Oh, the same old bunch. Oh. Direct deposit. <laughs> You'll never have to wait for your money. A message of this station, the Ad Council, and the U.S. Treasury. Direct deposit. <laughs> Democrats in the House yesterday revealed the details of the budget proposal they intend as a substitute for a Senate version endorsed by President Reagan that's far more restrictive on federal spending. The House Democrats appear confident they can win approval of their version of next year's budget, but President Reagan doesn't plan to give up without a fight. Here's ABC's Ann Compton in Washington. President Reagan's appeals to public opinion on the budget will intensify this week. He is calling into the White House over the next three days, leaders in the banking and corporate worlds. Mr. Reagan had been counting on a bipartisan budget agreement in Congress to stimulate confidence in the money markets and in turn bring a drop in interest rates. But that bipartisan cooperation never materialized. Now President Reagan is finding he'll have to generate that new faith himself. Ann Compton, ABC News, Washington. John Hinckley's defense attorneys will resume their efforts in Washington this morning to convince a jury Hinckley shot and wounded President Reagan and three other men last year only because Hinckley was insane. Here's ABC's Carl Rochelle in Washington. 
Dr. John Hopper, John Hinckley's psychiatrist, will complete his testimony this morning. He testified yesterday under cross-examination that Hinckley did not suffer from psychosis or psychotic behavior, that he had never feared he would commit suicide. The defense will get one more chance to question Hopper, who is their witness at this morning's session. After he is finished, we are told to expect Hinckley's brother and sister to testify, and then we'll see the videotaped testimony of actress Jodie Foster. That could come as early as tomorrow afternoon, depending on how the testimony goes. Carl Rochelle, ABC News, Washington. A cave-in at a copper mine near Superior, Arizona, reportedly has killed one miner and two others are reported trapped deep inside the mine. Officials for Magma Copper Company will only confirm there has been a collapse inside the mine southeast of Phoenix. Rescue workers say it's not known if the other two trapped miners are still alive. Three men who were preparing to paint the inside of a grain elevator in Jetmore, Kansas, when the scaffolding gave way beneath wind, and they fell to their deaths nearly 150 feet below yesterday. Jetmore is about 30 miles north of Dodge City in southwestern Kansas. This is ABC News. The U.S. State Department has issued a statement flatly rejecting charges leveled against two American diplomats expelled yesterday by the Polish military government. The two U.S. Embassy employees, Science Officer John Zarolis and Cultural Affairs Officer Dan Howard, were accused by Polish authorities of conducting operations contrary to diplomatic status, allegedly receiving documents harmful to Polish state interests from a dissident intellectual. The Oster of the two Americans is regarded by U.S. officials as part of a stepped-up campaign against Western news reporters. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Joe Vaughn. Come in, get it! I'm so hungry I can eat screen door off the back porch, Ma. Not too long ago, most Americans lived in small towns and on farms and ranches. There wasn't much to do in those days but work and eat. It was not unusual for a person to consume 4,000 calories a day. But when you spent 10 hours behind a strong-willed mule and a sod-busting plow, you burned up a lot of energy. Our grandparents handed down those farm dishes and rural dietary habits to our parents. Traditional dietary habits can be a serious threat to your health. Because more than likely, you don't exercise like your forefathers. Think about it. Isn't it time to trim your diet to the 1980s lifestyle? This message brought to you by the American Heart Association, who asks you to give the gift of love. Your gift is the gift of love. K-A-B-C, talk radio. We're back again if you've just joined us. This is Talk Radio. My name is Ray Brame, and my guest is Les Tremaine. And if you remember the halcyon days of radio, the name of Les Tremaine should remain. Hey, that rhymes. Hal who? <laughs> <laughs> Hal who? Yeah, good. Howdy. Les uh, goes back uh, almost to the time of Marconi. <laughs> because when when you think of uh, old-time radio or the golden days of radio, you think of Les Tremaine because uh, you were one of the original pioneers uh, on the n- network. I guess so. Um, but uh, you've done a lot of other things since that time. I only mentioned the first night of program because that seems to be your uh, ID. No matter how you try and shake it, people remember you as the first night of program. In a way, it's very fortunate, uh, Ray. Why? Because... Uh, 
everyone should have an ID point in this business, and so few people have, really. That's right. You know, there are lots of excellent actors who go on year after year after year and never have a show of their own, or they aren't closely identified with one, so that they, they have no way to pinpoint themselves for the audience, you know. Well, for those who don't remember, let's go back in time now, and this is the way it sounded those many years ago. Campana's Italian Bomb presents the first night of program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast. Theater Time, Broadway, once again a new play, a story never told before, makes its bow from the stage of the little theater off Times Square. Are we excited? Indeed we are, and with a perfect right to be. Here's the event of events in theater land, an opening night on the Great White Way. What do you say to starting for the theater right now? Here's my cab. Won't you step in? Okay, driver, let's go. Up Broadway, on across 42nd Street, and into the bright light section of New York's gay nightlife district. Just ahead there is the Little Theater on Times Square. Curtain in two minutes. Thank you. We'll go right in. All right, now. We have just a moment or two left to look over the program. I see that tonight's play is entitled The Cowboy Gets His Romance. It's an original play, of course, from the pen of Addison Simmons. Its pure fiction does not refer to real people or to actual events. In the star parts this evening is that popular couple, Les Tremaine and Barbara Luddy. Miss Luddy is cast as Lily, a girl who finds that a man is occasionally fickle, if nothing else. Mr. Tremaine, playing the role of Jim, is a cowboy with determination, mostly a determination to get into trouble. As usual, there's an all-star supporting cast, and now before first curtain, here is Eric Sagerquist with his famous orchestra. lights are out, and here's the play. Hmm. That's, uh, oh, we've got to have the chime there. Memories, what was memory. the chime? What was the chime? Uh, it was just sort of a, a little signature uh, point to uh, the same thing as the curtain going up, uh, you know. Right. It was the Eric very beginning. Sagerquist? Eric Sagerquist, yeah. He was, was he, a marvelous man. Was he a big name, really? Uh, only on that show. Oh. But he was a fine musician, and uh, just I guess budget-wise, you know, he had those, very few... Those but, whining strings, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> but it was patterned after an old pit orchestra, sure. you see. Oh, so. of course, yeah. That thing really brings back memories. I love the way Brett says, 
Are we excited? Indeed, Indeed we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of emotion there. He was so suave and so sophisticated <laughs> with it all, you know. He let's, was a charming man. Let's really go back was. to the phones. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hello? Hello? Yeah, this is Larry. Mr. Yes, Larry? Uh, I think you have a wonderful voice, and why don't we bring this uh, old radio program back? Because uh, with television, do you... Uh, those, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, hmm. but I'm just wondering because each actor in those old programs, they could uh, paint a picture, you know, with their words, and you would hang on each word, and you'd wonder what was going to happen next. And it seems like to me with television, the picture seems to distract us, so we don't seem to get as much out of the programs, I don't think, as we used to with the old radio program. Well, Larry, uh, close your eyes sometime and listen to the way they talk. And well, you really wish radio were back. <laughs> well, that, that was my question. I was wondering uh, if you could make a comparison to the, like the training you had as a radio actor compared to the training as a TV actor. Uh, very nervous as a TV actor. I'm kidding. Uh, but in the, in the early days of television, it, uh, it was a real killer because it, it was a very nerve-wracking thing. It was like a, a first-night performance in the theater. Only you'd had maybe uh, two or three days to rehearse, or a week at the most. And that isn't enough time for an hour show, you know. What I was wondering is, is there any chance of some of those old programs coming back, I mean, getting back to old radio again? Well, I doubt it very much. There are a couple. There's one here called Heartbeat Theater, which has been on for, gosh, over 30 years. That's it's the old C.P. McGregor show. That's right, yeah. Ray. Yeah. And I still enjoy that mystery theater, Tom. And sure. CBS Mystery Theater, yes. And the voices, I mean, that's what stands out. I mean, they can say so much in a few words, you know, and paint so vivid a picture in your imagination, you know. The well, theater you know, of the mind. That's true. Uh, we were playing on your imagination, and you were building the pictures yourself, you see. Most of those voices you hear on uh, the mystery theater are the same voices you heard 40 years That's ago. That's right. In I hear the same character actors yep. and actresses. Yep. I think maybe the thing I used to, people used to think for themselves, and maybe now they just don't think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry, thank you thank very you. much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> My guest is Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Chip in. <laughs> KBC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. And the 2-2 pitch. The ball is drilled down the left field line. It will fall for extra bases. Baylor around third. He'll score. Down to second base goes Carew with a stand-up double. Here's the 1-2 pitch to Garth. And it's a fly ball into right field. Wallach coming in a hurry, and the ball is off the glove. Steve Garvey and Rod Carew, two of baseball's greatest hitters, square off in head-to-head -head competition. Who will get the most base hits during the month of June? Just pick the winner, and you're eligible for a valuable prize. Look for details where you see the Garvey-Carew batting contest poster in your neighborhood. There's nothing to buy, and it's all for the benefit of the Center for the Improvement of Child Caring. You can call 877-0874 for your free entry form. Or write Box 1746, Los Angeles, 90028. Garvey versus Carew. Enter today. You know, 40% of all adult deaths in the United States are caused by heart attacks. Yet there may be ways you can avoid a heart attack through lifestyle, stress management, and diet. 
Prominent Los Angeles cardiologist Dr. Gershon Lesser has prepared a valuable one-hour cassette tape describing simple methods of heart attack prevention. It's called Have a Heart for a very long time. Now, you'll find tips on diet, vitamins, type A behavior, exercise, and even a complete segment on stress reduction and relaxation techniques with music. Now, here's how to get your copy of the special radio price of $8.95. Send a check or money order to The Health Connection, 6200 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1509, Los Angeles 90048. That's a check or money order for $8.95 to The Health Connection, 6200 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1509, LA 90048. Allow three weeks for delivery. Make sure to specify that you're requesting the heart tape. Do it for yourself or someone close to you. Everything's gonna be okay. Boy, Bob, isn't that a great way to start today? Sure is. That's the Ken and Bob Company's theme song. Commonly referred to as... Eggbock, everything's gonna be okay. Check your local paper and find out how you can get your very own Eggbock button. Yeah, these days everybody needs a little Eggbock. KABC Los Angeles. Listen to the radio station that listens to you. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. My guest, Les Tremaine. Les, uh, we've been talking about Strictly Radio, but you've done many other things. Uh, Broadway, well, well, that was Detective Story, right? That was the uh, that was the hit I did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh huh. Then, of course, uh, your your big motion picture, the George Powell production of The War of the Worlds. That's a cult masterpiece. You know that. You know, it it surprised me. A few years ago, we were sitting in a dark theater, watching this thing, and. Several young people, young people, mm -hmm. came up to me from behind. <laughs> now, I'm white now, mm -hmm. and at that time, I wasn't. You know, I had dark hair. Mm -hmm. How they recognized me in the dark, I don't know. But they did, and they came up and wanted autographs and all that stuff, as usual, you know. Now, that Which was, is always uh, a compliment. As much of a cult film, you might say, as uh, the invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. Uh, but really, <laughs> The War of the Worlds, uh, George Powell's great uh, production. Oh, uh, he was he was a marvelous Sensational. Man. I can, Such a perfectionist. I can hear those monsters now. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you were, you were the general. I was general man, yeah, yeah, in charge of the war with the Martians, and I didn't have a death scene. And I went home and filmed one one day, and I... I never had a chance to show it to uh, George Pal. <laughs> we were so busy. But you know, about uh, two, three years ago, we had a repeat premiere of War of the Worlds. Really? It's 25th anniversary, believe it or not. And uh, uh, we went in to see it, and we stayed uh, to see the second picture. Uh -huh. And lo and behold, my wife Joan, who is sitting here, was in the other picture of George Pal's called Worlds Collide. Only she was working her way through school at that time as an extra, uh -huh. and she turned her back to the camera whenever she could because she was in more pictures that way. <laughs> 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 to this day, she says, she's retired, and I'm still trying to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hello. Hello. How, How are you, you doing? doing? Your first name. My first name? Mm-hmm. Tommy. Okay, oh, my God. yeah. Tommy well, Dixon. You got that rug on that program again. My golly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an in somewhere, Tom. How are you? How you doing there, buddy boy? All you right. Know, <laughs> you know, Grace called in a while ago. Grace? That lady, yeah, that lady uh, yeah. a few calls back talking about that, um, uh, wanted to know if you played Sam 
yeah. on that uh, program. Yeah. No, it wasn't you, because no. I'll tell you who that was. That was Olam Soule that played that part. <laughs> in, in which... Uh, which Bachelor's uh, Children. He uh -huh. played the part of Sam Ryder on it. Oh, I didn't and know. Hugh I didn't know about Owen. Hugh Studebaker played Dr. Bob on that show. Yeah, I, I suggested that to Grace, but she she said no, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Hugh. It was somebody else, and I didn't know that Olin had been on the show. Oh yes, Olin was the one that played Sam. Well, and you straighten that out for us, Tommy. Yeah, I thought I might. <laughs> yeah, and by the way. Um, I always remember, of course, the good old days of Betty and Bob when oh you played goodness. Bob. Oh, my. And, uh, uh, Ray, in case you don't know it, remember a program called Joyce Jordan, M.D.? Sure, I do. He played the part of Dawson Blakely on that program. On Beautiful man. I didn't know that. Yeah, Les played the part of Dawson Blakely on that program. What else did I do, Tom? Okay, well, you have 20 you seconds. Uh, yeah, okay. On a program called Stepmother, yeah. you played the part of Kay Fairchild's Old Flame I on did? there. By the name, and the name was David Hausman. Really? Right, David Hausman. Goodness, I, I don't even remember that one. I sure remember it from years <laughs> gone by, me boy. <laughs> the old encyclopedia. But, of course, who could ever forget good old First Nighter? Well, I was listening to a preview of it, and boy, I'll tell you, every Friday night I was glued to that radio when First Nighter would come on. Well, you weren't old enough. As huh? hundreds of millions were. Yes, and boy, I remember it from way back. Even my wife, Helen, remembers it. <laughs> she Sponsored does? By... Well, sure. My goodness. She Tommy... remembers Les Tremaine well. Tommy, thanks for the call. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye, right. Tom. Bye. If you uh, want to talk with us here, here are the phone numbers. It's time for you to speak up. You have thoughts, feelings. Share them with the countless thousands in our talk radio family. The San Fernando Valley usually speaks out, and your number to do so is 990-TALK. All our numbers end in talk, T-A-L-K. In Los Angeles, 520. In the 714 area, 750. And the good thoughts from Long Beach on 639-TALK. And this is sort of a first-nighter program because, um, you know, this is the first time we've had uh, WABC with us uh, in the eastern time zone in New York, so it's uh, nice to have the original Mr. First Nighter with us, Les Tremaine. Thank you, Ray. We'll be back in a moment. If you want to call us, you know the numbers. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. K-A-B-C, Talk Radio, 79, Los Angeles. Tonight on Channel 7, put your eye on the latest fad for men. It's called Macho Leather, but it's not just for tough guys. It just might be one of the smartest wardrobe investments you'll ever make. Find out what it takes to be a Playboy bunny. Then Tawny Little talks with some of L.A.'s most eligible bachelors. Plus tips on shaping up to slip back into those summer bikinis as our four-part diet series continues. All when you put your eye on L.A. tonight at 7.30, only on Channel 7. 
Pia Sedora. She's been called the new sex goddess of the 80s. She seems to be everywhere. In movies, commercials, TV talk shows, newspaper ads, t-shirts, billboards, posters, magazine covers. She even won the Golden Globe Award. But her critics say her millionaire husband has bought it all. Take a look for yourself when Eyewitness News presents Pia, the making of a sex symbol. Plus a glimpse of the glitter and glamour of Las Vegas as you've never seen it before. Tonight at 11, only on Channel 7's Eyewitness News. You've been hearing an awful lot lately about Ford Motor Company's rebates. Well, right now, Montebello Lincoln Mercury is offering not just rebates, but discounts on top of rebates. Every new Lincoln Mercury in Montebello stock is on sale, including Capris, Cougars, Lynx, Zephyrs, LN7s, Continentals, and the Mark VI, with cash rebates from Lincoln Mercury of $440 to $1,240. But Montebello is taking it one step further with a special bonus offer. Right now, you can buy a new LN7 from stock and get $620 from Ford. And on top of that, Montebello Lincoln Mercury will add a $1,000 discount. But that's not all either. Ford provides 24 months or 24,000 miles of free car care, while Montebello Lincoln Mercury will add to that a 5-year or 50,000-mile Ford extended service policy for $1. Take advantage right now of this opportunity at Montebello Lincoln Mercury on the Pomona Freeway at Garfield. They sell cars built in America, so spread the word about Montebello Lincoln Mercury. People often see things differently, even when they're looking at the same scene. For instance, eyewitnesses at this accident will swear they saw totally different things happen. And where a casual hiker will see only trees, his experienced companion can spot the eagle nesting in the branches. We see things differently because of who we are and what our experiences have been. And we see things differently because of vision problems. If you're nearsighted, the beautiful landscape I see may be a blur to you. And if you have undiagnosed glaucoma, your vision itself may be in danger. Vision problems can happen any time in life because your eyes are constantly changing. Regular optometric examinations can uncover these problems and indicate corrective treatment. Have your eyes professionally examined soon. Plan today to see tomorrow. A public service message from the American Optometric Association. Take part. KBC Los Angeles Talk Radio 79. Actor Les Tremaine is with us. I'm Ray Breen. This is Talk Radio, and let's take another call. Good morning. This is Ray Breen. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Good uh, morning. This is Lou. Yes, Good morning, Lou. Hi. Uh, Les Tremaine, we go back many years to listening to you back, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I guess it was the late 30s and early 40s. Sure. I'm looking at a thing called TuneIn. Do you remember the magazine TuneIn? Yes, I do. Uh, in those days, you could buy this wonderful magazine for a dollar and fifty cents. Twelve issues, Ray. Twelve issues for a buck fifty? Isn't that something? <laughs> and it was a clean magazine. What, am I right, uh, Les? Yes, it was. It gave very interesting facts and yeah. in-depth, uh, lots of pictures, lots of good stories about everyone in the business. Uh, speaking of that, Jay Johnson, he ran around doing many shows, did he not? Sergeant yes. Preston? Yes. Um, did you ever work with him on any particular show? Uh, no, I never did. No. Uh, another uh, person I was curious about, you mentioned Chicago, Muriel Landers. Oh, yes, I remember her. Uh, she came to uh, California and helped uh, establish uh, 
uh, a lot of radio and television people in college in the San Francisco area. Is that so? Yes. Uh, she was quite good in telling about all the, the exciting days of soap yeah. opera in Chicago. Well, there were a lot of them, believe me. A lot of exciting days. One, uh, one thought that comes up, and that is uh, uh, the fact that uh, there were writers and producers and directors who were uh, all wearing the same hat. I'm thinking of Norwin uh, Corwin. Mm -hmm. uh, who was your director, writer, and producer there on First Nighter? Well, uh, uh, we were on the freelance market for our writers. Uh, we had a few who repeated now and then, like Addison Simmons and uh, Virginia Safford Lynn. Uh, uh, names who were pretty well known in the radio field. Uh, our producer was Tom Wallace, who was one of the execs of Aubrey Moore and Wallace, an advertising agency, and our director for many, many years, who was married to Betty Lou Gerson, a famous actress from Chicago and now out here. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Joe... Oh, my goodness. Joe Ainley. I'm sorry, I had to go back so far I couldn't remember it for the moment. Big, tall, red-headed man, a marvelous director, and a fine fellow. He's now gone. You mentioned uh, on a particular show, Bachelor's Children, the fact that uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Bob was played by Hugh Studebaker. Yes. Uh, in one of the tune-ins here, I'm looking at it, it has the entire cast running across the board. And one of the most striking women, I don't know if you played opposite her on anything, uh, a lady by the name of uh, Ogla, 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 Olga Raznova, who played, um, I believe, Tesh, or is it Pesh? One of the one of the key characters. Does that ring a bell at all? It, it, it doesn't, like apparently. And, Lou, I have to leave no, you. No, it doesn't. Okay. Sorry. But thanks for the call. Sure enough. Thank, Thank you, Lou. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brains. Immediate. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. Nashtova? All right. Uh, I don't know about Nashtova. <laughs> no. It doesn't ring any bells. Any Russian bells, either. <laughs> Let's take another call. Good morning. This is Ray Brame. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hello. This is... My name's Gassine. Gassine? Gassine. Yes, Gassine. I, I see where you're calling from uh, Little Silver. I'm going to have to call that place sometime. Oh, it's a lovely town. That's near Long Branch, New Jersey, isn't yes, it? Yes, indeed. Fort mm -hmm. Mammoth, too. Uh, I wanted to ask Mr. Debo, uh, Mr. Tremaine. Yes, Gassine. He remembered Conrad Tebow, who sang so beautifully back in that same era. Yes. Oh, I just love to hear him sing. Oh, he was a famous star, yes, with a beautiful voice. Is he still living? I really don't know. I saw him the last time in the Ocean Grove Auditorium, and I questioned, and someone told me that we never heard him anymore because his contract had a long run. They wouldn't release him, and he couldn't sing in public. Really? And I wondered if it were true, and... and if so, how terribly they robbed all of the people who hadn't enjoyed it. Gee, I don't know, but uh, maybe he knows, and we've got to go now. Thanks for the call, Jacine. Okay, thank all right. you. All right, bye. We'll be right back. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain.
And now from the KBC newsroom, these top headlines of the hour. There's no official comment yet from Argentina on the latest clash reported in the war zone around the Falkland Islands. Britain's defense ministry says one of its warships fired on an unidentified surface vessel and reported a large explosion. Falkland Islands peace talks continue today at the United Nations. The British ambassador says he expects to know within the next 24 to 48 hours whether there will be peace or war. President Reagan is going to do some personal lobbying to try to build support for the budget proposal recently uh, approved by the Senate Budget Committee. Reagan has invited about 100 business, labor, and financial leaders to the White House over the next three days to try to win their support. And the defense will conclude its final arguments today in the tax evasion trial of the Reverend Sun Yung Moon. Turning to the weather, cloudy with a slight chance of sprinkles today, the high near 88. That's the news and headlines till 1.30. Hello, I'm Dick Cavett. An estimated 100,000 Americans have Tourette syndrome. Tourette syndrome is a physical disorder, but it's often mistaken for a psychological illness. It can be treated, but it must be correctly diagnosed. Tourette syndrome always starts in childhood between the ages of 2 and 15, and it is lifelong. First symptoms include involuntary movements, fast eye blinking, head or shoulder jerking, also uncontrollable noises, grunting, throat clearing, barking. If you suspect that any member of your family or a friend has Tourette syndrome, write to this address. I'll give it twice. Tourette, T-O-U-R-E-T-T-E, Box 1980, Bayside, New York, 11361. That's Tourette, T-O-U-R-E-T-T-E, Box 1980, Bayside, New York, 11361. Remember, correct diagnosis is the first and most important step to treating Tourette. Every Woman's Village offers an amazing array of courses to improve your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. All instructors are experts at acting, business, and careers, car and motorcycle repairs, cooking, exercise, and dance, fine arts and crafts, languages, photography, psychology, sports, writing, and a lot more. For a listing of all classes, call Every Woman's Village, 787-5100 or 873-4406. Would you like to care for a disabled child for a day? A weekend or just a few hours? This would enable the families of these children to be away for short periods of time. But these are children with developmental disabilities such as mental retardation, epilepsy, cerebral palsy, or autism. If you'd like to become a paid in-home aide, call Children's Home Society. Area code 714-542-1147. Bilingual people need it. That number again, area code 714-542-1147. People often see things differently. Eyewitnesses at this accident will swear they saw different things happen. And sometimes people see things differently because of vision problems. Your eyes are constantly changing. Regular optometric examinations can uncover any vision problems and indicate corrective treatment. Have your eyes examined soon. Plan today to see tomorrow. A message from the American Optometric Association. KBC Los Angeles Talk Radio 79. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream and my guest, Les Tremaine. And let's get back on the phones. Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. 
Yes, good evening. This is DX calling from Honolulu. How's everything in Honolulu? DX. Uh, fine. Uh, the station that you're on here, KGU, will celebrate 60 years tomorrow. That's right. And uh, one of their activities will, will be a parody of Amos and Andy. Really? Mm-hmm. They're going to recreate it, huh? Uh, they'll try to. I see. Bawa! Yeah, all right. So, uh, <laughs> did you want to talk uh, to I Les Tremaine? I just want to know if Mr. Tremaine yes. uh, uh, recognizes these names. Uh, Ken Carpenter. Oh, sure. Herb Marshall. Who? Marilyn Maxwell. Herbert Marshall. Pete Benadaret. Riders of the Purple Sage. A lot of these. Of the pioneers. A lot of these people will be at a luncheon that we're both going to be at uh, come Friday. That's right. Uh, at the but, uh, Pacific Pioneer Broadcasting. Harry Von Zell. Yes. Harry died just recently. You know, speaking, uh, that's right, it was yeah. sad, and also Don Wilson, yeah, who Mr. just Holmes passed away. Federal. But uh, do you know that um, uh, the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters Luncheon this Friday is honoring another great drama theater show that um, I, I guess the two biggest uh, weekly live drama theater shows were uh, Lux Radio Theater and the Little Theater off Times Square, coming from Chicago. That's the first right. Snyder program. Yeah, we vied for number one spot for years. They That's were right. first or we were first. Yeah. And so, uh, well, they, actually, they, this is the first time I ever heard of the first Snyder program. I've heard of the other uh, shows probably because uh, they get uh, syndicated to uh, stations for uh, rebroadcast, like uh, Fred Allen Show, Suspense, yeah. and uh, The Shadow. You know, those, those are, well... Well-known shows that get the opening. The opening that you heard was Brett Morris and Mr. First Nighter, and of course he was the voice of the Shadow for all those years. You see, those shows were recorded, and the First Nighter was not, which is why you don't hear many of those, unless uh, uh, okay. unless. But about these live shows, like uh, when you're doing a comedy show, like uh, like uh, Jack Benny show, yeah. uh, how do you get the audience uh, to be convinced uh, for about these uh, sound effects? and these transitions between uh, place to place. Well, the sound effects man was the most important man on the whole show. <laughs> he right? was the star of every show. That's right. There. Uh, there, there are a couple of things we want to get into here in a minute. So, uh, yeah, anything else, uh, DX? Uh, just that, that uh, there's also another organization called the Old Radio Program Collectors Club down in uh, San Diego, P.O. Box 26762, mm. that maybe you'd like to give out a try. Okay, do you, how's how's the weather on the beach at Waikiki? We better get a weather report. Uh, it's uh, cool, but uh, cool. Warm in the what is your idea of being cool? Uh, if it's below seventy, then you better get out your blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good to talk Good to you. Bye bye. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, let's go over uh, some of the classic goofs. Uh, and one of them has to do with the sound effects man. And uh, the last time we were here, you talked about one where you had to vamp for the sound effects man. You were going to uh, kill the guy with a gun. Oh, well, there were so many of those things, Ray. There was one uh, where the sound effects man <laughs> went to sleep for a moment on a First Nighter show, as a matter really? of fact. Really? And this dear friend of mine, Forrest Lewis, who was a, a very excellent actor, he's now gone, too. Boy, it's... Quite a roster now. Anyway, uh, Fari was playing the part of the the butler, and he was talking to this picture on the wall. <laughs> and I was in love with the picture, and the picture was talking to the butler. You know? And when it spoke to him, 
It scared him to death, and he started for the door, and the sound effects man was asleep and didn't open the door. And he says, well, where's the door? Never mind, I'll make one. <laughs> and about that time, he went through the door, which there was no crash or anything, you know. Well, it didn't, didn't uh, you reach over and uh, take the strawberry box and crunch it? Uh, oh, yeah, we, we all did things of that sort. As a matter of fact, in the very early days, in 31, 2, and 3, 4, uh, we did our own sound effects. Really? Sure. You did the whole thing. Huh? Uh, I did one show at WLS in Chicago, the Prairie Farmer Station, which a lot of people back in the Middle West will remember, um, or still listen to, for sure, that matter. Sure, sure. Uh, the Barn Dance was their most famous program. Mm -hmm. I did a show there, an hour show, every day of the week, uh, five days a week, and uh, in it was a 20-minute news segment a lot of the March of Time, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. And we had to be up on all those current voices in the news. Mm -hmm. I was uh, President Roosevelt at that time for the Midwest. Mm -hmm. There was another man out mm -hmm. here, and mm -hmm. Bill Adams used mm -hmm. to do it in New York. And uh, we convinced so many people that we were the president that they finally put a ban on us and wouldn't let us do it anymore. Is that right? But we did our own sound effects on these shows. The yeah. door opens and all that sort of thing, you know. And you always uh, had to vamp when the gun didn't go off. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, right. stab we'll stab him. stab <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. My guest, Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Talk Radio 79, KABC Los Angeles, informative. My name is Cheryl. I'm 14, and I've been in a lot of trouble. First it was school, you know, grades, and Mom kept after me. And we were always arguing. I ran away. Then I tried to kill myself. Sort of, but that's only half of it. She didn't even suspect I was drinking and smoking, grass, dust, you name it. Mom just about gave up until she heard about the adolescent care unit program at a hospital here in town. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, I kicked and screamed, but once I got there, I changed my attitude. You know, the way I look at things. It's different than before. I'm back in school now and home again, too. I still don't always see eye to eye with my mom, but thanks to the Adolescent Care Unit program, we can live together now. Not like enemies, like people. To contact an Adolescent Care Unit program in the Los Angeles area, Call toll-free 800-422-4143. Being a single mother with a son to raise can be a wonderful experience. It can also be a very difficult one since it's impossible to both be mother and father. Every young boy needs a man that he can look up to and identify with. A big brother can help. He becomes a friend to a boy who needs one. Help a boy become a man. Call 258-3333 or dial brother, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. -E Are you unemployed? For those listeners that live in West Los Angeles, Venice, Palms, Mar Vista, or Westchester, the West Area Opportunity Center is offering free job training. Now here's an opportunity to earn money while you train. For an additional piece of information, call 477-8272, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. That number is 477-8272. Is 
Matt Albert going to be on the Michael Jackson program? You bet he is. In the persona of world-famous comedian, television, and film star Bill Cosby. That's right, Thursday at 12.15 on the Michael Jackson program. You can talk to Bill Cosby or Fat Albert, whichever one you prefer, right here on Talk Radio AM 79, KABC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and uh, with me is actor Les Tremaine. In those great old days of uh, radio, Les, uh, there were a lot of goose, uh, not only the sound effects man, but <laughs> the announcers every once in a while. Besides getting their tongue all mixed up and all the bloopers, yeah. uh, there were problems with what network you were on or what station you were on. You know, in the old days, for anybody who uh, is uh, over 50, you remember there was a thing called the the NBC Blue Network and the NBC Red Network. That's right. And then, of course, it was an antitrust thing, and they had to break them up. But there was the old Blue and the Red Network. And a classic story. I don't know um, who, who did it. Maybe you do. I don't know. But one of the announcers had forgotten which network he was on, <laughs> whether it was the Blue or the Net, and he's, or the Red. And he was ready to sign off, and he just didn't know what network he was on. So he said, uh, this is either the... NBC Blue or Red Network? <laughs> <laughs> this this happened quite a bit, really. really? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, both of the stations on on the NBC network uh, emanated from the same studio. You, you know. Yeah, you were telling me about a case in Chicago there. Yeah, uh, I forget who it was, Vinnie Pelletier or Charlie Lyon, somebody uh, of that <laughs> stature. And they punched up in the studio to give the station break, and they said, this is WMA... No, this, this is W-E-N-R... No, by golly, this is W-M-A-Q, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Took funny a while things. to figure it out. <laughs> funny things. Yeah. Let's take another call. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. This is Shirley. Hello, Shirley. Uh, I think the first time I ever talked to you, uh, listened to you was on uh, a soap called Woman of My House. Oh, yes. My goodness, you're a youngster. And uh, I really fell in love with your voice. Well, thank you very much, ma'am. And when I first, uh, when uh, the early TVs came out in the uh, early 50s, uh, I believe you were on it. I couldn't wait to see what you looked like, to see whether you matched up with your voice or not. And I didn't, did I? Oh, you looked, looked marvelous. I did? I love that little mustache. Of you. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> what, what was the uh, television show? Do you remember? No, it's been a long time. Yeah. I have a couple of questions. Uh, what was the first program you were ever on and any radio, and uh, uh, do you ever hear from uh, the uh, radio uh, stars that you were with, like uh, Mary Jane Higley or Miss Ludy or some well, of the others? I know quite a few of them left, but I uh, just wondered if you were kept in touch with any of them. Well, uh, yes, we. <coughs> excuse me. We have this marvelous organization made up of. Uh, people who uh, have spent their lives, for the most part, in broadcasting called the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters. And as Ray said a little while ago, we're, we're having uh, one of our big award luncheons, the last one of this season, on this coming Friday. And it's honoring the Lux Radio Theater. That's I, right. Is that going to be broadcast, or is no, it no, we no, can no. hear about no, it? No, no, no. No, it's it's strictly a, a private organization, and uh, it's a sort of a social fraternal organization, and we honor the people in our profession with an award. 
either a golden Ike or a golden Mike, as we call them. But, uh, yes, you try to keep in touch with the people. Mary Jane Higby, of course, is in New York. She's an old friend, and I worked with her a great deal back there. But uh, we don't keep in touch. She's a married lady, and I'm a married man, and uh, she's there, and I'm here, and that sort of thing, you know. <laughs> you're, you're calling from Virginia Beach. Uh, where is that? That's uh, next door to Norfolk, Virginia. Ah, yes. Uh -huh. We're right on the ocean. It's, uh, it's a summer um, where we had to really have a lot of tours. I'll bet. About this time of the year, it's going to start picking up, right? Now, we're between uh, um, New York and mm -hmm. Miami, and so we're getting most of the crowd. How's your weather? It's, it's nice. Well, it's kind of cool outside now, but it's supposed to get up to 75 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're hearing us on uh, WNIS, then? Right, it's new. Uh huh. They just put you on this week. Oh, that's great. Well, but, listen, Shirley, thank you for the call. Well, I'm glad I've ever talked to you because you're the first one I've ever talked that was uh, from the radio. How about thank that? you. Thank great. you. Bye bye. All right, this is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. My guest, Les Tremaine. <coughs> Meaningful. KABC Los Angeles Talk Radio 79. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hello, this is Steve. Yes, Steve. I was wondering if you could tell me if there was any uh, radio theaters that were aired in this area, you know, nowadays. You're talking about Colorado Springs? Right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, what's going on there in uh, the Denver area. Well, they, they had one on the, on the station that, that uh, you're coming over now, but mm -hmm. uh, they changed networks and, and it took it off the Mystery Theater. Oh, yes, that was on the CBS net. It was the uh, CBS Mystery Theater. Right. How, how, how recent are those shows? Do you, do you know? Oh, they're, they're brand new. Are they really? Oh, yes, they're doing them right now. How come that's not as popular these days as it was back in the, what, 50s, 40s? Well, uh, simply because uh, radio drama is a thing of the past for the most part. People are not any longer educated to listening to radio, and we're trying to get them back to that. Uh, most of it now is television, as you know. Uh huh. I think uh, radio theater is, is really an art, you know. Oh, it is indeed. I think it's beautiful. That's nice to hear. Really enjoying your, your show. Thank you for the call. Thank you. All right, bye. If you do want to call this program, here are the numbers to call. Ideas, thoughts, your thoughts. Share them now on talk radio. That's what we're all about. In Los Angeles, you can reach out and verbally touch countless of thousands by dialing 520-TALK. All our numbers end in TALK, T-A-L-K. In the San Fernando Valley, your TALK number begins with 990. In the 714 area, your 750-TALK. Uh, the lady wanted to know uh, your first show, and uh, you never got around to saying it. I know. We got so busy with other things, right. Ray. It was a, a, a half-hour show called The Night Court. It was a comedy half-hour on WCFL, the labor station in Chicago, and I was paid the munificent sum of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did in that fact, for about a year. I get the feeling that uh, you were one of the organizers of AFTRA at that time, AFRA, the American Federation of Radio and Television Artists, or Television and Radio Artists now, yeah. uh, because of the fact that uh, here you're, you're putting a lot of work in all these actors and announcers, and they weren't getting paid anything. That's right. That's right. Um, and some producers, who shall be nameless, mm -hmm. were putting most of it in their hat, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, 
became very rich men, and, and a the lot performers of performers were getting nothing. A lot of people wanted to get on radio, and they would work for nothing. That's any time, any anytime, anywhere. The very first audition I ever did was in Chicago, and there was a line of people four abreast all the way around the block to get into the Aragon Ballroom. Mm -hmm. And this was in late 1930s. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, in the year 1930. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of these people were from vaudeville or early stock or something of that kind and were starving to death and trying to get into radio, you know. And very few of them made it. My guest uh, is Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. KATC 79. Hello, this is your friend Norma with advice to the money loan from First Federal Savings. I'm answering a letter that says, Dear Norma, I'm the superintendent of a private school and we have a big math problem. How can we automate our monthly billing for tuition without investing in a computer system? Signed, Looking for New Angles. Dear Looking, you don't have a computer problem, you have a cash flow management problem. And First Federal Savings has a solution. It's for anyone who does regular monthly billing, such as apartment owners, condo associations, schools, or maintenance services. For a nominal fee, our cash flow management system completely automates your billing and reports, pays you immediate daily interest on all money received, and puts our respected financial reputation behind all your collections. Cash flow management from First Federal Savings. It's an A-plus answer to your monthly billing problems. For details, call Mike Llewellyn at 451-4711, First Federal Savings of Santa Monica. For a change of pace in dining, bring your friends and family to Hong Chang's Szechuan Restaurant and experience an indescribably delicious Szechuan feast. Szechuan Restaurant offers an incomparable extensive menu featuring over 160 mouth-watering entrees, ranging from traditional hot and spicy dishes like their famous mushi pork to duckling, seafood, poultry, and Szechuan's popular sizzling beef and scallops prepared right at your table side, all at affordable family prices. Szechuan's chef has over 20 years' experience, and the proof is in each delectable entree. No matter what you order, you'll want more, so you'll keep coming back to Szechuan's again and again. Come and enjoy an unforgettable dining experience. Szechuan Restaurant, for intimate dining to family-style dining. Szechuan's is a definite place to go. The Szechuan Restaurant, located at South Valley View Road in Rosecrans in La Mirada. Take the Santa Ana Freeway and exit off Rosecrans. Open seven days a week from 11.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Here's an urgent message for all homeowners in the Southern California area. Don't paint your house even if it needs it. That's right, don't paint your house. Instead, get ready to reach for your telephone because you'll want to call right now for a free estimate for texture coating your house by Bradcliff Coating Company. Now, Bradcliff will trench around the base of your house, then sandblast, patch, and repair all major cracks, weatherproof, and seal after which cover shield textured coating is applied. A time-honored product since 1966. 40 beautiful colors you can choose from. Now, you'll receive a 15-year factory warranty against chipping, flaking, or peeling. That's right, 15 years. Now, forget about painting again. Take advantage of Bradcliffe's 25% spring discount. That's 25% off. Act now. Call 344-1600. 344-1600. 344-1600. Call area code 213-344-1600.
Action. Talk Radio 79, KBC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and uh, my guest is radio, TV, and motion picture actor Les Tremaine. Uh, I get the feeling, Les, that uh, radio is still very much uh, in your heart. Oh, I think it's the greatest thing that ever happened to actors, or to writers, or to performers of any kind. Why? Um, because of the thing that people have been talking about primarily, um, you play to the imagination, a thing that is no longer developed. And it has to be in the voice, or that's it. Yes, and it didn't have to be a beautiful voice. No. There, there were, oh, you know, all kinds of but you voices had, in the business. You had to have that feeling. You had to really put your all in the part. You had to be able because to... Because that's all you're dealing with is sound. Yeah, paint a picture. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, it was a great medium for people who were not physically attractive oh. in one way or another. If they had a voice, if they were actors, if they were good actors, it didn't matter what they looked like. And this helped a great many of my friends. Let's take another call. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hey, Ray, this yes. is Bud. Hello, Bud. How are you? Fine. I could further identify myself by saying I hosted your radio show last summer. Oh, this is Bud Haley. Hi. How are you, Bud? Okay, listen, I want to say hello to Les, too. Howdy, Ray. Bud Haley. <laughs> Les, uh, yes. I got three names for you. All right. The three guys who were the great inspiration for my entering the business 28 years ago. Uh-huh. John Nesbitt. Oh, yes. Mason Adams. Uh-huh. And Les Tremaine. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's no kidding. In that order? Uh, <laughs> well, no, I wanted to put him last. I didn't want to set him up, set him up that high. It's too early. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I did have the pleasure of meeting you. You probably forget, uh, Bill Lally was producing some Armed Forces radio shows. No, uh, Bill well, yes. Yeah, about 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I lucked into the job as announcer on it, and I got to meet uh, you and Hans Conried, uh, Ann Seymour. My God. Let me see, uh, Lorene Tuttle. Gee, quite a cast. Uh, Bill Conrad, Shep Macon, and... Uh, well, because it was like 17 shows last, uh-huh. if I remember right. Uh-huh. And anyway, it was one You of really the... did luck out, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there was, a, there was a bunch on there. It was, uh, it was so much fun. Yes. You know, during the, uh, the periods between the, the two or three readings, yeah. uh, all you guys and gals would be reminiscing about the old days. Oh, we never shut up. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was one of the high points of my so-called career. Oh, nice. And I wanted to say hello. Oh, and also to remind you, because you were, you were talking a while ago about uh, Lowell Thomas's big goof-up. Yes. It was, <clears throat> I have to be careful with this or I'll mess it up like he did. <laughs> the, the three words, it was a story about a fatal heart attack victim. Oh, yes. And if you remember right, he spoonerized a couple of those words. He certainly did. And when he realized what he had done, <laughs> the breakup was classic. <laughs> And it one, never did stop. And one of my all-time favorites was the uh, the actor who was portraying a doctor. I forget the program. Was performing a very serious operation. Hurry, and, bud. We have about ten seconds. And he asked his nurse for the hypodemic nurdle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Got to go. We'll Love be you, back. Bud. We'll be back with Les Tremaine. <laughs> Fascinating conversation every Monday through Friday with Ray Bree. Get involved. Participate in a learning experience here on Talk Radio. This is Don Galloway. One of the great things about Americans is our generosity. 
We give more time and more money to others than any nation on earth. Call it philanthropy or volunteerism, Americans have heart, no doubt about it. And the American Heart Association is built on volunteers. We lose more Americans every year to heart attack and stroke than anything else. That's right. More people die of heart attack and stroke than of cancer or accidents. All other causes combined. The American Heart Association is second only to the federal government in funding research to discover the causes of heart and blood vessel diseases. Heart Association funds are raised largely by volunteers, our major resource. But every year, more must be done. We need more volunteers, responsible, concerned individuals. It's time to meet the challenge. Call your local Heart Association to find out what you can do. The American Heart Association is fighting for your life. It's the first rainbow across the nation. First nationwide savings. Why should you pay a bank for a Visa credit card when First Nationwide Savings gives you one? It's true. With a minimum balance in a qualifying account, First Nationwide Savings will give you a Visa credit card with no annual fee. Come in to First Nationwide Savings. See how your interest checking account, your six-month T-bill account, or your tax-free savings account may qualify you for a free Visa credit card. A Visa credit card with no annual fee at First Nationwide Savings. With the first rainbow across the nation, First Nationwide Savings. A federal savings and loan association, formerly Citizen Savings and Loan Association, visa subject to credit approval. This system, just when you thought you had it beat by buying a small compact car, they tell you your chances of dying in a fiery crash are twice as great as in a big one. Now what? Well, look, you can beat them at their own game. Install a fire stop device. Now, it's a simple cutoff switch that automatically shuts down your car's electrical system in a crash, just like a master switch in an airplane. So even if a collision does occur, your car is not an instant death machine. Otherwise, your chances of dying in a fiery crash are one in four. Not great odds. As a Californian, you spend one-fourth of your active time in your car. So why not make it as safe as you can, whether it's the tiniest fuel saver or one of those big gas-guzzling machines? You can with a Firestop device, so call the Firestop factory in Gardena at 327-8080 to find the Firestop dealer nearest you. That's 327-8080. Firestop is also an auto theft device. Call the Firestop dealer nearest you today. Speak up. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. From ABC News, I'm Joe Vaughn. The British say it probably will be hours before any details are available from the South Atlantic Task Force about an incident reported early this morning. The task force says it fired on a surface vessel in the military zone around the Falkland Islands, and there was an explosion near the target. Beyond that, they won't even confirm if it was an Argentine ship. That incident and an expanded warning by the Argentine military command that they'll attack British shipping outside the war zone appears to increase pressure for an accelerated effort to negotiate a peace settlement at the UN. They talked in New York until late last night. Here's ABC's Jack Smith. We've covered a lot more ground, said British negotiator Sir Anthony Parsons at the end of the day. He added that the talks are now getting deeper and deeper into the various problems, but more time is needed, he said. The talks will continue on Tuesday. Has there then been progress? 
UN Secretary General Perez de Cuellar, who's mediating between the two sides, said, quote, not today, because we need a lot more clarifications. Whatever was in the Argentine reply Monday, and many observers believe it was a retreat from their claims on sovereignty, it appears to have raised yet more questions. Jack Smith, ABC News, the United Nations. I'll have more after this. And uh, this mattress is called the what? The King Coil Posture Bond. You can't buy any better in our store. Well, it's very comfortable. Oh, yes, and you'll get firmness and durability year after year. Oh, gee, I wish my husband were here to try it out with Ooh, me. That's the best way. Oh, mm -hmm. see, that man over there, he's about the same size and weight oh, as okay. my husband. Excuse me, sir? Yes? Uh, could you lie down on this King Coil Posture Bond mattress for a moment? Well, I'm just waiting for my wife Oh, it'll here. just take a sec. She's buying a throw pillow for our breezeway. There you go. Now, let me get on the other side. Ooh, this Posture Bond is very comfortable. It's the unique construction of the King Coil Posture Bond. Uh, see, could you throw your arm over me? That's what Walter does. Like this? Exactly. Now, could you put your foot in the small of my back? Okay. And the pillow over your head. All right. No matter how you scrunch up, this King Coil Posture Bond is still firm and comfortable. Yeah, golly. You know what Shirley and I do? We sometimes... George! Hi, Shirley. I was just lying in bed here telling this lady how we... How we what? See, this is a King Coil. Oh, really? needed my foot... Oh, listen, mister, you're going to need a lot more than a foot. No, I was... Try a King Coil Bond. Its unique bonded construction assures comfort and durability year after year. Rescue workers still are digging through the rubble of a mine collapse in a copper mine near Superior, Arizona, southeast of Phoenix, trying to reach two miners trapped more than 3,400 feet below the surface. One body has been recovered from the Magma Copper Company mine, but officials say they don't know the conditions of the other two trapped miners. The Democrats in Congress now have their own budget alternative with which to counter pressure from the White House for a package voted through by the Republican-controlled Senate Budget Committee last week. In Washington, ABC's Charles Gibson says the Democratic package emerged yesterday from the House Budget Committee. The Democratic budget being put forth by the Budget Committee Chairman Jim Jones really has four major differences from the Republican budget. First of all, they'd cut defense more. Second of all, they raise more revenues through new taxes. There is more money put into discretionary programs, and there is no change in Social Security. The Republicans contemplate $40 billion over three years in savings in the Social Security area. Politically, Democrats think that's murder to approach, so they've left Social Security out of their budget entirely. That's ABC's Charles Gibson in Washington. Sirhan Sirhan came to his own defense yesterday in the final moments of a hearing at uh, Soledad Prison in California where a special hearing board is considering an effort to block planned parole for the convicted assassin of Robert Kennedy. Sirhan called on the memory of his victim in appealing for his release. I sincerely believe that if Robert Kennedy were alive today, he would not countenance singling me out for this kind of treatment. I think that he would be amongst the first to say that however horrible a deed I committed 14 years ago, that should not be the cause for denying me equal treatment under the laws of this country. Sirhan assured the members of the hearing board he often has felt remorse for his crime. It's now up to the panel to decide if they'll carry through with Sirhan's release, scheduled in 1984, set another date for a new hearing, or just withdraw the release order. This is ABC News. It seems as if Dear Abby also has some old letters from readers she liked so much she wanted to reuse them. The Cherokee Daily Times in Cherokee, Iowa, yesterday published a copyright story in which Abigail Van Buren admitted she's been recycling some old letters of hers without labeling them as repeats. 
Her Universal Press Syndicate has issued a statement through which Abigail Van Guren promises to label any reused letters clearly as such in the future. It was just a week ago that her twin sister, Ann Landers, acknowledged that she had been recycling some of her 15-year-old letters. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Joe Vaughn. What they're saying is the Los Angeles Zoo is a fun place to go. Where you can learn something. And it doesn't cost much to get in. The Los Angeles Zoo is open every day from 10 to 5. And as a matter of interest, has the only pair of monkey-eating eagles in the United States. The second largest colony of marmosets in the world... The world's largest collection of bongos, you should see them play, and is divided into the five continents of the world. Oh, yes, they'd enjoy some company at the zoo and would like for you to drop by. In other words, visit the zoo. The Los Angeles Zoo. In Griffith Park. It's a zoo out there. Back to talk radio, and uh, this is Ray Bream. My guest is Les Tremaine. We didn't do the uh, little theater on Times Square opening. However, we'll save it for the closing. We have a very, we have a closing lined up that is uh, going to be the closing of closings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put any show off the air. That's right. <laughs> you you know how the opening of uh, the uh, great first nighter program uh, took place and how the, the taxi cab pulled up. Good evening, Mr. First Nighter and all that stuff. Wait till you hear the closing as they leave the theater and get into the cab. Now, that'll be <laughs> upcoming at the end of this hour, so stay with us. <laughs> Let's take another call. Good morning. This is Ray Brain. You're on talk radio with Les Tremaine. Good morning, Ray and Les. This Good. is Jim. Hello, Good morning, Jim. Jim. Uh, first of all, Ray, I'd like to congratulate you on your transcontinental and transoceanic uh, broadcast. Transoceanic? We're not shortwave yet. <laughs> well, you're going to Honolulu. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's yeah. my satellite, like everything else, yes. Uh, Les, I'm quite yes, a radio buff, and I'd like to know a couple of things here. Um, uh, how many shows are you doing on a daily basis? How many on a weekly basis? And how in the world did you ever keep all that, that schedule straight? I mean... Did you ever show them at the wrong place, on the wrong time, and do the wrong voices? No, but the, uh, uh, in the early days, well, in the middle 30s, I was doing 45 shows a week, steadily. Okay. And uh, there were times when I had to have uh, doormen holding doors, elevator men holding elevators, and cabs waiting for me, and cops helping us, and so on. And uh, when... The show was already on the air, and this means that you didn't have any rehearsal. You didn't know what you were going to say, which is why so many of us were good sight readers. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you'd have two actors holding the sound lock doors, and you'd dash into the studio, and of course the air was sacrosanct in those days, uh, not like radio is today. There, nothing went on except what was going into the microphones, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody would throw a script at you and whisper... You're playing the, the leading man, the Japanese gardener, and the truck driver. And you just cross your fingers and hope that you read the right one in the right place. <laughs> Whatever happened if you lost your voice or something? Well, that happened to me just once. 
I was the host on uh, the Hallmark Hall of Fame out of New York. And uh, everything had gone beautifully all through the rehearsal. Stepped up to the mic, got the finger to hit the air, and opened my mouth, and nothing came out. <laughs> and Tom Shirley, God bless him, an old, old friend, was the announcer on the show. Uh -huh. And he took one look at me and gave me a gentle shove aside and took over and did the whole show, and I listened to it going home in my car. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Could I ask you one more question? Sure. Uh, would you happen to know the phone number or mailing address for Spurnback? Golly, I don't offhand. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, it, it, if, if you wrote, I guess, to what? Uh, the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters, they might know that. Yes. Okay. Yes, as a matter of fact, they would. If you could write to the Pacific Pioneer Broadcasters mm -hmm. at 1500 North Vine Street, okay. Hollywood 28, 90028. All right. Very uh, good, sir. Very good. Thank, thank you Thank you much. for the call. Goodbye. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Breen. People. KABC Los Angeles. Talk Radio 79. Good morning. This is Ray Breen. You're on Talk Radio with Lester Maine. Hi, Ray. Jerry James here. Chair, this is a man that goes yeah. back to the Far East Network in Radio <laughs> Tokyo during the Korean War. How are you, Jerry? That's fine. I couldn't believe I was hearing Ray Bream all over again. So I called him and I said, is that the same Ray Bream used to be with KSL and up in Seattle and before that and in between the Far East Network? And your producer said, I think so. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I know it has to be. Jerry, you're uh, with WNIS uh, there in Norfolk, yeah. right? I was driving to work this morning. A number of the past mornings I've heard you and said, you know, the whole air has changed. It sounds great hearing you down here, Ray. Well, it's great <laughs> hearing from you. Awfully, awfully good listening to you and Les talk over some of the old days and the old people in radio. Let, uh, let me tell Les. Quite that far, let me tell Les here that uh, Jerry was uh, the ace newsman for the Far East Network. Uh, you had the greatest voice and the greatest delivery in news. Are you still doing news, or have you uh, given yeah. that up? Oh, yeah, we're in all news. Well, not all news. Yeah. News talk operation. Right. You can and, tell from uh, the way he sounds, well, can't see, you? Ray was a kid announcer then, Les. Of course. We were all <laughs> <kids> then. <laughs> and uh, he was perhaps one of the best I'd ever heard. And I said, you know, just about a couple more years seasoning, and this kid's going to really take off. Uh, he never made it. <laughs> No, never, never made it. Made it. No. <laughs> well, Jerry, your name is familiar to me, too. I, I don't know where from, but I guess I've heard you on the air many times. Uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, for various news organizations around the country for yes. the past too many years. Yeah. I just wanted to call, check in with you, and say welcome back to Virginia. You know who I had dinner with not too long ago? Do you remember a man named James Raleigh? Jim Raleigh. That's right. He's not filling neckties. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was producing a play here not long ago, but uh, we were reminis reminiscing about old times, and uh, your name came up with uh, all of the others during the Korean War. That Far East Network was uh, well known. Oh, we had ourselves a pretty good crew then. Uh, can I get a hold of you after you get off the air and try to get a hold of Jim's address from him? Um... I don't know how I can get myself off the air. <laughs> oh, I don't mean now. I mean after the show is over this morning. Sure. Okay, sure. Uh, I'll put you back with my producer. I think we can do that, and he can tell you what to do, okay? Okay. Good hearing from you, Jerry. Nice talking to you, Ray. Bye. Here's an old voice. Isn't it great to hear old voices? Oh, yes. Well, you can friends. tell immediately. That's right. You know, that That's he's right. one of us. That's right. All right, you want to do something with that call? I don't know what to do. <laughs> with this board, believe me, I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is Talk Radio, and I'm Ray Brain. Learning.
KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. Yes, actor Les Tremaine. And if you want to call and talk with Les, uh, we have another uh, 45 minutes or so before he leaves. So these are the phone numbers. It's your turn to get in on this two-way conversation. A sharing of ideas and thoughts. All of our numbers end in talk. T-A-L-K. In the South Bay, sail in with your ideas on 679-TALK. In Los Angeles, 520. The San Fernando Valley talks on 990. And Glendale, Burbank, and Pasadena. Get in on this at 244-TALK. Did you ever uh, do uh, network cues or anything, Les? No, I was never a staff man anywhere. Nowhere? No. You missed some of the great uh, things in radio. You were always the star. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you did miss a lot by by not working staff somewhere. All I right. don't know why it was. I, I, I just thought uh, an actor was an actor and That's an announcer right. was an announcer. And, and they never, they never you know, crossed but either. But doggone it, you have some good times as an announcer. Oh, yes. Oh, sure. You know, later on this month, uh, we're going to have Ralph Edwards on. Oh, are you? And the early days at oh, uh, CBS. What a charming when man. I, when I had Andre Baruch on one night, we were talking about that. We'll, we'll get back and we'll reminisce some more, take some more phone calls. My guest, actor Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio, and I'm Ray Bream. Listen. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. You've been hearing an awful lot lately about Ford Motor Company's rebates. Well, right now, Montebello Lincoln Mercury is offering not just rebates, but discounts on top of rebates. Every new Lincoln Mercury in Montebello stock is on sale, including Capris, Cougars, Lynx, Zephyrs, LN7s, Continentals, and the Mark VI, with cash rebates from Lincoln Mercury of $440 to $1,240. But Montebello is taking it one step further with a special bonus offer. Right now, you can buy a new LN7 from stock and get $620 from Ford. And on top of that, Montebello Lincoln Mercury will add a $1,000 discount. But that's not all either. Ford provides 24 months or 24,000 miles of free car care, while Montebello Lincoln Mercury will add to that a five-year or 50,000-mile Ford extended service policy for $1. Take advantage right now of this opportunity at Montebello Lincoln Mercury on the Pomona Freeway at Garfield. They sell cars built in America, so spread the word about Montebello Lincoln Mercury. I'm Janet Guthrie, and I'm worried about you. As national chairman of a new program called Make It Click, Buckle Up, I'm worried about your ability to survive a motor vehicle accident if you're not wearing your safety belt. The program is sponsored by the Women's Division of the National Safety Council. It's a simple program. We want people who drive to sign pledge cards that every time they get behind the wheel, they will buckle their safety belts and make passengers do the same. Did you know that only about 10% of the motorists in this country take the six seconds of time to buckle their safety belts? That's why I'm worried. Can you imagine a professional race driver roaring around the track without a safety harness? Then why do you take a horrible chance of being killed or suffering a disabling injury in an accident in regular traffic by not buckling on your safety belt? Join us in this program. Sign a pledge card when you're asked to. Make it click by buckling up. This message from the National Safety Council, in cooperation with the Metropolitan Property and Liability Insurance Company. Everything's gonna be okay. Boy, Bob, isn't that a great way to start the day? Sure is. That's the Ken and Bob Company's theme song. Commonly referred to as... Eggbach, everything's gonna be okay. Check your local paper and find out how you can get your very own Eggbach button. Yeah, these days everybody needs a little Eggbach. 
KABC Los Angeles. Listen to the radio station that listens to you. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream, and my guest is Les Tremaine. Les, uh, there, How do you there's do? a book that you have there that is yes. mine, and don't you dare take off I'm <laughs> trying to put it in my pocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book. Yes, it is. It uh, has all of the old radio shows, network yeah. shows that... Uh, yes, the big broadcast. The big broadcast. Frank Buxton and Bill Owen. That's right. And uh, in the picture section, there's a picture yep. of you and Barbara Luddy. Oh, yes. Beautiful picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's from uh, let me, let me, 1941. Let me see that picture. <laughs> Love it. There you are in your top hat, yes. your cane, yeah, and uh, tails, and Barbara in her fur. It's beautiful. You know, that formal stick that I'm carrying there has quite a history. Really? It belonged to uh, my great-grandfather, who was a big game hunter in Africa for the King of England. Really? The then king. King Edward VII, I think oh, it was. Oh. And it's made out of ebony and inlaid with rhino tooth. Did you, <laughs> did you only use it for... Um Photographs just for you? big game hunting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still have it. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's take another call. Good morning. This is Ray Breen. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hi, my name is Gary. Hello, Gary. How are you? Fine. First of all, it's the first time I'm listening, and I really enjoy the show. Good. And I'm staying up this late because of my daughter, who insisted me calling Les and asking three questions. Well, how cute. Uh, and this is uh, more current than back in the 30s or 40s. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to you, and how did you enjoy working with Michael Gray? Oh, Michael Gray. He's still around. And what's happening with him? Um, nothing very much that I know of at the moment, but uh, he's still in there pitching. He's, he's a fine young actor, and I enjoyed working with him a great deal. He should have a show of his own. Yeah. He really should. Because my daughter just uh, used to be a habitual watcher of Shazam. And, oh, uh, yeah. He, he was a big favorite with all the young ladies. And he's, he's a very sexy young man. And the gals just loved him. And I must say, he loved the gals, too. Yeah. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Thank and, you. And I really I, enjoy your show. Give Thanks our best to your daughter. Goodbye. If you want to call our program, these are the phone numbers. This is a two-way proposition, talk radio, and you're the most important part. Speak up to the countless thousands who are waiting to hear what's on your mind. Our numbers all end in talk, T-A-L-K. 520 in Los Angeles and the 714 area, talk to us on 750. The San Gabriel Valley talks a lot, so talk to us on 448. And the San Fernando Valley, 990-TALK. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Good morning, this is Michael. Yes, Michael. Uh, Les, I'd like to know whatever happened to uh, Kathy and Elliot Lewis. Are they still around? Uh, hi, Michael. Hi. Um, Kathy has been dead for, oh my goodness, must be 20, 25 years. Really? Uh, Elliot is still around, and as a matter of fact, uh, he's... Uh, writing books now more than anything else, but uh, until just recently, he was also the producer-director of the Sears Radio Hour, which turned into the Mutual Radio Theater, uh -huh. and is now off the air, unfortunately. It was a good show. Well, they were a very famous uh, team together, weren't they? Yes, in, uh, in radio, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all I want to know. I really appreciate it. Thanks well, for the call. Thank you. All right, good night. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, in fact, he's uh, one of the people you see at the Pacific Pioneer broadcasters all the time. That's right. Yeah. He's very, very uh, 
Very clever young very guy. Very funny guy. Yes, very funny. Yeah. And uh, why, why do you think that show went off the air? Was was it uh, the sponsor, or lack of sponsor, or what? What happened? Nobody seems Nobody to know. Nobody seems to know. No. Because everybody thought, ah, this is the beginning. First was the CBS yep. Mystery Theater, and then we got the Sears, and onward and upward from there. They try, and uh, I guess they, they don't... Uh, I don't know whether they don't get enough of an audience or what it is, but uh, apparently the sponsors become... Uh, I remember one, one of the very last uh, of the old radio shows to leave the air uh, was a great thing on CBS called Yours Truly Johnny Dollar. Remember oh, that? yes. Great. Yeah. That was back in the mid... Well, I guess it was the 60s, early 60s when that thing... Yeah, 50s finally, and 60s. Yeah, early, early <coughs> 60s when it... Johnny Dollar there. was an old friend of mine, Bob Bailey. Really? Yeah, who uh, oh, was an actor all his life, came of a theatrical family. And uh, Ed Bailey, his brother, was one of the uh, uh, executive producers with Ralph Edwards for a long time. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back and take more phone calls. My guest, actor Les Tremaine, this is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Talk Radio, Los Angeles, 79. ABC. Well, up in Minnesota, of course, we have real cold weather. Sometimes the snow would be piled up to the top of our doors, but there was no trouble with energy. We had plenty of wood. Gasoline was eight and ten cents a gallon. Today, why, the world has entirely changed. The older people should do something. In his 92 years, DeWitt Wilcox has seen energy prices skyrocket so high that many senior citizens like him must now choose between heating and eating. But he also knows that older people can do many things to help themselves. There are some things they can do. They can dress very warm. They can put in a wood stove. You have to have a storm window or a double glass window and well caulked around the edges. And of course the most important thing is good insulation. Get into the action. Save money and energy in this community. Write the National Council of Senior Citizens, Box 50777, Washington, D.C. At ERA Real Estate, they've got a plan to help make your next move worry-free. They have the muscle to advance you the down payment for a new home even before your old one sells. And at ERA Real Estate, they'll buy your home if they don't sell it. Now, they're part of the only company that can do all of that, ERA Real Estate. Their seller's security plan can advance you your equity up to $100,000, so you'll have the cash for a down payment on a new home even before your old one sells. Then, with the same plan, ERA Real Estate will buy your home if they don't sell it within 210 days. It's a plan that will help you if you're moving out of town or across the street. Some restrictions and conditions apply, so call to see if your home qualifies. At ERA Real Estate, they're selling houses, and the seller security plan is just one reason why. For your local ERA Real Estate office, check the yellow pages or call toll-free, 800-362-7078. Hi, this is Milton Burrow. You know, when I walk out on the stage and try to be funny, I'm really motivated by the need to be recognized. Most people have that need. 
One way young men and women can assure themselves a fair share of recognition all through life and have fun is this. Get your college education at the United States Merchant Marine Academy, one of our five federally funded service institutions located on the shores of Long Island, New York at Kings Point. Boy, what a place. Not only can you learn all about merchant marine science, but you get a free college education. And one of your four years is spent at sea learning aboard a U.S. merchant vessel. You're in training mind and body for a stronger America and a lucrative personal career, even while serving your country. So go to college and see the world. It's fantastic. Find out if you qualify. Write to the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy admissions, Kings Point, New York, 11024. An Equal Opportunity College. Speak up. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. And welcome back. Ray Bream here on Talk Radio, and my guest is Les Tremaine. We're talking about a future show, about getting some of the all-time great announcers together. Yeah. We missed one, and he's now gone, Don Wilson. But yeah. if we could get uh, Kent Carpenter. And Kent, Ken Niles, Wendell Niles, Ken and Charlie Wendell Niles, Lyons, uh, Art Gilmore, yes. and Adele Charbot. Oh, yeah. boy. There uh, are quite a few of them still around, you know, and they, they'd love to do it, well, I know. We'll try and get them together and have an yeah. announcer show sometime. Vinny Pelletier. Of course. Bill Baldwin. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Bill. <laughs> we'll Bill drag will love it. <laughs> You'll never get him to shut up. <laughs> All right, let's take another call. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on talk radio with Les Tremaine. Morning, Ray Bream. Hello and there. Les Tremaine. Good Your morning. Name. My name is Victor. I'm an old sound effects man of the radio days. Uh, well, for goodness and sake. And you just drive me bananas listening to all those old names I haven't heard for years. So what <laughs> happened when the gun didn't fire, Victor? <laughs> Boy, we, we immediately changed the script and started uh, ad-libbing like mad. Stabbing. Yes, <laughs> I want to ask Les Tremaine a question. Yes, when did Victor. he first come, and if I remember correctly, the first night it did, at one time originate from Hollywood. Is that correct? Yes, that's it true. It did move. Well, uh -huh. I know, I know it, uh, it didn't. I'm trying to remember the year because I know I worked the sound effects on some of them. Well, it came out here in about 1936 ah. and stayed for about a year. And then it came out again in the 50s. That's, I, that's probably when I worked them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I remember working them. What was your most embarrassing moment? when the glass wouldn't break in the glass crash. <laughs> right, you out of your mind. Uh, Kelly. Or the gunshot wouldn't go off. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's classic, to, of course. But You'd but always have a spare gun, hopefully. Really? That you the betcha. second gun would work for you. <laughs> yeah. But I want to ask Les another question, because uh, uh, I think he mentioned Kathy and Elliot Lewis. Yes. I worked sound effects on many of their shows. Uh-huh. And uh, as you know, I think Elliot is now married to Mary Jane Croft. That's right. And yes. Mary Jane Croft used to do the Beulah show with Hugh Studebaker. Is that right? Uh-huh. I wanted to know, what happened to Hugh? Is he still around? Oh, no, Hugh is gone. He's gone. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, I his think... Lovely, uh, his lovely wife, Chicky, is oh, still yes. around. Oh, yes. Yes. And I think he retired in Florida, didn't he? He had some... I think he had an orange girl or something. Hugh? Down. Hugh Studebaker. No, they were living out here in California. I know California. they were. But when... Uh, I think he was talking about retiring. He mentioned that oh. he wanted to go to Florida. Well, and he that, had some land there or something. That might well be. I, I don't think he ever made it, though. Yeah. Les, uh, uh, did you work any of the Cavalcade of America shows? Mm, let me see. Oh. Yes, in New York. 
All right. None of them out here with the, when Jack Zala was the director? I knew Jack uh -huh. and worked with him in New York, but uh, I, I yeah. don't think I worked any of them out here. But I did know Jack, yeah, very uh, how, well. How about Lux Radio Theater? Yes, I worked Lux several times. Right, when it was on Vine Street. Uh-huh, uh -huh. yeah. And I wish I could remember the real good-looking gentleman that at one time was an actor that turned director. Earl Eby? Earl Eby. Is he still around? No, Earl is gone. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. A very handsome man. Yes, he was. I uh, knew Earl for years and years and years in Chicago and out here. Victor... Uh, Charming man. Thanks for the call. Um, before we take a break here, what was it like in the uh, housing days of radio when you were getting all of these parts and uh, you you were on several networks in one day? Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> what, what was happening? How, how would you make all of these, uh, these various dates? Well, uh, as I, I think I mentioned a little while ago, you had... Uh, uh, People holding doors for you, cab drivers, you had police. You and you'd make it to another radio studio? Yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever get to the wrong place? No, that never happened to me, but uh, uh, we did have a thing. We, we have a, a club here, uh -huh. and we're meeting, uh, what, what's today, Monday? We're meeting Wednesday. Uh -huh. uh, it's called the Bridges Up Club. The and this is, is strictly a Chicago club uh -huh. because you know. Uh, Listen, we're going to take a break and we're going to talk about the Bridges Up Club because <laughs> <laughs> right now the flag is down. <laughs> My guest is Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio, and I'm Ray Brain. <laughs> Now these talk headlines to the hour, 2.30 from the KEBC newsroom. A British warship says it shelled an unidentified surface vessel overnight and caused a large explosion in the third straight day of fighting around the blockaded Falkland Islands. Word of the new British attack follows Argentine threats to attack and any British ship or plane in the South Atlantic. As the fighting continues, peace talks at the United Nations are scheduled to enter their fourth day today. And President Reagan told black students at a Chicago inner city high school yesterday that his decision to grant tax exemptions to private schools that racially discriminate was, in his words, a butte of a mistake. John Hinckley Jr.'s hometown psychiatrist will testify again today on the mental health of the 26-year-old accused of shooting President Reagan. From the KEBC weather wire, variable cloudiness, highs today 65, slightly warmer Wednesday with a high near 70, overnight low in the 50s. That's the news. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic. Now more than ever before, our country needs educated minds to face the challenges of today and tomorrow. The colleges and universities of Southern California are working to provide qualified, enthusiastic professionals to solve the problems of energy, the economy, equal rights, employment, and the environment. Higher education must be a higher priority because educated minds solve problems. The colleges and universities of Southern California are providing those educated minds.
Like as energy is mind power. Mind power. Mind power. The system, just when you thought you had it beat by buying a small compact car, they tell you your chances of dying in a fiery crash are twice as great as in a big one. Now what? Well, look, you can beat them at their own game. Install a fire stop device. Now, it's a simple cutoff switch that automatically shuts down your car's electrical system in a crash, just like a master switch in an airplane. So even if a collision does occur, your car is not an instant death machine. Otherwise, your chances of dying in a fiery crash are one in four. Not great odds. As a Californian, you spend one-fourth of your active time in your car. So why not make it as safe as you can, whether it's the tiniest fuel saver or one of those big gas-guzzling machines? You can with a Firestop device, so call the Firestop factory in Gardena at 327-8080 to find the Firestop dealer nearest you. That's 327-8080. Firestop is also an auto theft device. Call the Firestop dealer nearest you today. Now that you're old enough to want to try that first cigarette, you should be smart enough not to. Think about it. Do you really believe it's cool to smell like stale smoke? To have a hacking cough? To be out of breath when everybody else is just getting warmed up? On a scale of 1 to 10, that's going to put you at zero. Total turnoff. In the interest of your better health, the American Medical Association says be smart, don't even start. KBC Los Angeles Talk Radio 79 Entertainment. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream and my guest, actor Les Tremaine. And when I left you, Les, uh, we had the bridges up. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> well, now the bridge is coming down. Okay. Well, we have a little club here yeah. in town. Called the Bridges Up. Called the Bridges Up Club, based on the fact that the downtown section of Chicago, oh, <laughs> this really bridges. broke me up, you know, yeah. um, is, is uh, bisected by uh, the Chicago a river. river. Yeah. Chicago River. And at every street... Michigan Avenue, Wabash, Rush, the whole bunch, uh, there's a bridge. And if you were at a radio station on the wrong side of the river and the bridge was up, you had a terrible time getting to the radio station over here that you had to work. You know. So what did you do when the well, bridge was up? Well, we kept the launch in the river. You're kidding. And uh, if the bridge was up, you jumped in the launch and you went around the boat and up the other side. <laughs> Is that right? You really did that? I'm not sure, Ray. I think it's an apocryphal story myself, but that's how the Bridges Up Club was formed. Is that right? That's <laughs> Ed Prentice, who was Captain Midnight, mm -hmm. George Fogel, mm -hmm. who directed Ma Perkins. Uh, they formed the club. And we have all sorts of people. Bill Martell, Ed Morrison, who is mm -hmm. Brett's son. Scott Runge, who has been in radio for a thousand years. Oh, so many. Were you ever late for one of your shows because you're going across town to another studio? No, but I, I, I really... It was fantastic. We were so young, we did anything, you know. I was on three programs in 15 minutes at three different stations once. Honestly. Three, three honest. programs? Honest to Pete. You do your part in one, yes, then you hightail it to another studio. The only way I could do it, and it was all arranged beforehand, yeah. because I was on all three shows, yeah. I was in the beginning of one, the middle of another, and in the end of another. <laughs> and it just worked out that way. It's fantastic. Got to be unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is. It scares me to think about it now. <laughs> Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with actor Les Tremaine. Yes, uh, Ray, this is George. Yes, George. Yes, uh... 
Mr. Tremaine, I'd like to... Hi, George. Yes. I was wondering, uh, when did the I Love Mystery come out? Uh, do you remember what year that was? Oh, golly. No, I don't, but it was in the late 30s, I imagine. I thought it was around, uh, 44, but I'm not really sure. With Reg and Doc... Wasn't uh, Mercedes Cambridge in there? Sure. I think it was on before then because uh -huh. I played on it myself oh, in, in New York. Oh, did you? And uh -huh. that was after it had been on, on the West Coast for a long time. Oh, I didn't know that, huh? Uh -huh. I was going to ask you too, Mr. Green. Um, when, uh, Mr. Hammond Brown, would he be interested in, in uh, looking at oh, any new scripts or anything like that? Um, I like uh, the kind of the CBS Mystery Theater, I'm pretty sure, is on the freelance market. Uh -huh. He does have a number of people who have worked with him for years, good writers who uh -huh. know radio and the technique and so on, and I'm sure he would use their scripts uh, as much as he could. Yes, but I, 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 I don't want to say this for, uh, for sure, but it would seem to me that he does use the freelance market. I see, huh? Well, thank you very much. George, uh, has spring come to Spokane yet? Oh, it's really a nice day today. Beautiful. Is it? Oh, oh it's around uh, in the 52. I guess it's kind of nice to have spring come, huh? Oh, it was just really nice. It's really. been, a, been a bad winter. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was for a while. Yeah. All right, take care. Baseball going here and everything else. That's great. Thank you. Good Thank to you, talk sir. to you, Joe. Thank you, Ray. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. This is Talk Radio, and I'm Ray Brain. Enjoy. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. Yeah, the, I'd never heard of the Bridges Up Club before. That's very interesting. We're having uh, our bi-monthly meeting on Wednesday. That's amazing. At the Maskers Club. That's great. <laughs> Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on with uh, Les Tremaine. Good morning. Hello? Yes, hello. This is Mary Lou in Honolulu. Hello, Mary Lou. I wondered if uh, Les has ever worked with some of the classic radio playwrights that I used to learn about, uh, which was uh, like uh, Norman Corwin and Arch Obler, Clifford Odette. Mm -hmm. Not Clifford Odette, but I do know Norman Corwin quite well, uh, and uh, I've worked with him, and I have worked with, um, with Arch Obler, yes. Uh, did you ever work with Archibald McLeish? No. No, he. I, I missed him. Uh, these are some of the great uh, playwrights that I remember listening to when I was a small child. And, yes. Uh, radio had some of those uh, uh, dramas that uh, somebody was a dollar bill and um, <clears throat> that sort of thing that you just don't get any time now. <laughs> That's right. They, those men uh, were extremely creative. They had wonderful imaginations. And they knew how to put it down on paper. Yeah, it was really a stimulating experience. Mary Lou, thank you for the call. Okay. Bye -bye. Thank you, Mary Lou. All right, uh, we'll be back in a moment. My guest, Les Tremaine. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brain. Join in. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. Peter Graves speaks for Medic Alert. If you can prevent problems before they occur, you're ahead of the game. That's why I exercise daily, watch what I eat, and I also wear a Medic Alert emblem. You should too, especially if you have a medical condition like diabetes, a heart problem, or hypertension, for example. In case of an emergency when you may be unable to communicate, the Medic Alert emblem will speak for you. Here's how it works. On it is engraved your condition, an identification number, plus a phone number to Medic Alert's Emergency Information Center. A collect call to the center provides rescue personnel with your 
life-saving medical data within seconds. So why not take good care of yourself and join MedicAlert? For information, write MedicAlert, Turlock, California, 95381, or call area code 209-668-3333. The preceding message was brought to you as a public service by this station. You know, 40% of all adult deaths in the United States are caused by heart attacks. Yet there may be ways you can avoid a heart attack through lifestyle, stress management, and diet. Prominent Los Angeles cardiologist Dr. Gershon Lesser has prepared a valuable one-hour cassette tape describing simple methods of heart attack prevention. It's called Have a Heart for a Very Long Time. Now, you'll find tips on diet, vitamins, type A behavior exercise, and even a complete segment on stress reduction and relaxation techniques with music. Now, here's how to get your copy of the special radio price of $8.95. Send a check or money order to The Health Connection, 6200 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1509, Los Angeles 90048. That's a check or money order for $8.95 to The Health Connection, 6200 Wilshire Boulevard, Suite 1509, LA 90048. Allow three weeks for delivery. Make sure to specify that you're requesting the heart tape. Do it for yourself or someone close to you. Is Fat Albert going to be on the Michael Jackson program? You bet he is. In the persona of world-famous comedian, television, and film star Bill Cosby. That's right, Thursday at 12.15 on the Michael Jackson program. You can talk to Bill Cosby or Fat Albert, whichever one you prefer. Right here on Talk Radio AM 79, KABC, Los Angeles. This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Bream. My guest, actor Les Tremaine. Let's take another call. Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Hi, I'm Mr. Tremaine. Yes, sir. My name is uh, Michael. I'd, I'd like to know, how do you feel about the transition from radio as uh, Mr. First Nighter to motion pictures like The Model of Monster and The Fortune Cookie? The Fortune Saturday Cookie? Morning I, I prefer, uh, Mr. Uh, Michael, uh, I, I prefer uh, beautiful pictures like uh, the slime people. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one quite well. Do you? I, I'll bet I'll you do. I, <laughs> I remember you telling me how I was ruining your social activities <laughs> because yes, of the slime I people. I you were carrying a goat when I looked up and uh, saw the, uh, the screen. One old goat to another. That's right. How are you doing, Les? I'm fine, Michael. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Just What's going on? Are you listening to the show? I just came in from work. You did? My service called me and told me that Les Tremaine is talking about uh, some guy named Michael. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told him a lot of lies about you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> so you getting any rerun money from Shazam? Oh, yes. I understand it's in 50 countries or something like that. Really? Yeah. Now? I don't know. That's what they tell me. <clears throat> Maybe we better start traveling and look it up, huh? Either that or go out to the valley and check I, out the I studio. must tell the people, uh, Mike, we were talking about you a few moments ago. This is the young man who played uh, Billy Batson on Shazam, Michael Gray. And this is the older gentleman, Les Tremaine, who played Mr. Mentor. How do you do? The old guy who drove the truck. Right, who reminds me of my father. <laughs> because he's as cantankerous, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I could say more, but I won't. Michael, it's good to talk to you. Good to talk to you, Les. I'm sorry you didn't hear all the accolades that I threw out about you. The what? 
uh, all that stuff I was saying. Well, that's <laughs> all these five dollar words, especially we're ad libbing on the show. That's only two bits, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Michael, bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs> this is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brame, and my guest is Les Tremaine. Talk Radio 79, KABC Los Angeles, involvement. All right, let's take another call. Good morning, this is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Oh, hello, this is Norma. Hello, Norma. Norma. Oh, a radio was always my favorite thing, and even after TV came in, I didn't listen to it because I, I couldn't imagine the characters, you know. Yeah. Well, how many times did you listen to the First Nighter program? Oh, gosh, almost every week. Hooray! And we got our first radio in 1928, and I was six years old. My goodness. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, radio was most of my life, and I never have been able to really adjust the television. But I used to enjoy a program. I don't think you were on it, but I can't remember the name of the damn thing, but it had that squeaking door. Oh, Inner Sanctum. Yeah. Sure, oh, with so your host, great. Raymond. Mm -hmm. huh? With your host, Ray Good evening, friends. Uh, <laughs> a marvelous, marvelous actor named Raymond Edward Johnson. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, oh, he was good. Ray still lives, I believe, up in Connecticut. Oh, my God. Um, that show also was a product of uh, Hyman Brown. Yeah. Uh, the man we've been talking about here in connection with the Thin Man and the uh, oh. Mystery Theater. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, that was a great program. Oh, it wasn't. always had such neat endings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the call. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank you, Norma. Bye-bye. Good, Good morning. This is Ray Bream. You're on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Good morning. Hi. Morning. I'm Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. You mentioned WLS and WNR and really brought back memories. <laughs> getting up From in Chicago. the morning. Oh, yes. And getting up in the morning would be 10 below zero when a voice would come on and say, It's a beautiful day in Chicago. Yes. Everett Mitchell. Yeah. Everett Mitchell on the Farm and Home Hour. Right. And Irma Glenn, the organist, do you recall her? Irma Glenn? Yes. Yes, indeed. And yes. there was, um, before Fibber, Me, and Molly, there was a, a program called The Smith Family. Uh huh. And the Fibberge and Molly were on that. They were in the original cast. Yes. Also, Catson, uh, the Catson Jammer Cats kids. Y'all. <laughs> we were talking about Jim Jordan here a minute ago. Be great to have him up on the program some night. Oh, I would just love it. I have a picture of him and in that Smith family in my mother's album. Well, maybe we can talk Jim into coming in for this this show. I, I think it would do him a lot of good. He'd he'd enjoy it. Do us a lot of good too. Yes, it would. But remember, we're, we're going to have to stock our closet. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's all ready. <laughs> remember what did you say? Rube Appleberry. No. I never hear that. Uh, it was maybe it'd been just a, a broadcast from Chicago. Uh -huh. But there was a program. I'm trying to think of the name of the woman that sang in it. It was on WGN, the Chicago Tribune. It was a musical program. The WGN uh, Theater of the Air? Theater of the Air. Claire, uh, Marion Claire. Marion Claire. I've yes. been trying to think of her name for the longest time. McCormick yeah. used to emcee that thing. Yes. Robert right. yes. <laughs> Chicago Theater of the Air. And there yes. was a lot of uh, controversy about Marion Claire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I recall. <laughs> All right, we have to leave you. Thanks for the call. All right, thank All you. Right. Bye, right. Lord. Bye. This is Talk Radio, and I am Ray Bream. Open up. Talk Radio 79, KABC, Los Angeles. All right, let's uh, take another call. In uh, case you uh, want to talk with Les Tremaine, you know the phone numbers. Are we all set? It's not winking and blinking. Okay. 
We'll do it. Good morning, this... No, nothing there. Didn't think there was. It's got to wink and blink, or it uh, just is not going to go on the air. Now, now it's winking and blinking. Wait a minute. Oh, I've got to do something here. Now I do it. Something's nodding. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. This is uh, Ray Bramier on Talk Radio with Les Tremaine. Good morning, Ray and Les. Hi. Good morning. I went to bed last night with the Yankee game. Yeah. And uh, through the twilight this morning on my clock radio, I heard this tremendous voice. And I said, I know that uh, voice. <laughs> know it well. And it was Mr. Les Tremaine. Who is this? Yes, from uh, Mr. First Nighter. Yes. And yeah. I said, wow, and it woke me up in such a, a good feeling of, of uh, old times again. And he's calling from Manhattan. Really, are you? Yes. Well, I haven't been there for a number of years. How is the place? Well, it's beautiful. You know, I always imagined that that's where you were when you took your cab ride. Sure. The little theater out Times Square. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's Which right. was from Chicago. <laughs> Wait till you hear the cab ride at the end of the sh this uh, period here. I'm yes. going to have it on tape. Yeah, yeah. Well, you better get it rolling because it's this rolling now. this is going to be a, a a close you'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. It's been, you've given me so many wonderful times in my life that I just had to call. Well, I certainly appreciate that, and I, I think it's marvelous of you to call us and tell I, us. I thank you for for coming back at least sometimes to let us hear you once in a while. Thank you. And write Mr. to Ray some producers, Bream. and we'll see what can do be be done about it. <laughs> I hope so. And Mr. Ray Bream, I'll be listening to you more often. Good. Do that, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much. All Goodbye, right. Andy. All right. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be back and get those uh, tape recorders going because you're going to hear a first-nighter close that you never heard on the network. <laughs> this is Talk Radio, and I'm Ray Brain. Talk Radio 79. Now, a Talk Radio timeout. If you've seen pictures of President Abraham Lincoln before and after his term in office, you might have been struck by how much he aged during those four years. New studies indicate that it might not have been just the pressure of the chief executive's job that aged him so. Researchers have come up with a new theory, a theory called the Marfan Syndrome. The Marfan Syndrome causes, in effect, premature aging. It produces an abnormal elongation of the skeleton in the human body. It tends to affect humans who are on the taller side and generally pretty thin. Now, this description certainly fits Abraham Lincoln, right? What's more, a typical Marfan syndrome victim has a poor circulation system. It's reported that right before he died, Lincoln was complaining about cold and numbness in his hands and feet. So, what does this all mean? Simply that had Lincoln not been assassinated, his life may have ended a lot sooner than anyone expected. This Marfan syndrome, by the way, was first suggested as a cause of President Lincoln's premature aging by a researcher at USC. A patient turned up in the researcher's office, a boy who was suffering from a genetic condition that made him abnormally tall for someone his age. Well, as it turned out, the boy's name was Lincoln, and he had traced his bloodline back to that of his famous relative. Since that time, researchers have been able to link the name Lincoln with many sufferers of the Marfan syndrome. So much so that they've given the abnormality a new name by adding the name Lincoln to it. Yep, it's now called the Lincoln-Marfan Syndrome. I'm Ray Brame. We'll be back in just a minute with more of whatever's on your mind this evening. Questions, comments, what's your opinion of the world in general, or the world being specific? This is Talk Radio. I'm Ray Brame.
Job, J-O-B, Job Opportunities for the Blind. Can the blind work? Listen. I'm a computer programmer for the West Virginia State Government. Well, we need to worry about tax systems, keeping track of property, keeping track of welfare situations. All kinds of data processing is done in government. Our responsibility is to maintain and modify these packages as either the law requires or any kind of necessity would require. The computer uses very mechanical type language. We let the computer read almost English sentences and interpret these into maybe groups of machine type instructions. For further information about employment opportunities for the blind, contact Job, 1800 Johnson Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21230, or call toll-free 800-638-7518. This message was presented as a public service by this station, the U.S. Department of Labor, and the members of the National Federation of the Blind. Contact. KABC Los Angeles, Talk Radio 79. All right, we're back. <laughs> and, uh, I'm anticipating, as we shouldn't do, the, the close here of the first night of program. For anybody who remembered those days... Uh, we all remember that uh, the first nighter got out of his taxi cab there in Manhattan and then was ushered into the uh, theater lobby of the little theater on Times Square. And conversely, when the show is over, comes out of the theater doors, there's the doorman, good night, Mr. First Nighter, and the cab comes up and uh, you open the cab door and he gets in and he drives off down the streets of Manhattan, right? Yeah, he usually says uh, so that the sponsor would get a due yeah, bill, yeah, uh, yeah. the glass hat at the Belmont Plaza or uh -huh. something of that sort. Right. And this came about because uh, Joan, my little wife here, asked me one day, because she was too young to, to have remembered the first Snyder program, she says, well, tell me about that show. So I did, and she says, and whatever happened to it? And so uh, for Joan and our wonderful audience and my 93-year-old mother who is listening to this right at the uh -huh. moment... Here we go. All right, here's the closing you never heard on the network. <laughs> and the curtain falls on another first nighter's success in the little theater off Times Square. <laughs> Miss Lottie and Mr. Tremaine are in front of the footlights. <laughs> Now, before we move on to a smart party in the glass hut at the Belmont Plaza, here's the news about next week's play. As usual, the pace changes on the stage at the Little Theater, and the next attraction is a heart-gripping, emotional story entitled, A Symphony with Your Spaghetti. The word is out that this play is as unusual as its title, that it's packed with surprises. Be sure to tune in next Friday at this same time. Now we move out of the theater and into the street. Cab, Mr. First Nighter. Thank you. To the glass hat at the Belmont Plaza, 50th and Lexington Driver. Good night. Never failed to break me up. Uh, that's one closing that you never heard on the network. <laughs>
<laughs> well done. Yeah, so we need the little theater off Times Square. <laughs> yes. Oh, Les, it's been great having you with us. Good, uh, good luck on your trip to Peking. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> we're, we're going to enjoy it. We're going to that big dig. Uh, where they're digging up all those uh, ceramic soldiers, you know, mm. those life-size warriors. Sometime so in, the, in the future, you got to come back and we'll dig up some old memories again. <laughs> it's been a I great show. I don't know show. how long your audience can take this. <laughs> it's been great, really. I, I think old radio has, has more fans, young and old alike, because the young people don't really know what happened, and they're eager to hear and yeah, find out. They really and, are. And the older people, they certainly will never, ever forget. It, it doesn't take long to hook the young people. Mm -hmm. Once they hear a couple of old radio shows, yeah. they, they want more and more of them. We didn't lose our audience, it no, seems. we sure didn't. We may have lost some of them for a while when television came in and there were so many car crashes. <laughs> well, it's, it's been wonderful for me. I, I always enjoy being with you, Ray. And Come back and see us again. You're a charming host. Thanks for Thank being you. with us. Les Tremaine, actor, radio, television, motion pictures with us. And to some, it's now good night. And to others, we'll be back shortly. Stay with us. Thanks. Join Ray Bream's world of provocative guests, fascinating places, and current events. That's Monday through Friday, right here on Talk Radio. If you want to know what's going on in the world today, you've got to get yourself a Grundig Satellite 3400 portable all-band radio. It has direct digital frequency readout. You don't need an outside antenna. You've got 18 shortwave bands, and, uh, well, it's got everything, AM and FM included. And with, uh, you know, what's going on down in the Falkland Islands, you can hear it all. The BBC and their world service and all the updates and uh, great reporting right from uh, the Hermes. And then, of course, uh, you've got Radio Argentina and all of the various communiques you'll hear, 6 p.m., 11.710. Now, you can see these radios at ACT Electronics, 2345 East Anaheim Street in Long Beach. Sansoni Musical Instruments, 415 South Hill. The phone number is 6870988. Americo International Trading, 8803 Wilshire Boulevard. Video Electronics, corner receipt in Devonshire, Northridge, or call Olympic Sales, 216 South Oxford, Los Angeles, phone 7391130. Or drop me a line and put Grundig on the outside of the envelope. Here's an urgent message for all homeowners in the Southern California area. Don't paint your house even if it needs it. That's right, don't paint your house. Instead, get ready to reach for your telephone because you'll want to call right now for a free estimate for texture coating your house by Bradcliffe Coating Company. Now, Bradcliffe will trench around the base of your house, then sandblast, patch, and repair all major cracks, weatherproof, and seal after which cover shield textured coating is applied. A time-honored product since 1966. Forty beautiful colors you can choose from. Now, you'll receive a 15-year factory warranty against chipping, flaking, or peeling. That's right, 15 years. Now, forget about painting again. Take advantage of Bradcliffe's 25% spring discount. That's 25% off. Act now. Call 344-1600. 344-1600. 344-1600. Call area code 213-344-1600. Some people think the romance has gone out of world travel now that jet speed has taken over. Well, I know a way to bring travel back to a snail's pace. Just forget to have your customs declaration filled out when you return to the States. Hi, neighbor. I'm Roy Clark. 
And believe you me, there's no smarter traveler than the one who gets a customs travel pack first. This complete kit not only helps you know, it can also save you dough by showing you about duty-free areas, lower duties, and exemptions too. For your free travel pack, just ask your local travel agent or write Travel Pack, the U.S. Customs Service, Washington, D.C., 20229. That's Travel Pack, U.S. Customs Service, Washington, D.C., 20229. And tell them that old Roy Clark asked you to call. That should speed things up a little. KBC Los Angeles Talk Radio 79 Entertainment. From ABC News, I'm Joe Vaughn. The British confirm they've opened fire on a boat or ship inside the 200-mile military zone around the Falkland Islands in the South Atlantic. But there are few details, as we hear in this statement from a Defense Ministry duty officer in London. A report has been received from the task force that during the night a surface vessel was engaged with gunfire by a task force ship. The action took place close to the Falkland Islands and, and well within the total exclusion zone. Following the engagement, we've had uh, reports that a large explosion was seen in the vicinity of the target. This is John Donovan in London. The British report of gunfire last night is the first since Britain captured an Argentine fishing boat Sunday. This time, the defense ministry here says the target was a surface vessel, but will not say that it was an Argentine warship. The spokesman here points out that Britain reserves the right to attack any ship, military or civilian, inside the zone leaving open the possibility that what the British engaged overnight was again not a ship of the Argentine Navy. John Donvan, ABC News, London. They'll resume attempts this morning at the UN to negotiate a resumption of Falkland Island peace talks, and the war of words goes on. The Argentinians warn they're going to open fire on British ships anywhere if they're considered a threat to Argentine security, and in London, British officials are quoted as saying privately they believe Argentina is trying to buy time by promising to make concessions in peace talks they do not intend to honor. I'll have more after this. Menu, ladies? Thanks, June. I'm famished. I'll just have a salad. How do you control your appetite? You're so thin. My secret's in my purse. AIDS candy. AIDS candy helps you eat less? Sure. AIDS candy works two ways. It helps satisfy your hunger and has an effective appetite suppressant. Taste. Mmm, delicious. And the AIDS diet plan lets you enjoy two before each meal. I'll order a salad, too. I'm starting with AIDS today. Lose weight deliciously with the aid of AIDS. Use only as directed. Listen closely. This is the sound of a cigarette being broken in half. The sound of the cigarette habit being broken. If you want to quit, use Bantron smoking deterrent tablets and stay with it for two weeks or until your urge to smoke goes away. Bantron's unique buffered formula helps ease your craving for nicotine. The more you want to stop smoking, the more Bantron will help you break the habit. Bantron, start today. Use only as directed. Rescue crews continue to dig through rubble in a collapsed copper mine tunnel in Arizona, attempting to reach two miners trapped about 3,400 feet below the surface. One miner already is known dead in the collapse of the mine shaft at the Magma Copper Company mine near Superior, Arizona, about 50 miles southeast of Phoenix. The rescue workers say they don't know if the two remaining trapped miners are still alive. They've been trapped now for about six hours. 
President Reagan will host a group of business leaders at the White House this morning. He'll try to convince them to apply pressure on the financial community to reduce high interest rates. And he wants business support for White House efforts to win congressional approval of a Republican budget proposal for next year. Democrats in the House yesterday revealed their own budget plan with which they intend to oppose the president. It calls for reduced defense spending, smaller cuts in social programs, a reduced deficit, and higher taxes. Unstable weather over the upper Midwest late yesterday spawned a series of half a dozen tornadoes across three states. There were two each reported in Minnesota, Nebraska, and Kansas. There were no injuries, but the high winds reportedly tore the roof from a high school in Tintah, Minnesota, and damaged grain elevators and some railroad boxcars near Fergus Falls. Black Enterprise Magazine says sales for the top 100 black-owned American businesses have quadrupled in the past 10 years, now total nearly $2 billion annually. Black Enterprise says the biggest of the black-owned companies for the 10th straight year is the Los Angeles-based conglomerate Moton Industries, with 1981 sales of $91.7 million. A union merger being promoted by Screen Actors Guild President Ed Asner has failed because it fell short of the 60% required majority in a vote by SAG members. Asner expressed disappointment that only 56.7% voted to join the union representing movie extras. Former SAG President Charlton Heston, who opposed the merger, called the vote a shattering defeat for Asner's forces. This is ABC News. Texas is a state with a lot of prisoners with nowhere to go. Corrections officials in Texas say there's just no more room in the state's prisons to house any more inmates. So they've told sheriffs in the 254 Texas counties they'll just have to continue to house state prisoners in county jails. State prison officials say things are so bad in some facilities in the state, inmates are being sheltered in tents. No cells or other accommodations are available. They say they expect the situation to approve in a month or so, but the sheriffs plan to go to court to try to force the state to lift the ban. For the ABC Information Network, I'm Joe Vaughn. And now, Home Buyer Alert. Alert. In this episode, based on actual experience, Bill and Linda Stevenson encounter a condominium crisis. Hmm. Buying a condominium apartment was a good move for us. Oh, it sure was, Linda. Only, I'd like to make one change. What's that? I think we should have all our condo association meetings... Uh, here by the pool. <laughs> uh, oh, say, who's this guy coming toward us? Ooh. He looks unhappy. What's this, this this apartment building doing on my property? Your, Your property? I bought this land years ago, and I still own it, and nobody has my permission to build here. We'll see about this. I'm going to call my lawyer, and we're putting you off, all of you. Before buying a home, remember, you have an interest to protect. For free information on owner's title insurance and other precautions, write American Land Title Association, Box 566, Washington, D.C., 20044.
think we done that. Let's uh, we got time for a radio show. Let's go with uh, Mr. First Nighter. JAWS Professional Desktop Folder View List View L F Windows M F FS Reader F Fibber Mac F Friday Enter Friday Beat the F First Nighter Enter Item Radio Shows Enter Radio First Nighter 3910130441 The Sim First Nighter First Nighter Enter Santana's Italian Bomb presents the First Nighter Program, a copyrighted feature, Coast to Coast. Theater Time, Broadway, another brand new play scheduled to make its opening night bow to the public in the little theater off Times Square. There's no event in theater land that attracts more celebrities from in and out of town than a play opening on the Great White Way. So let's arrive early and join in the gaiety and excitement. My cab is waiting. Won't you step in? Okay, driver, let's go. Up Broadway, studded with brilliant electric signs across 42nd Street and into the bright lights of New York's most famous amusement area to the Little Theater of Times Square. Well, here we are. fashionable-looking audience tonight. Let's see what the theater program has to say. Here's the title of the play, A Symphony with Your Spaghetti. Well, that sounds inviting. The author I see is Richard Paulette Craig. The play is pure fiction, of course, and does not refer to real characters or actual events. It has never been produced before on stage, screen, or radio. Now let's see about the cast. Well, you can't beat this. Here's Barbara Luddy and Les Tremaine in the star parts. Mr. Tremaine is cast as Fritz White's famous music teacher. Miss Luddy plays the role of Anna Fisher, a girl who... Well, let's not give away any surprises. And as usual, there's an all-star supporting cast. Now, before first curtain, here is Eric Segerquist with his famous orchestra. Oblivious to everything except the music. What did Fred say her name was? Anna. 
Anna what? Well, Fred didn't know that. It, it seems the words got around. Go down to Tony's spaghetti joint and watch old Anna. And everyone here is watching Anna. You wonder. I never saw anyone who looked less like a music lover. Mm, she certainly doesn't care a snap about her appearance. Only about that violin. That's the queer part. Oh, good evening, Mr. Senorita. Oh, good evening. You do all right, huh? You get good service? Yes, thank you. Uh, are you the proprietor? To see it's me, Tony. Uh, you like my place? Uh, you like the symphony with you spaghetti? Very much. Does she come here often? Uh, see, uh, she's here every night that there's a symphony on the radio. But why? Why? <laughs> well, that's what everybody want to know. Well, you can tell us about her, can't you, Tony? All right. All right. I guess maybe I told this story a couple of hundred times. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, really... no, it's all right. Anna, she's live upstairs all alone. She's got the noble. Well, does she work or... No, no, she don't work. She's got some little money. Not much. What's left maybe from what she's made. Then there is something... Ah, it's a long, long ago. She's a very young, Annie. Sixteen, maybe. She's listening to the high school orchestra one afternoon. Then she's speaking to me. Yes? My name's Anna Fisher. Perhaps you've noticed me listening to the orchestra every afternoon during rehearsal. Yes, I have. I've wondered why. I, I can't keep away. I stopped in once, and from that first day, I've, I've wanted to be down there with you, playing with you, part of the orchestra. If only I could play my violin with the others. I suppose you think that's silly. No, my dear. We'll be very glad to have you. Bring your violin tomorrow. But I... You see, I haven't any violin. My father says he can't afford one. That's too bad. But... Oh, that's not the real reason. He thinks it's foolish. And Mother says I'd never get anywhere. There's no music in our family. But I will get somewhere. I've got to play with an orchestra. So, I wondered if... If there was any way to... Well, is there? The school can supply you with a violin. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, but I... I still don't know how to play it. Well, we can do something about that, too. I've studied violin. I could give you a start. That's all I need, just to start. You can't go far without real lessons, Anna. When the time comes, I'll figure out some way to get lessons. You're determined about this, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. Don't lose that determination. It's worth a hundred lessons. That was well done, Anna. You've made remarkable progress. I've never been so happy in my life, only... Only, Miss Harris... Yes? Can't music be more than this? Aren't there really great orchestras somewhere? Haven't you ever heard a symphony, Anna? I've never heard any orchestra but this one. I... I'd like to play someday with a symphony. You'd have to be a fine artist to do that. You need lessons, I know. I must have lessons. Who's the best teacher in the city? Fritz Weitz, unquestionably. But you... Would take me as a pupil? Even if he would, you couldn't afford his charges, Anna. You'd better see... I the... must see Fritz Weitz. If I'm going to play with a great orchestra, I must have a great teacher. Dr. Weitz just has to take me. Everything I know, Dr. Weiss. Very well. 
Fresno. Do you think I could ever play well enough to be in a, a symphony orchestra? Mm-hmm. There is the chance that you might. And make a great deal of money? Possibly. What are you leading up to? What? I can't pay you for lessons. Sure. You waste my time listening but to I'll your... But I'll give you a share of everything I earn. All my life, whatever I earned, I'd share with you. Please, don't be angry. You are a surprising young woman. You're surprising, too. I thought you'd be old with white, bushy hair and not handsome at all. Mm -hmm. And you find me altogether too young and handsome, hmm? Oh, I didn't... I didn't mean... I'm sorry, Will you work, I... Anna? Will you work as hard and as long as I say? Oh, I'll work. I, I promise. I have never done such a thing before, but... Yes, I will gamble on you. For... Uh, a percentage of your earnings. How kind you are. I will be your teacher and your manager for 50% of your earnings. Is that satisfactory? Oh, yes. Anna, do your parents know you came here today? No, and they mustn't know. They wouldn't like it. You're not going to tell them. <laughs> no. I will keep your secret, Anna. Come back at four tomorrow and we will sign a contract. Then you shall have your first lesson. No, Anna. Begin again. You have not got this. Isn't that enough for today? I, I'm tired. What of that? We must keep practicing. Now again. No, too fast. Too slow. Too fast. It's so difficult. I, I can't do it. You do not try. You get worse every day. Worse. Stop shouting at me. Now we shall start all over again. Please, I can't. I'm, I'm tired. Please. Then get out. Get out. I will not bother with you. I am trying, but... I'm tired. Work, Hannah. Work. Work. Don't die. Work. 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 And the curtain comes down on the first act of tonight's play in the little theater off Times Square. Smoking in the outer lobby or downstairs, please. Snyders are hurrying down the aisle for their seats. The lights are dimmed, and here's the second act of a symphony with your spaghetti. Anna, but you always be worrying that pedal. You just don't understand. Where do you find money for your lessons? My teacher gives me lessons. Free. Ah, uh, nonsense. You're 19, Anna. Time he was thinking about marriage. Oh, I'm never going to marry. You'll fall in love. I haven't time. There's not enough time for music. Music, that. Father, listen. The symphony's here next week. And Doctor, my teacher, is taking me to hear it. Think of that. Think. I'm going to hear my
so wonderful, that violin. I can still hear it. So you like symphony music, little Anna? If only my violin could be one note in that music. If only I could play in an orchestra like that. Sometime, perhaps. You must work, Anna. Work. 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 That is all for today, Anna. Go home now and rest. Rest? I'm too excited. I still can't believe that I'm giving a concert at last. Now, do these four years seem wasted? No. Oh, no. If I've ever seemed ungrateful... Before you leave, Anna, you remember you once signed a contract giving me half your earnings. Of course I remember. You are not sorry. I'd never amount to do anything without you. Hmm. Now that you are 21, it is necessary that you sign it again. I've had a new copy made. Will you sign this contract, Anna? Certainly. Here? Yes. Thank you. And now, everything is ready for your debut. You are a success, Anna. And I owe it all to you. Yes. You are a really great artist. Good enough to play with a symphony. Later, perhaps. You must work first to improve as a soloist. But you promised me. Not yet, Anna. I know what is best. You are ready now for concert. I have booked a concert tour to Philadelphia, Boston, New York. Boston, New York. Dear Father, it's been five years tonight, and I won't pretend I don't enjoy success. I'm famous because one man had faith in me. Fritz makes me work very hard. He's rather cruel sometimes, but I appreciate what he's done for me, so I do whatever he says. And yet, I'm not happy. What I've done isn't what I've dreamed of doing. Every symphony I hear makes me long to be part of a great orchestra. That's been my goal from the first. Now, Fritz has promised that if I marry him, he'll let me. You see, Fritz is so brilliant an artist that he's spoiled other men for me. They seem like pygmies. So, I'm going to marry him. Fritz, take the honor to my wedded wife to have and to hold To love, honor, and obey, and thereto I plight thee my trust. 
You promised to obey, Anna. I have obeyed, Fritz, always, but I, I can't stand this any longer. I want to play in a symphony orchestra. You are too great an artist for that now, Anna. You are one of the world's famous soloists. But I've never wanted to be a soloist. So? I slave 14 years to develop your gift, and this is the thanks you give me. Fritz, Fritz, please listen. I'd rather be a false-stand violinist in an orchestra than a famous concert artist. It's the music that matters, not me. I want to play with others. My violin, one little note in a great swell of music. Preposterous. Be quiet. Fritz, I'm not happy. Happy? What has that to do with it? No artist is happy. You mean you don't care whether I'm happy or not? I mean I will not have it. Why not? What difference does it make to you? Difference? Why do you think I gambled on you in the beginning? Do you know what a fourth-stunned violinist is paid? I know. I've, I've never thought of pay. In a year, he earns about what you do in one performance. And you ask what difference that makes to me. Is the money I earn the only reason? Of course. Oh, what a fool I've been. All these years, what a fool. Are your bags packed? We leave for Philadelphia in two hours. I never stopped to ask why you did so much for me. But it's clear now. That contract making you my manager. You married me simply to have me earning money for you. You're vile, Fritz, vile. <laughs> a lot of things are clear. One is that when I've had my day, you desert me. Are you enjoying it? And another, I needn't feel grateful to you any longer. I can discard that bit of sentiment. From now on, it's my will against yours. I'll fight you. <laughs> fight you to the end. I will play with the symphony. I will. I will. I will. Anna, I will. stop it. Anna. Anna. Smoking downstairs or in the outer lobby, please. I didn't know you were counting days. Only concerts, Miss. How many, Fritz? How many of you had to cancel? Four, isn't it? We will forget them. But you must be at work by next week. You'd like to shout at me, but you don't dare. I might scream. Then I'd be ill again and you lose money when I don't work. I want to see my father, Fritz. That will not do any good. Please. Please send for my father. Why? What can he do? I wish to see my father. Do you hear? My father. Send for my father. All right, all right. I will send for him. Only do not scream. Please. No use, daughter. I have threatened to take it to court. There's no way we can break that contract. I see. 
And we're starting on another tour next week. Philadelphia, Detroit. Boston, Cleveland, St. Louis, Denver. Have you been? You should be pleased when I tell you. You have a concert tonight. Why did you go out? I went to listen to a rehearsal of the symphony. Afterward, I asked the conductor if I could play. Play in the orchestra. Have you no more sense? There's no reason to shout for it. He said he'd be glad to have me, but that he must have my manager's consent. You think I will give my consent? No. I know now that I can't join a great orchestra. Because of you. Well, I am glad this is finally ended. Go and rest for your concert. Anna. Yes, Fritz. And what a concert it will be. Neither of us shall ever forget. Anna, you are magnificent. You have never done so well in your life. Never so well. Remember that, Fritz. Now let's begin the second number. their money back, won't they? Every one of them. Every dollar. Have you gone mad? Every concert will be the same. You can't stop this. You can't prevent my doing what I did tonight. You are insane. I will have you locked up. And what good would that do you? I can't make money for you in a madhouse. No, Fritz. There's only one way you can get me to play again. If you let me take that post with the symphony. Never. Never so long as I live can you play with any symphony. Our contract holds you for life. You can accept no engagement without my consent. We will see who can hold out the longest. My dear. And so I've come home to stay, Father. My marriage and my career are ended at 38. For two years I've tried to join symphony orchestras, but Fritz has blocked me everywhere. I haven't seen him since he deserted me. But wherever I go, I meet his interference. I have no money left. He took it all. If you can spare a little of what I've sent you, I can get along. I shall never be part of a symphony. Never. But I can still hear symphonies. I can listen to a violin. Soon her people die. 
Anana, she's left alone. Then she come here. One thing she's lived for now. Well, you can see. But why does she come here to listen? Why doesn't she have a radio in her room? They will not let her. It's bothered too many others. Well, why doesn't she move someplace where she can have a radio? I don't know, senor. You have to ask Anna that. I'm sorry for her. But why? She doesn't need your pity. Anna, she is content. She likes what she has got. Well, that's more than most of us can say. Gwen, it must be late. We're the only ones left. Except Anna. Uh, well, we'll run along. I expect you want to close up. Yes, I can close now. Her concert is over. Good night. And thanks a lot. It's all right. Come back sometime, no? Well, good night. Good night. Well, Anna, that's all for tonight. Yes, that's all. You come in tomorrow night, huh? Yes, at ten. All right, good. Well, good night. Good night. Uh, Anna. What, Tony? You know, business has been pretty good lately. If he's a keep up, next week I'm going to give you a raise. to a smart party at the Hotel Astor, let me tell you about next week's play. It's another original drama entitled Fair Means. It's billed as a rollicking comedy about a young lawyer who uses fair means and funny means about classing his rival for the affections of a very attractive woman. Don't forget, tune in next Friday. Tonight we're going to step around the corner of the hotel Aston. Good night. Okay, sir. Good night. The first night of broadcast, we'll talk to you guys later tonight with Perry Hunting. Artichaw Part 3. Alt-Tab, Radio Show, Alt-Tab, SoundForge Pro 11.0, Escape, Escape, Enter, 0.3, unloading, can't, OK, Enter, SoundForge Pro, Enter, Menu, File Menu, A, Leaving Menus, Sound 1 Star, Save as Dialog, File Name, Sound 1, Edit, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-N-I-G-A-T-E-C-O-N-D-P-C-D-I-T-H, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A 
1-2-0-1-8. Save as top. Save but enter. Sound one star. JAWS Professional, JAWS 17 Dialogue, OK Button, Skype, Alt-Tab, Apple Software, Alt-Tab, Dialogue, Document, Alt-Tab, JAWS 7, Alt-Tab, Apple Software, Alt-F4, JAWS 17 Dialogue, Escape, Escape, Desktop, Alt-Tab, Alt-Tab, Skype, Trade, Alt-Tab, Sound Forge Pro 11.1, 11.2, 11.3, 11.4, 11.5, 11.6, 11.7, 11.8, 11.9, 11.10, 11.11